Hello, welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast where Jim and Eric offend everybody including themselves and everyone else on the podcast. Just remember, there will be spoilers ahead so read your books before listening. You have been warned. From the oldest of times, people danced for a number of reasons. They danced in prayer, or so that their crops would be plentiful, or so their hunt would be good. And they danced to stay physically fit and show their community spirit. And they danced to celebrate. Still waiting on that heifer, Julio. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Baby, the Weirders are back for another installment of Weird Out Loud. I'm the Tower of Power, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 59 of the best goddamn DC Comics podcast that we're a part of. God damn it. We're only the part of this one, Eric. Exactly. You are sneaky. Ah. That's like heads you we- heads I win, tails you lose. What? <laughs> I always lose I was that thinking game. of that this week. I get all. What do I get mixed up? The ass grass or or cash? <laughs> you did ass no gas one rides or grass. for free. It'd be the greatest shirt on the ba- on the back. Ass grass or crash? No <laughs> one rides for free, and that is what a guy who has a fucking stroke would say. How about that? And uh, I believe hello, we'll have a stroke hello, any day now. Hello, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of February 20th, Eric. The 20th. What, 59, you stop calling everything a fucking milestone. When is the next milestone? I have, a, I have it in my mind. 75. That's what I thought you were going to say. That's why we have a podcast together. Two peas in a pod, they say. Test. That's our new podcast, right? Or yes. is that what you said? Didn't we say that before? That a long time ago. Two peas in a podcast. Oh yes, boy, getting a little, getting a little out of hand already, Eric. Out of hand. I don't know what I'm talking about. We are proud members of both the Comics Podcast Network, proud, and the Weeby Geeks Network. Proud. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/WeirdScienceDCComics. You can follow us on our site, Weird Science DC Comics blog, doublexpot.com, and also on Podbean at WeirdScienceDCComics.podbean.com. Follow us everywhere. Everywhere. And I also want to remind everyone that the Weird Science Rant and Rave Line's up and going there. Oh, shit. It is live, baby, live. And you can call it at 641-715-3900 and our extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. There's a lot of instructions. Goddamn robots. I wish that they could just call a line right in. but And we have a couple messages this week, maybe one from me. I have to <laughs> test it out. I might throw it there. I was doing a little shout-out. Uh, I'd also like to continue by saying, please rate and review us wherever you get this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you can rate and review things. Uh, because, Eric, nobody's rating and reviewing us anymore. They've they don't up. like us no more. They've given up. It's, it's over. Pack it up. See you in seven, as you say. Shutting down the studio. See you in seven. Uh, See guess you what we never. Did? What did we do last night? Uh, we did a podcast. Yes, we recorded our second Just for the Hell of It podcast last night. And it was our top five 80s movies. And it'll probably be out next Friday, if all goes well. And Bloodsport <laughs> Blood is on my list there. Of course it is. There's a little uh, spoiler. Spoiler 
alert. But yeah, uh, this week, uh, this is when everybody on these podcasts that I listen to will say, Hey, what happened this week there, buddy boy? What you do there? I'm the CEO of nothing. Editor-in-chief. chief I fuck every time I want to smash my fucking phone right upside my head. I will tell it's people though, to everything. Come on, I know and that's like they say. Hey, Jim, you got a race, which never happens. But am I yeah, smashing my phone? Say, who the fuck ever says that? Yeah, really? That's what I say in my pants. Uh, this week, though, on Thursday, I will tell everybody that you came into work, looked like goddamn Frankenstein. Goddamn <laughs> Frankenstein! You walked in fucking stiff neck going, and then I didn't see you on Friday. I told you I, I wasn't going to be in. See you on Friday. You left that open. I you did. Said to me, you knew I wasn't going to be in. I told everyone. Everyone said, <laughs> "Hey, is Eric coming in?" This was probably at about five of seven. Right. So, are you kidding me? I said, "Hey, he told me he might be in." That's a no. That's did like you, you and your your exactly parents my growing parents up. growing up. Maybe. Oh, that's a no. Yeah. Then. When I heard maybe, there is no way. I'm telling you. You said, "Hey, I might be." No. You're not I'm just saying, is Eric coming in? Did you see that Frankenstein-looking motherfucker yeah, yesterday? Actually, There's no way he's coming two in. Two people said to me, what was wrong with Eric? That guy was freaking walking <laughs> in. They didn't say Frankenstein. One guy, uh, Dave. What was wrong with your brother? He looked like he was hurting. See, you shut up. And I still am. Yeah, yeah. We And uh, we're just podcast-friendly uh, this weekend. Another double shot, Eric. It's tough. It is tough on, on The Voice. Uh, right now, I have a Halls in. And it's probably clicking away because it's in the back of my fucking behind my teeth or whatever. Well, I haven't heard it yet, so. That's good. Here, welcome. Oh, now we go. Yeah, I'm trying That's to get my voice. teeth, though. Yeah, really. It does sound like that, doesn't it? You would know when you get all those uh, old hookers. Boosh. Get a gum job. All right, Eric, it's time for the news. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where to go. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. <laughs> that repeats himself. That guy wants the gold. I, I think I've gotten from that that he wants the gold. I think he might want the gold. That guy in that video, that's the guy who reminds me of he got his look straight off of NWA, straight out of Compton uh, album cover looking at NWR, Easy E. He Easy looked like e. Easy E to me. I think Easy E wanted the gold too, Eric, and a lot of women. You think that everybody looks like everybody? That's right. All everybody of a sudden, Judge Show like and Montel Williams is freaking out. That's right. Well, just wait till you hear Judge Edo. Knows? Nobody knows that Bloodsport starred Montel Williams and Judge Edo. You didn't I know that. I keep wanting to say Montel Jordan. No, no. This how we do it. Yeah. This is how we do it. See, I got, my, I got the freaking halls in. I'm ready. I'm going to sing All right. it up. This. I'm actually I'm happy to sing. I'm not going to sing any Creed, fun. though. I'm not singing any Creed. I'm not going to sing, with arms wide open, yeah. yeah. Do you know any other Creed songs? Uh, I, I like that one called uh, What If. It was on the Scream 3 soundtrack. What If. Is that how it goes? No, it's actually more rocking than that. Really? Yeah. I, I did not know that. But the first bit of news, I do know, Eric. You don't. I didn't send you the news. I have no idea what's going fresh. on tonight. It's all fresh to you. DC Comics Prez will return in October, says writer Mark Russell. Oh, yeah, Mark Russell says that? Mark Russell. It's got to be true. He's been yelling and screaming. I think that Mark Russell does not like to lose like us. So everybody's <laughs> like, oh, man, it's a shame with that president. He just get, what, what are you talking about? Either that or his, his, he doesn't answer his messages. Nobody's told him that it's not coming back. When he says, <laughs> writer Mark Russell confirmed on Twitter that Prez will return with more issues in October following DC Comics' rebirth. 
And the three people who read that book said that's great news. Originally solicited it for 12 issues, Prez Run was cut in half with the promise of two additional miniseries. However, as sales were low, its very, fate was very, left very up low. in the air, particularly after Rebirth News. The big question was whether it would return for a second mini to wrap up the story. I think the big question was, is DC crazy enough to let it return? Because, boy, these sales were terrible. I really thought they were in the business of making money. And yeah. putting out press, it kind of goes well, against that business model in my mind. Deal. Before I continue, maybe this is what we're seeing where you have a Batman twice a month. It does allow you to have some things come out that you know won't make tons of money. Or How about you put out some good things, though, that might not make tons of money? Well, we talked earlier. I think that this is a move that they are counting on DC, are counting on this rebirth, these number one issues, all this hitting, everybody getting so excited, and they'll be in the, the store, and then they'll see Prez. I wonder, though... <laughs> if and they, then they'll say Prez, and you know what? Yeah, I'm going to buy another Prez show Batman. I would guess, uh, this is my uh, guess, uh, is that when Prez comes out, it'll be a number one. It'll be called, like, uh, Prez the... Second campaign term? continues or yeah or the second term number one it'll have something they're going to try to get a number one and so people will be confused and go oh Pres- a new, a new thing yeah. never heard of this book before i'll grab it according to russell prez will get a chance to wrap up as planned though it is unknown at this time how long it will run <laughs> it is also unknown if artist ben caldwell will return to the book eric that is the prez news for the week Prez. And probably the year. Because there's and no way it's coming scene. back. Yeah. I'm really. saying it right now. It's not coming back. You That's don't just think me, it's though. coming back? No. I really think that they're going to use these bigger books being twice a month to be able to fund these other ones. If I, I get a second installment of Prez before I get a Shazam book, I'm going to kick you right in the balls and I'm yeah. going to blame DC for it. Hey, we'll get to that later because that shocked me. Shocked me. <laughs> DC Comics announces exclusive deals with Tom King. The King, Tommy. Clay Mann. The, the man of clay. The clay, yeah. clay man. And John Timms. Oh, hey, I got nothing for that. Timsy. DC Comics has announced exclusive deals with three creators. Tom, uh, Timmy John. Timmy Grayson and the Mega Man writer Tom King. And when I, I got this story, I grabbed this story, and I think it was uh, CBR, just had a Mega Man writer, Tom King. I'm like, you are not giving that guy enough credit. At all. Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death artist Clay Man. Very good artist. Excellent art. And Harley's little black book artist, John Timms. Which I enjoy that art as well. Yeah, that is. As the press release puts it, the deals will ensure the talents, quote, produce their comic book work solely for the DC Comics and Vertigo imprints. And this is something that if people have been listening to the podcast, we have been bitching and moaning about that they should grab Tom King and make, it, make him exclusive. And I, this is I'm great saying news. right now that DC listens to the podcast and all their executive decisions are coming straight from us. Straight from us? Straight from us. Where's the Shazam book you've been yelling about? Right from about? the weirdo's mouth. That's, no, that's a bit hard. If they're listening, that's what they would blame us. Stop weird sciencing <laughs> the DC universe they are That'd yelling right now. That'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, DC Enter- this is the quote then. DC Entertainment is proud and thrilled to secure the services of these amazing talents. DC Entertainment co-publisher Jim Lee said between delaying any book that he's on, speaking personally as a fan of their impressive work, I couldn't be more thrilled to have them on board for the long haul. We've seen the incredible fan response thus far, and all I can add is, hold on tight, this is just the beginning. <laughs> Did he, he went to a freaking Reviewers 101. Sure it's did. a roller coaster of emotions, Jim Lee says. 
I just imagine uh, the this... weird science thing of the DCU. Now you pick up a book of like Batgirl or whatever. Man, there sure are a lot of dick and fart jokes and yeah, a lot of dildos in this book now. Like, when did they start quoting Bloodsport in every <laughs> goddamn book? It's like every book has about Brick not hit back. And, yeah. uh, and why is everybody's catchphrase now boosh? Boosh. Very odd. And then everyone ends with not like – and uh, not the next title just says see you in, in 30. I see you in 30. Ah, speaking of Jim Lear. Oh, no. It's Batgirl's new villain, the Dim Mock. Oh, it would be awesome. Here's the new villain, Montel Williams <laughs> or Montel Jordan. Eric. This is how we do it. <laughs> I can even do a little beatbox now. <laughs> Either that's a beatbox or me in the sack. The next thing is a Jim Lee story as well, Eric. Jim Lee to be the artist on Suicide Squad during Rebirth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, this is pretty much the first official uh, announcement besides maybe the Jeff Johns uh, being on the Rebirth number one and then a kind of a side thing with Ethan Van Skyver. So really, I don't know Didn't, what didn't we have one with Meredith Finch? No, that was bullshit. Okay. Yes. Bullshit that was, Eric. Uh, but yeah, he announced he's, uh, Jim Lee is already drawing the Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad April Fool's special, which is weird because, because he's doing our Eric, it's coming out in June. Yeah. It's going to be first April Fool's special in June. April Fool's actually, that's the April Fool's. April Fool's, (laughs) there is no issue. Uh, for writer Rob Williams, alongside fellow artist Scott Williams and Sean. This is my favorite. You don't have this news, do you? I have nothing. Where do you hear this? Rob Williams is writing the book, right? Right. Uh, fellow artist with Jim Lee, Scott Williams, and Sean Cheeks Galloway. I did read this before. Cheeks, Eric. I want to know how he got that nickname. I, I want to know right now. I, I think he was the guy in Breakfast Club that Emilio got the tension for. Yeah. That, Put that the tapes on the butt cheeks. That would be Cheeks. Poor Sean. I'm telling you, if that is a nickname... Maybe he's taken it like that was a bully's name for him growing up, and he's 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 embracing it now. It. Yeah, he embraced it. He's like, that's how you get rid of a bully. No, no, it's not. So you get picked on more. I know. You know how I get rid of a bully? You beat the living shit out of him. How about that? Or you know what? You get rid of a bully by becoming a bigger bully. You bang their mother in my a mind. A bigger bully, Eric. A bigger bully. Say no to bullying. Say no to bullying. <laughs> but it turns out that's not the only time he'll be spending on the squad. How about that one? Uh-huh. DC Comics has confirmed that the legendary artist will be part of a rotating team drawing the Suicide Squad relaunch coming as part of the Rebirth Initiative. I don't like this. No. I'll go on in a minute, but I don't like it. I don't like the idea of a rotating team of anything uh, except maybe like buffet workers. They keep the shit coming out like I like. I really would have liked to think that these issues – now, I'm probably naive thinking it would have been, um, but the – the books I like the I like a standard art. You, me you as with well. Me? I don't no, like no, art No, no, I changing. go in expecting one and, thing, and if it's not that, it throws me out immediately. And again, you might say, "Hey, you know, you don't really notice that much." But these are a lot oh, of these yes. are coming out two weeks after one another, and it is. It's going to throw me off, and you're going to have a lot of guys mimicking some styles, and it really upsets me already that we have. We're not throwing me off even more. Yeah, a rotating team already. Eh, bull crap. According to Newsarama, the DC co-publisher will be one of the artists working on the twice-monthly series set to launch this fall following the Suicide Squad Rebirth number one one-shot. No word yet on who the other artist will be. You know, I, I like it. I don't like that that much. I'm not a big fan of rotating artists, but well, you're gonna Jim have Lee is to great. Jim Lee's get, on there. Well, and it, you also you get this. You know, you get the push. People love Jim Lee. 
Yeah. And so you get it. It's I'd love it if he made his deadlines. Yes, same here. Next story. DC's Next story. Rebirth pulls Ethan Van Skyver off of Green Lantern Core Edge of Oblivion. After DC's announcement Thursday that Ethan Van Skyver would be one of the three artists illustrating May's Rebirth kickoff DC Universe Rebirth number one. I don't even know if that was a real sentence. The artist has con- uh, announced that he's leaving his current book, Green Lantern Rebirth. Uh, uh, this whole thing is uh, – where did the fuck did I get this story? Green Lantern at the core, Edge of Oblivion. It, it actually said – because I don't read this shit before I fucking cut and paste. Tina's right. They call me cut and paste. Cut and paste learner. Yeah, they put Green Lantern Rebirth, Edge of Rebirth. What the fuck <laughs> is that? Early in order to focus on DC's upcoming revamp. Van Skyver tweeted, Hashtag Green Lantern, hashtag Edge of Oblivion, number three, is my last issue of that mini. I'd love to I'd love to have finished it, but in order to do everything I want on hashtag rebirth, I need to leave early. I'm sorry to go. I wanted to complete the trade paperback with at Tom Taylor made, which is Tom Taylor, but I think we'll have another chance soon. Hint hint, hope so. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to be a team together in Rebirth, and then I say that they're on Green Lantern Corps. What do you think of that? I think he might be working on Jeff Johns' Rebirth. Well, yes, he, they announced that. That, that big special thing, but yeah, I would can, think can he'd be you, back can, on on a. I couldn't understand. You said Rebirth too many times. Fucking, the fuck, the Rebirth, Rebirth, Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, he's, I was it's out. Been, it's been confirmed that he's on that first bit. Okay, good. Uh, but I, I would say the Green Lanterns, because I said in my last review of Edge of Oblivion that I will fucking chain him to a desk to make sure that he stays on a Green Lantern so book, because I love be the way he does it. Green Lanterns book. I hope he's on the Green Lanterns book. I think book. that's what he's saying is that Tom Taylor will be on it, because he says, I think we'll have another chance soon. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what he thinks. He I got knows. nothing really. He knows. Uh, but we're going to get on to... The big news of the week. We've been saying all Titans, this stuff. Bam. And it, That's it, what I'm saying. It's going to be Titans. Bam. Yeah. Now he's going to be on Titans? Yeah. Oh, goodness. But here's, Tom Taylor. Here's the big news of the week. Rebirth hit. Was it Thursday? Uh, I'm not aware of this news. Yeah, what is this? The Rebirth. The whole oh, oh, the Rebirth. rebirth. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, that Rebirth thing. That, that hit. Um, I was out food shopping with my son, Logan. So you were buying went, this... Loads and loads of breakfast cereal, weren't yes, you? Yes, we bought, I think, six boxes this week. I'm going back to when I was a kid, and I got myself the uh, shredded mini-wheats, and it said original shredded mini-wheats. Now, I know you're going to say it said mini, so uh-huh. you're an idiot, but they always had that big bite was the original. Yes. And then they went to the mini. So I thought, oh, mini, they don't have the big bite anymore. They do not have the long shredded. Because they were anymore. terrible. No, they were the best. The mini's terrible. You And these, these minis that I got, fucking bullshit. Not enough frosting on it. I want the kid in me once that goddamn frosting. Or get damn and frosting. And the adult of you once that kid And you know, also I saw... They have a non-frosted mini wheats now, and it's not just called. They don't call it shredded wheat. They call it like non-frosted frosted mini wheats, or something. It's fucking blowing my mind. Oh, that's more confusing than that last that? news mat thing. Who you just would did. buy that? Your mother. My mother. My mother wouldn't buy that. But here it is. Rebirth hit. People were fucking going nuts. I, I was getting message after message and tweets sitting there, and we had actually finished uh, our shopping, and I was eating McDonald's with my son. All of a sudden, my phone was going nuts. It was blowing up, as they say, Eric. That's what the kids say. And I kept looking. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm looking at this. And I'm telling you, I was not that excited. We we talked before we got on tonight. And personally, until we get a uh, creative team announcements for all these books, I am not that 
I'm not hyped. I'm not yeah. hyped like some people were. People were calling for an emergency podcast. And um, I was in so much goddamn pain, it sounded like a nightmare. Because yeah. I was trying to review Martian Manhunter, all this shit is dropping. I'm like, well, wow. I guess I got to follow this now. And my fucking neck is strained beyond belief. I was crying. As the kids say, it, it was dropping like it's hot, I saw. I was crying, Jim. Crying. I, I just, I kept looking because at the I things. Because I there was now also I'm dying to forget yes, you. Yes. Do as, what you do, uh, down on me. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> as uh, this was going on, there was also crazy rumors being thrown about. Like Meredith Finch on yeah. Superwoman, uh, but yeah, I, I started looking at the books and nothing. There actually, there's like one or two things that kind of shocked me, uh, but most of this I would have guessed if you would have held a gun to my head and said, "What books will make it in this rebirth?" We even talked about it. We talked oh, yeah. about it ourselves. We talked about it a little on the podcast, and I'm telling you, we were fucking right on. Uh, pretty much down the line, uh, like I said, a couple things surprised me, but what I'll do is tell you what it is. Looks like Rebirth is a relaunch of the entire DC line of books, and every returning book will begin at number one, except for Action Comics and Detective Comics, which will return to their pre-Flashpoint numbering, but a little weird. We talked about this before the podcast as well. This doesn't mean that, I guess, Action Comics had ended at 956 and Detective, I believe, was 934. No. I have some things written down. It was some. Oh, no, those are what they would be. Those are the new ones with the uh, new 52 yes, added see, in there. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a weird – the way they spelled it out to me, I thought they were reverting directly back to the old numbering. But they're adding in the issues that happen in the new 52 and the DCU to that numbering to give you what the total amount of issues are now. Yes. Yes, and that's so ridiculous to me. And what throws me off or would throw people off years from now when somebody wants to know, hey, uh, yeah, I want to see what happened in um, Detective Comics 922. There is none. There won't be a nine. There's no 922. Not at all. Because that was part of, you know, that'll be Detective Comics, you know, yeah, 30. The and then, Come yeah, on. I'm not gonna do <laughs> I can't do it. But, yeah, I think that is so weird when it comes down not the Not only are words hard, but math is yeah, hard as oh, well. Oh, God, math's way hard. Uh, so I, I, it threw me off because I thought that, okay, they're just going to go back to that old. Then you'll say, hey, if I wanted to do this, that's in the – it just makes no sense. The only reason I knew off the bat is because that whole uh, – I think it was Detective Comics 20 – no, it wasn't, it wasn't 27. That was the uh, anniversary edition, I think. But they had that – I think yeah, it was 19. The, the Detective was Comics 19. 27, yeah, was just because of the 27. was the 900th uh, issue, though. Nine, Detective Comics 19, I believe yeah. it was. And uh, like I said, it's, it's going to end up throwing people off down the line. Yeah, screw them, Eric. Screw them. And what volume? Is this part of volume 1.5, volume yeah, 2? I, who knows? I guess they'll just go in order, but it doesn't make sense to me. Does it revert back to volume 1? No idea. Th- I know one of the things that people were hyped about and the most excited about to me was that all books will now be two ninety nine. That was cool. I really that dug that. Cool. Now, everybody, then you start thinking, well, there's a bunch of twice. Yeah, you do the math, but so, still, come yeah. on. But that's nice. That's good. And it gives people... Um, an incentive to try out a couple new books. Not it, press. No. Um, you usually give a book two, two issues or three issues. Three right? issues. Three issues. So it's going to be funny because you'll you'll be able to just take a month. Just I would say for everybody to get the the first couple issues of all of these. Just do it all. Everybody has. Oh yeah, because everybody's a Rockefeller. Money. Yeah. We're going to be. That's another reason I told you <laughs> that um, this news does not affect us 
as great because no matter what happens, if they had Prez, Prez Jr., uh, Prez's uncle and Prez's the cousin. Return of those, Prez. Are the, those are all the books. The Prez yeah. walks amongst Prez, us. Prez three. Prez this time it's personal. Prez three. No pardon. <laughs> Shit like that. We're gonna have to get them, uh, buy them, read them, and review them anyway. So Prez when... five impeached, impeached, and preached. Impeachment. Yeah. Fucking do a simple joke. Prez six. In in Prez we trust. I don't, I'm terrible. Get off my plane. Why don't they have that? That'd be awesome. Air Force Fun. How yeah. about that? Is that a good one? That is a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for us... What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> for us, it this doesn't hit... If you're a fan of one of these books that gets canceled, then you're upset. But we're always going to have books. And yes, yeah. we're going to have our favorites. And some of these are, but I'll tell you. Uh, what I'm really I past say. the point where I get upset at a cancellation That's anymore because I saying. know something else is going to fill the void That's for me. That's what I'm saying. We are jaded yeah. and somewhat pretentious, Eric. I am the CEO and chairman of the board. I'm the editor-in-chief. Who are you now? Uh, yeah, there's going to be 15 books published twice monthly. Right. And they are Aquaman. I'm going to ask you right now while, while we're going. You tell me if you think that these books – are good to be twice monthly if you think okay. that they warrant a two times a month book. Aquaman. Yes. I do not. Batman. Yes. yes. The Flash. Yes. Green Arrow. No. No. Green Lanterns. Yes. yes. Superman. Yes. Wonder Woman. Yes. I don't. It's not selling now. This is where no. I'm going from. Nobody's buying it now. But uh, I, I want to like Wonder Woman. It's just I, not giving me the keep, chance to like it. How's it like to, how is it to want? It's pretty bad, Mom. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Yes. Okay, that was a hesitant one. Justice League. Yes. Yes. Nightwing. Yes. Cyborg. No. No. Deathstroke. No. Nope. Harley Quinn. Yes. Justice League of America. No. Suicide Squad. No. I I agree fully with... uh, your opinion except for the couple at the beginning but those are all of the twice monthly now detective comics and action comics also look to be twice a month some places i look others report that they're not i'm uh, saying they're once a month well what's weird is the last couple things i looked they did list them as twice but it didn't match up in the numbers I, I, don't know. I was look- reporting that there'd be 15 twice monthlies and 17 monthlies and the only way you get that is to have Detective Comics and Action Comics as monthlies. But yeah, three well, I'm places I'm on, I DC, I'm on DC Entertainment right now, and they have uh, Action Detective going uh, shipping twice monthly. Yeah, so there you go, twice a month. I think they might have fucked up. No, I <laughs> think they, I, they may have. It sounded like you were going to prove me wrong, nope. and then you proved me right. Uh, these other titles that I are going to be once right. a month, and this will be, you know, you can get all these. Batgirl, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Birds book? The Hellblazer. All right. Red Hood and the Outlaws. Back to All the right. Outlaws. The Super Dash Man. I, I, I don't know. What that, I, actually, do you know what I want that to be? I want that to be a Lex Luthor book. Really? I do. I actually would guess that it's going to be the pre-Flashpoint Superman, but I don't know why it would be that dash. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. Titans. Yes. Batman Beyond. Am I still? Why am I still saying yes? I don't know. You're just agreeing <laughs> with me. Uh, Batman Beyond. That's a weird one. Well, it's a weird one because I really think that we were talking before. Again, we talk a lot before we go on. We waste a lot too of time. Too long. Um, where you're saying, oh, it's not a rebuild. I, 
I can't see that book going continuing from what's going on now. Well, they're going to do something here that's going to change the timeline and have a ripple effect into the future of Batman and Beyond. It's going to be Terry so. McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. And no Brother Eye. No Brother Eye. No right, Tim the Drake. The next one's your big one, Blue it's Beetle. Be amazing. Oh, fuck yeah, Blue Beetle. Earth 2. The thing is, though, I th- like I saw some pictures. I don't Earth know if this course. Hold on, I don't know if it corresponds with it or not. But it looks like it's going to be a Jaime Reyes and a Ted. Yeah, Cor- it does look like both. I don't know what they're playing with. They might just be announcing like, "Oh, you like Blue Beetle?" Not really sure where we're going with this. Let's pick the big two. I uh, like but it. Looks Blue like I'll go with either. Honestly, honestly, okay. if it's a double, that'd be cool too. Or if we had this young Ted Cord that we saw in Forever Evil, he's interested in this Blue Beetle scarab that uh, Jaime has, and they yeah. just pair up, and you know he makes his own stuff his costumes gadgets whatever well, i would have called it blue beetles if that's the case yeah Gotham, volume one earth two earth two earth two god academy totally... next semester that I might be the that, that might time. be the biggest surprise out of all these right seriously blue beetles a big surprise but gotham academy made the cut I, i'm surprised I the firestorm read... didn't come back yeah that's true i read a thing where brandon brendan fletcher was saying that Gotham Academy is very big in schools, that oh, yeah? teachers and librarians are big on the book, and that pushed it towards being uh, renewed, whatever you would say. Supergirl, Eric. Supergirl. Happy to have Supergirl back. I am, too. I, I want Superboy, though. I actually think that that's another one that's going to be kind of uh, reverted back and, and things, and that's why they maybe didn't have it before the rebirth, that the rebirth made sense that to bring sense it out to that way. It just the timing was awful with the TV show. They really should have had it, but they would have had a book and then had to change it again. I don't know. Well, Super- they'll be ready for the second season. Yes, Superwoman. I don't know what this will be about. No, Super Sons again. Teen Titans. All right, I love me some Teen Titans. Yep, and Trinity. And I like the idea of that book. That's going to be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and I don't like the idea of it. We talked about that before. I think it's nonsense. Yeah, but everybody's going crazy. Everybody's going crazy for this, and I like some of these titles, just having the names out there. But there's nothing really first in the long run until we get the goddamn uh, creative teams, maybe a solicit. Yeah, well, and the there's a bunch of these books are going to get a rebirth issue where it's going to be like Batman Rebirth number one. Yeah, Uh, not all of them will though, which is odd to me. I thought everyone would have. They're not. I have quickly the ones that will get uh, number one rebirth issue will be Aquaman, Batman, Flash. Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Superman, Titans, Wonder Woman, and those are all in June. Then you get Batgirl and Birds of Prey, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, the Hellblazer, Justice League, Nightwing, and Red Hood and the Outlaws in July, and Batman Beyond, Blue Beetle, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Earth 2, Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Teen Titans, and Trinity uh, in the quote-unquote fall. Yeah, the fall to me does not mean August, though. No, well, it's weird then because then August will just continue these other books. Yeah, and then and all that's of a what sudden I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, and that just brings up the point where these are staggered releases. You won't get every book in June. You're just going to get a, a couple of them. They're going to stagger them out, and I guess by... But it's going to be such an info bomb that's yeah, going to satiate you for the entire like, month. Uh, you know, October, November, it would seem that you would have everyone going strong. Yes. Uh, it all begins like in it. May with Jeff John's 80-page rebirth number one. And Jim's going to be reviewing that one. I don't know who's going to review that one. That's a big <laughs> fucking book. Jesus Christ. Well, just give it to whoever has the least amount of books. That you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take off of work that day. Uh, maybe. Well, I'm t- there might be 50 reviews for that book. <laughs> Everybody's going to review that goddamn book. Uh, he had Jeff Johns had the announcement video, and he really stressed legacy in it. They were really stressing a lot of things. And in it, they showed images of the Justice Society of America and the Legion of Superheroes. 
so I'm assuming they will be announced at a later time. Uh, because of all this, Jeff Johns is dropping off of Justice League. He will not be the writer on Justice League. And he said that he has to decide what book he might be on. I think it's going to be a later JSA. Uh, so he'll take some time off, get this going. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of press junkets. Well, we got this, uh, I'm saying, we have this new rebirth thing where it's kind of transparent, where we get a bunch of character background, like Supergirl's one, it looks like um, Jessica Cruz's one, Wally West. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks, looks like, like Jay Wally Garrick West is there, the flash, and yeah. it looks like it's honestly to me Superboy, like Jonathan Kent, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and that, that thing. And there's yeah, a, looks there's like a hooded guy Kent. in there, I have no idea who that is off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Unless it's Red Hood, and they're rebooting maybe. him, like, you know, People rebirthing him. Yep. And all of this actually, that actually excited me. Yeah, all of this actually means that these books were canceled: Black Canary, Doctor Fate, Justice League Three Thousand and One, Midnighter, Midnighter. Oh, poor Midnighter! Martian Manhunter, Secret Six, Starfire, Catwoman, Robin, Son of Batman, We Are Robin, and Sinestro. I liked a lot of those books too, but you know what? So these are going to fill it up. Yeah, we'll see. There, there's less books, but a couple of them ship twice a month. So. It's very odd, but uh, actual titles, there are a lot less. But I don't know how the last bit of this, I don't know how this affects any of those minis, uh, like Gang of Harleys. I have no idea how that affects And them. no one said shit about that book. No, and I tried to uh, contact Jimmy Palmiotti and Frank Thierry, or both uh, co-writing that. They didn't get back to me here. It's a sore spot for them, and you just fucking jabbed it a little Maybe. bit. Maybe. I'm good at that, right? I get, I get the jabs in. But, yeah, that's that's the whole deal. I don't think I'm, Howard Porter talks to us anymore because of yeah, that. Yeah, really. I'm not excited that much until we see what the creative teams are. I don't know. Then I'm, I will be I'm excited. Saying, I'm relatively excited. I'm holding back a bit because I've been fucked before, but I do have a sense of excitement going on with this. Do you? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, something new. I'm telling you, it's it's been feeling a bit stale lately. It, it has. And I like something to change up a bit. If this was again, you're changing up. You're convinced that nothing much is going to change. Agreed. That's why I just, just the attitude. Yeah, I don't. The attitude, like, I, yeah, the attitude. They had a video and announced some books. And it's not what they say; it's how no. they say. And like one, <laughs> I think one or two. What, what surprised you, Blue Beetle? Uh Blue Beetle. That's um, about honestly, the only thing that surprised the, the, me. The title, Green Lanterns. Yeah, but we we knew that before. I knew it was going to be a new Green Lantern leaked. book. I knew it was a Green Lantern book. Yeah. I didn't know it was Lanterns. Oh, so the, the the plural, since there are how many? No, no, just for that book, though. No, I'm saying, I know. I'm we, saying, we, though. That's we knew not... the Power Ring was going to be in that, and that's it. And now then, we have an idea of somebody else, which we, we want Simon Bass. That's Bez. the thing, though. We have no idea that Power I'm Ring saying is. Simon All this stuff is up in the air. Nobody knows. That. All the, Half of the stuff that we heard before and reported as rumor has gone down the tubes now anyway. Well, with I'm saying else. in that Rebirth thing I was just talking about, Jessica Cruz is on there. Yeah. I just, but that that could be. Uh, that could be anybody. Honestly, yeah. I'm just going with Jessica Cruz and to prove a point. Green but... <laughs> Lanterns could be just another way to say it's also going to be the Green Lantern Corps. They're just all of them are there as well, or it's like a rotating thing. Until I see a solicit and a description of what the books are, uh, I I'm gonna just leave everything out for, like Batman, or Batgirl, Birds of Prey. Uh, I'm excited for, it, but I want to see who the team is. It may as well. Until then, I'm really not that excited. I want Clay Man on that. Yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, that, that's the news. That's Everybody wanted to hear about Rebirth. And that would have been our emergency podcast. What's that? Maybe, I said that would have been our emergency yeah, podcast. Yeah, there would have been nothing. There would have been yeah. me complaining. Maybe Reggie, maybe Reggie would have said something. No, I don't he know. said he didn't want to do it. I oh, messaged him and I said, hey, everybody wants an emergency podcast. I was just joking. And he's like, there's nothing to say. Yeah. I'm like, okay. 
No emergency podcast. I'll finish my double fucking quarter pounder. Boom. It's time for listener mail now, Eric. All right. Listener mail. And the first one is from John. John. John's from across the pond. Don't they say that? Across the pond. And I I don't don't mean like knock a mixin'. It's a little local joke for you, Eric. Local (laughs) joke. Hello, Jim and Eric. I'm writing to you from Portsmouth on the south coast of merry old England, not far up the coast from Bournemouth. All right. It's where my mom was born, Eric. Small world, Jimmy. Small world. It's where that whore was born. If Jim could read this out in his best Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent, I'd be much obliged, Governor. Hello, love. (laughs) I have to compliment you on your fine podcast. I'm starting to sound Australian, I think. I used to listen to the DCR. Which he used to listen to DCR, which okay, is a decent fun you. podcast, but I'm full of hate, self-loathing, and negativity. So I was pleased to stumble on your podcast a few months ago. The five-hour format really gets me through my Monday mornings working at the tea room. Pinkies up, buddy. Pinkies up, John. Usually, I'd have an in-depth discussion about Grant Morrison, Alan Moore, and Neil Gaiman. <laughs> They'd only talk about British stuff over in Britain, Eric. Apparently. You are not allowed to talk about anything else. Over tea and a scone. Now it's all shit sandwiches and dildos. Welcome to America, my friend. Ah. And for that, I thank you. He goes on. He's going to talk a little cereal. As a kid, Frosties or cornflakes for people who can't uh, handle reality, Eric. Now, are they cornflakes or frosted flakes? I would think they're frosted flakes. I think that he's going with that. He he likes those crisps over there. (laughs) You know what my favorite crisps were, Eric? Pringles. Prawn. Prawn flavored crisps. Prawn? Right. They had like eight trillion flavors. I didn't know if that flavors. was like a name brand or nope. what. Prawn it's like flavors. prawn. I'm telling you, this was a long time ago. 1984 is the last time I was in England. And the brand was something to do with like a uh, monastery. It was like Friar Tuck's version. And uh, my grandmother got me, before she kicked us out of the house, she got me a big box of them. And they actually, you could you made a monastery out of the box. A and box there of was, potato it was chips. Like, yeah. Well, it was a box filled with bags of potato chips. All right. Because there's eight trillion flavors. They had roast beef. They had Worcestershire sauce. They had fucking everything. Jeez. All right. They love them there. Where was I? As a kid, Frosties or cornflakes uh, for people who can't uh, handle reality were always my favorite. But Jim is right about Tony. Tony the Tiger. Nothing more than a stripy cunt with a shit catchphrase. That's right. The What's best that catchphrase, Jim? They're great. Great. They're tasty. He said he's the fucking spokesman. That, it, it goes nowhere with me that he says they're great. The guy's getting paid. Uh, the best way to enjoy the getting paid. The best way to enjoy Weedabix. Well, it's, it's better. It's actually better. It, it's more than getting paid. He actually has a reality because of those. So he, he's going to say whatever they want, Eric. He's a show for the company. Okay. The best way to enjoy Weedabix is by throwing them out the window. He says, by the way, uh, using hot milk, but not too much. That sounds disgusting. I don't know what's wrong with these Brits. You don't want it to be soggy and not set. Hmm. I don't want to drink hot milk on a goddamn bowl of cereal. Then add a layer of sugar to the top to make the most out of a bad situation. My mom... This is way too much work right here for cereal. <clears throat> oh, I had a cough. My mom probably has Weedabix right now in her uh, cupboard. Right. Oh, boy, they are the worst. But I think th- there's no possible way these things could get stale. I think they're always stale, and they taste like a goddamn bird's nest. That's what they taste like. The cereal I hated the most was Quakers, which we think is Quaker Oats. 
I, I would hope. I don't consider that a cereal, but whatever. You better watch it. We're in Quakertown, Eric. That's people every, anywhere I go. I never say Quakertown. I usually go, oh, what, the Quaker Oats? No. No, take my fist no, in your face, you fucking asshole. Whenever we do I have saw, Quaker safety, though. Yeah, whenever I say, or whenever I saw that in the cupboard, I knew we had hit hard times. <laughs> uh, yes. It was basically porridge, and their mascot was a stern-looking Amish man. Yeah, might Quaker as well Oats. have said, eat this or I'll beat you. Yeah, he is stern-looking. But uh, what Amish man isn't, Eric? What it's funny, he's getting man. Quaker oats over there. I'm buying Irish steel-cut oatmeal. Yeah, that's true. You get that fancy oatmeal that has no uh, nutritional value more than just the standard one. I looked uh-huh. at it the other day. Nothing different. Nothing at all. Is Gordon Bennett really part of Reggie's name? <laughs> we don't know. Well, I, he won't I, tell us. I was us. yelling this week. I, Reggie has I sent me we were emails. Boys, but, you know. yeah, Reggie has sent me emails with seven different names. Seven different email seven accounts. Seven different fucking accounts. Everyone has a different name. He says, I think he the, shot JFK. Is the phrase Gordon Bennett used much stateside? And I asked Reggie, and Reggie had no idea, so I do not know. And, and Gordon Bennett, I looked it up. It's like a gun, you know, like, no, holy it's shit. Used. It's like, you know, you, you stub your toe. Ah, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> I'm going to use that all, all freaking uh, podcast now. Gordon Bennett. That was good art. Anyway, enough of my rambling. I don't the really have much to say. Best Gordon Bennett part- podcast you've ever yes. heard. Ah, keep it going, Gordon Bennett. Ooh, work the balls. I don't really have much to say apart from keep up your sterling work. And just to keep you in the loop, on UK iTunes, you've got two five-star reviews, which considering the size of our population is pretty high percentage. Uh, I'm guessing we we did go on then and see, and I think it's John who gave that review. Excellent. <laughs> That's great, though. It was a really good review. Thank Mag- you, John. And he says, cheerio. Cheerio and best regards, John. Hip, hip, cheerio. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks, John. Thank you, John. Uh, and uh, don't ever go to Bournemouth. He's probably been to Bournemouth a bunch of times. The people that my my mom. Oh, it's it's the vacation fucking center of the UK. We went there. The fucking goddamn fucking beach. All rocks. And I'm I pretty sure the vacation there. center for the UK is France. Yeah, it, it's Greece. They yeah. go all over the fucking. They get the fuck out of England. Is what they do. Oh my. We went to this beach. The fucking most dismal beach I've ever been at. Oh, worse than North Jersey? Yeah, way worse. Ugh. It was it was awful. It was all rock. Oh, it's the worst. I didn't know if I was at the beach I, or mountain climbing. I didn't know if I was there or at the end of fucking the the Force Awakens, seeing fucking Luke. That's how it was. And, and we also whoa, whoa, went, whoa, man, spoiler shit. I didn't say that. We also went to this place. Um, I always forget what it's called. It's um. Dirtle Door, I think it is. It's. I can understand in, why you forget. It was way back in the um, the shout video for Tears for Fears. Right. And it's a natural thing where the water has made a hole out of a kind of a cliff. It's very odd to explain. It's like a big cliff that it's separated. There's a hole in it. It's in a bay. And we went there. My brother almost fell off a fucking cliff there. We were running up, and they didn't have it roped off. And he Did almost fell off. Did you try to push him? I, if, I, if I actually knew what I knew now... He'd be dead, and I'd be in jail. No, they wouldn't prosecute a child. Yes, yes. The next, yeah, that's true. The next uh, email is from Steve, Aaron. All right. He says, hey, I'm not sure what kind of show you guys run, and I'm not 100% sure that I know what a podcast is, but can you please tell this devil dad person to quit leaving your five-star reviews on our bathroom walls? Obviously, (laughs) he's a huge fan of your show, but this is an act of vandalism, and it's grounds for termination according to the company policy. Thank you for your time. Sincerely, co-manager Steve. 
<laughs> Steve sent uh, the email. Co-manager. Again, thank you, co-manager, yes, Thank you, Steve. And the next one is from Chisanga. And Chisanga has an issue with you, and you're oh, going to have an issue with Chisanga. Hey, Excellent. Jim and Eric. Curious as to why you have a problem with the spiral satellite. I mean, because it's bullshit. But uh, you guys ha- and practically no one else had a problem with Bruce using his machine, quote, powered by symbolic gestures. That, that's such a weird thing that you actually quote that because I said it in my review and I said it in last week's podcast. Yeah, I, so I, obviously I, you read that. The I quote is from me Chisung, and you're using it against me. Th- throwing it at you. I don't remember you saying that at the one hour, 45 minute and 37 <laughs> second mark of last week's podcast. It's so weird that just so it's so funny. You sent this email and I actually was listening to the podcast and I telling you, he sent that 10 minutes after I'd heard it. I had, I'm like, Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. And in fact, Eric stumbles on the line and repeats it. Right. That's how bad it is that he, he says it twice. But he also says, uh, speaking of the machine, the main theme for, for Arkham City should have been playing while Bruce saw images of Batcow. That's what he said. All right. Um, yeah, you did say that. That was one of your main issues with the, the whole process. Yep. Is that it was symbolic gestures and didn't make any sense to you. But thank, thank you, Chisanga. I like when Chisanga calls you out. That's just such a weird quote, though, because it's know. my quote. Maddie D says, well, Chisanga thought the same thing. Maddie D wrote in. Maddie D. Um, Maddie D. Before I go on, Maddie D asked about Rebirth on Friday. And he he sent me an email. And said, hey, Jim, what did you think of Rebirth? Rebirth? And I sent him back, I'm telling you, two words, like, not excited. All I right. put that because I was busy at work. Uh, because somebody didn't show up and said to me the day before, there's nothing going on. Fucking shit went crazy. All of a sudden, I had like 17 things to do, people yelling at me, and I got the email. And I didn't want to just leave it there, so I tried to give him a quick answer. He got so upset, he wrote me and was like, why are you mad at me? Or I actually asked, are you, are you pissed at me? And I think he thought I was mad at the I.I.I. game. And I was like, no, no. And then I, it actually had calmed down a bit, and I sent him. I'm like, no, no, I was busy because fucking Eric didn't show up. Fucking asshole. And he's like, yeah, he is an asshole. There was and nothing we going on, on at work that day, that's why I didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on because you didn't show up and neither did like seven people. Yeah, and all weird. of a sudden I had like seven jobs. It was ridiculous. But yeah, he, um, he actually sent a uh, new game. And I'm going to post the board. It's the Eric oh, Shea Bingo. Bingo. God yep. damn it. And he wrote, so I created a new game. I call hold it on, Eric Shea Bingo. Is it okay if I'm mad at Maddie G now? Yeah, now you're mad. He attached the bingo card for all of us to play along. He uses bottle caps as markers. He uh-huh. listens to the podcast, and once Eric says one of the words on his card, he covers it up. And when he gets a bingo and he gets it in the row, he slams a beer or a beverage. <laughs> And I am going to put this on the site. And in fact, I told him he is now the game meister of weird science. He's got to retool it. You need a boosh in there. He's got. I told him that, and I told you right away. He needs a boosh. But I'm going to put the the card up on the site. So if you want to, you can go to our site at Weird Science DC Comics Blog at Eric. It's a little shameless <laughs> plug. Uh, but I'll have that. I'm going to actually keep a running tab of all of Maddie D's games. So if I say ay ay ay. You got to slam one. Uh, well, I'll be drunk. Today. Possibly you need a, like a little girl he 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 in there as well. What from me? From me. He he he. Is that how it'd be? <laughs> if I start beatboxing, you got to jerk off in the corner. It's a weird game. <laughs> and we suggest you play with friends. Yes. Uh, and that was Maddie D. It was more of an email to me, but I wanted to include it because I wanted people to join in. Right. Uh, I'll go right in with that. That uh, yeah, yeah, game, bunch of nonsense. But the Eric Shea bingo, awesome. 
All right, Brandon's the next male. Eric and Jim, how you doing, fellas? Pretty good. I'm okay. I hurt, I hurt pretty I'm bad. Okay. Do you Eric really care how I'm doing? I'll tell you. From, I'm still tired from Friday. Freaking Eric leaving me. Left you a message on your helpline this week. That was interesting, mildly scary, and empowering all at once. For some reason, I felt like I was calling into work, and I was horrified. I'm the worst. <laughs> I tell you, I went the one time and, and uh, explained like my whole goddamn life, and the thing beeped off. Yeah, I gave ended. up on doing that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you set it up at work now. You, if you're not going to come in, I have to write them a note. Hey, I told him, look, I'll message Jim. And, like, yeah. oh, and then he'll write a note and leave it up. And yes, you know, that's I mean, exactly what will happen. You know that all this note and all this is just going to lead to me doing something stupid. The <laughs> note's going to be fucking five pages long. Uh, it's going to be the worst. Eric, um, it's going to be like over-explained. Eric messaged me at 642. I, was, I, I don't even know how it worked. It was their idea. Yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous. Why is that still, at 33 years old, scary to me? Uh, now I'm pretty good. I don't call in a lot, but when I call in, I am short and sweet. Just like me in real life before you say it, Eric, so shut your mouth. I mean I have six days in my contract. I'm allowed to use them. Yet still, every time I call in, I feel like I'm trying to escape Supermax prison. I know what you're talking about. So do so, I. So the, I called in That's why I stopped for, doing it. I, I called in that one time for a Saturday that we didn't need to go, but yep. yet I couldn't make it. I called in and left like a 10-minute message. Uh, so this leads me to my first question of the night. How do you accomplish this like an old pro, Eric? Yeah, he wants to say, you already said, you don't already call said, in. I set it up so Jim has to take yeah, care of it now. now. You, you message me, and then I'm supposed to write a note. Yep. I want this to be effortless and not much a uh, hard thing for me to do anymore. So at, basically, Brendan, message me. I will write a note, <laughs> and I'll take it to your work. That, that's what happens. Anybody listening, I'm very good at, at delivering notes. Actually, I'm not, so don't no. Anyway, back to my original thought. I'll be interested to see how this winder line adds the events each week. Keep the great ideas coming. I enjoy it all. That was my idea. Speaking of which, I have some serial-related corrections to my email last week and statements that need to be added. It is Kellogg's s'mores, not Hershey's, like I originally said. And how do you, how dare you not like s'mores-related things, Jim? Agreed. You how t- dare you, Jim? You tell them. Explain it's no yourself. lie. Me and you have gotten in the heated arguments at work about s'mores, and I just scream I, I almost out. shoved my s'mores-flavored uh, Pop-Tart no. into your face this nope. week. No. Because I you made it. me so angry. I hate them, and number one... I don't think, and you'll say that you can't. Nobody can make a good s'more. It's a bunch of, it's a fucking no, no, mess. You can't. No, it's a mess. There's never the, like you had the Pop-Tart, fine. But a real s'more, there is never the same. It, it's never the same. There's no consistency. You'll have a fucking half the marshmallows on one side. It's burnt. The fucking, non, ugh. I hate it. I don't you like. You are just terrible I at everything care. in life. You know what else? I don't like honey graham crackers. I like cinnamon graham crackers. You do not make s'mores with cinnamon graham crackers. No. You use the honey. I don't like honey graham crackers. I hate them. I fucking hate them. Take that. And I and I can't. You're a communist. I cannot take the time. Plus, you, you're fucking making the the goddamn uh, marshmallow with a, a fucking dirty ass stick. You can you can get you know buy your own stuff. Yeah, now now you're starting to add the price. It's starting oh, to get here, pricey. Uh, this is what it is. No, it's starting to get ridiculous for just that bit We're of just, snack. You know, Plus, you only wipe have off it when the you're stick, man. when you're camping, and I hate camping. It's everything about s'mores I hate. So I, I hate camping. I go out with friends. We have a little fire or something mm, like that. You We're have hanging a fire, out. Do you? you make yeah. your little s'mores? Shit little all s'mores. over. They're on your fucking pants. No, they're not because I'm not a goddamn moron. The best things about s'mores is if you don't want to eat them right away. You 
you can take them with you, right? No. <laughs> what do you put them in your fucking pant make, pocket? Who makes them for later? I was, I was talking to a guy at work on Friday when you weren't there, and fuck me. Um, Jeez. That I really, I really do want to figure out a way that you can eat cereal while you're driving. That's like the one meal. Almost every meal you can find a way to do it. Cereal is very tough. I, I saw that in a uh, episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, really? and they got into a car accident. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even see that. I, it, it is. That's what happens. There is no real good way to eat. And so when people say, "Oh, I grabbed breakfast real quick and ate it on the way," it's never cereal. So you're not going to say like one of those breakfast bars. No. Like the cereal bars? That's that's ridiculous, and I don't want to hear anybody. Oh, what you do is you put dry cereal in a cup. Fuck you. That's not cereal. It's not <laughs> cereal, Eric. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, what to, and, yeah, s'mores suck. I'm, somebody They're delicious. Out there, there's probably like three people out there shaking their head. Yeah, Jim knows. This that's guy knows. Emergency podcast. Anti-s'mores. Uh, we're going to have that. And if we ever do have a... I'm going to make you a s'mores with one of those cross-stout things for a t-shirt. Kind of like the Ghostbusters, but with a s'mores in there instead of a that. ghost. That's going to be a new t-shirt. Yeah. I think that one we eventually do get to, because we will get to, like, snacks or uh, treats like that. We keep trying to emergency. find something that's not food-related. Yeah. Yeah. But we will get back to that, and I will yell and scream about s'mores. I will yell and scream. It's funny, too, because we did the 80s podcast, and I, I didn't feel as comfortable as talking about cereal. The cereal, boy, that Me was either. flowing. Yeah, I felt a little off. Me as well. We'll see how it, it turns out. But, yeah, I don't know if it was the format or just talking about the movies without going into detail about them. It, I felt a little off, but we'll continue. Jim, I ended up finding Rice Krispie Treat cereal online at Walmart. Oh, site, I saw. You sent us a picture. Yeah. The site showed none in my surrounding area, so I ordered five boxes and shipped them to my house. Received them Friday, and it ate one already started <laughs> on two. They are still as glorious as I remember them being. This is one cereal that hasn't car, uh, caved a million mothers' demands. Yeah, it is good. I might and, have to go and pick some up at Walmart tomorrow. It's so good. And I looked, that, that shit flies off the, the shelf. I was there on Thursday, and there was probably two boxes left. I did not get any. We so got there might not be any, as you said, what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, they seem to fly off the shelf. Have you heard of or tried this Captain Crunch sprinkled donut crunch yet? Have I have you? not tried. I have seen it when I, I bought had, my uh, Oops had, All Berries the other week. I had it. He's going to get it next. He said, I saw this at Tops this week. Tops sound like where you go for a date. Ooh. Once no, I work, that's bottoms. Oh, once I work my way through these Rice Krispie Treat boxes of goodness, I think I found my next victim. I didn't like the sprinkled donut crunch. I had it. It seemed a little too hard to chew. You know, well, I only have, I only said, have I... two teeth, but it was <laughs> no, it was it was very um, overly crunchy. I, I can't even explain it, Brenna. You get it, and you tell me what you think. It seemed, I don't know. I'm not I even kidding, Brandon. Get get that one. Get the Pebbles ice cream cone cereal, and get the um, the freaking what is it? The Fruit Loops that are actually just orbs Fuck instead of loops. That. And then and tell the, and tell me what they are. I just want to know. Uh, I don't want to have to buy them. Get that Fruity Pebbles that has the Pop Rocks in it. Fruity Pebbles oh, yeah. Pops or something. That's terrible. I'd actually try that. That seems crazy. Then I drink a soda and die like Mikey. Well, that rebirth news is mildly exciting, huh? Although without creative teams or a little art tease. It's kind of like having a girlfriend in sixth grade right now. Damn right. Don't even get a hand right now, That means I'd get arrested, I think. Wow. Nice to brag about when the situation calls for it. I know I'm at work. Yeah, I got a sixth grade girlfriend right now. They're fucking. We tough. can't be friends anymore. But ultimately, little to no payoff. Little. I don't know what sixth graders you hung out with, Brandon. I got it. 
get to your school. Still, I immediately started to make a list of what I'd buy so far, which is cool. And that's more than I can say about a lot of what I read in the last year. So it seems I do actually find myself a little pumped about this after all. Looking over the list of what to buy, I'd obviously stick to my go-tos, which I blather which I blather on about here all the time, so I won't list them. However, with new number ones coming back around, I would probably also jump on and start to try some new things like Hellblazer. Just odd. Uh, they just got rid of They went from Constantine to Constantine the Hellblazer. Back to that. Now it's just Hellblazer. Very odd trend. Got to confuse everyone. JLA, Green Arrow, if werewolves are not involved. And Agreed. Suicide Squad, too. These thoughts might also change if they throw Steve Orlando or Brendan Fletcher on one of these books. But right now, it seems hopeful, maybe. I only got four books altogether this week, Eternal, Martian Manhunter for DC. I used your wine and to bitch about Eternal, so I'll not <laughs> cover those bases again. But Martian Manhunter was awesome. My comic shop gave me the variant edition this week, which had a really fucked up throwback cover. He sent The that. Neil Adams yeah. cover, yeah. He sent that. So I had no idea the Manhunter was going to go all mech on us until I got there in the story. And that was tits on a bull awesome than me. This is my only... What? Uh, this is my... Hero. No, no, what does that mean? Tits on a bull, tits awesome, on a bull awesome. He, it's he, useless awesome? No, he's saying that he, he likes it. This guy likes tits. Brandon's told me he's a tit man. I just don't like that term, tits on a he bull. Wants, I know. They said that that's what you were at work the one time, and it got you so mad. They were trying <laughs> to threaten I hear everybody. that one more time, It was Jim. so funny. Ow. They were trying to threaten all of us, and they're like, yeah, and you keep doing this bullshit, Jim, and you're not going to have overtime. I'm like, oh, no. And then they go to you and stopped. And this was like, what, me, you, and Ben. Ben, yeah. And they, they ben, started they just, with ben. I think they basically just told Ben he'd get fired. Yeah. They cut my you. hours. Yeah. And they looked at you. I had nothing. For a second and said, <laughs> eh, who cares about you? You're like tits on a bull. And you got so mad and said, if I hear that one more time, I'm fucking leaving right then and walking home because I don't have a car and I don't drive. Yes. And then it was said to you again, and I had to talk you off the ledge. And I, I immediately, when I heard it, because... No, no, it wasn't said to me. It was said to you, and you ran over and told no, me. No, the one time, no. You don't remember when the... the I blocked it out. No, I did a job. Nelson said that to you, uh, the the older boss. Yeah, he yeah. did say it, and you looked at him, and I'm like, ah, oh, he's just joking. <laughs> uh, don't go. I looked at him dagger-eyed. so mad. Uh he said, this is my one and only gripe uh, now about Rebirth, that this momentum in this story, this is about Martian Manhunter, that this momentum in this story will just end after this arc and not get a Rebirth or anything until they dig it up, uh, something most likely fails. When something most likely fails. Yeah, if they do dig up Martian Manhunter, it's not going to continue the story anyway. Yeah. So just enjoy it as it goes. All right, I've added enough to the runtime for one week. Brandon at bmuir3660, and we're going to hear from him later. And also, he says, P.S., can we get an estimate on the topic and time frame for the next Anything podcast? And that will be next Friday with the Just for the Hell of It 80s movies, where me and Eric both think we we were a little off. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Still man. might be fun. Who knows? I don't know. I, I yelled about uh, a freaking, what's his name? Uh, Judge Rape Reinhold, and racism. R- Judge Reinhold giving uh, blowjobs in the fucking alley. Yeah, his life went downhill after yeah, he got out of that restaurant or yeah, that freaking fast food that chain. Freaking fast food chain, because that guy had to take a shit. Uh, Manship says, "I really wanted to go on a Telos rant, but let's be honest, no one gives a shit." I do want to call out Eric on his Telos slacking. I Uh-oh. check the site every day just for a Telos number five review, and all I get is disappointment. <laughs> He's the only one. Eric, please don't say, then get used to disappointment. My first thought when I saw the last Kryptonian, last week's Batman Superman number twenty-seven, immediately went to Sodom Yap. Sure, this dude does not look young enough to be Sodom, but it makes a lot of sense for it to be him. 
Sodom Yad thought, is a is a Daxamite. No, that's what he thinks. Here are the facts. You decide. Sodom can absorb yellow sun. A hidden kryptonite knife would not affect him. Tends to get locked up a lot, and no one has seen him since being rescued from the Durlins. It's true. Okay. I I don't really have. I think it's just going to be nonsense, but I do like the story. What is this Kensington you speak of? I know it's not Kensington Park here in Michigan. That's full of family fun activities. Yeah, this Kensington is not full of family <laughs> activities unless drive the only by shootings. You take, the only time you take your family there is to sell them. Yeah, really. It's a bad place. Uh, I actually, because when I grew up, I used to hear Kensington, and I thought, oh, my, what are these fancy people fancy. in Kensington? Then I realized, boy, it is not a good area. And then I grew crazy. up, went down there, and got lost, and I was terrified. Yeah, yeah I, I actually got lost there, too. I don't think you go to Kensington unless you're lost. <laughs> it's crazy. Grew up, He grew up believing that silly, no-headlight urban myth, but I've... Uh, he, but I live in between Flint and Detroit now, and that yep. shit is for real. Sure is. That's true. We had another urban myth growing up. This is going to make you laugh so much. You ready to laugh, Eric? Let me hear I that, am. Let me hear that girly <laughs> laugh. Yeah, you're going to laugh here. Uh, this is what urban myth he had growing up. This is crazy, actually. You don't stop your car on a certain bridge. Turn off the lights and honk three times. Oh, everybody has that Or one. a pig man will kill you okay. and steal your car, which he adds to his collection. Big man lived on the property with said bridge in Upland, Indiana, that contained over 50 cars, including a bus. Sadly, he is dead now, and the cars were cleaned up, so no more Pigman for the kids to fuck with. Not sure if he really did kill and steal, but he did get super pissed at people honking all the time. Now, what's weird is, is this an extension to the Bloody Mary? No. Because that, that's say it three times, too. What's the three times? That's the, the, the freaking number of the Trinity. It's almost like a mocking, a demonic a mocking you, of the never, Trinity. Yeah, I never, I wouldn't, like, if I made it up, if I made something up right now. No, no, I'm saying we have this here. Oh, it's I know, I'm saying, but if I made up something right now in my house that if you take a shit on the floor and yell three times, shit, shit on deck, I would always say three times. It's always, right. and I don't have any care about the Trinity. It would I'm just, just saying, say, that's usually what it goes with. But yeah, they have the same exact thing here, and I bet you I have. I actually looked up our version, and our version has about 17 versions. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Everybody I has their own little thing. What is your version of it's what, ours? My, mine is uh, what I actually grew up hearing was about the uh, albinos that come after yep. you. And uh, but that was like kind of changed to like ghost stories after that because there actually was an albino that lived in that area back in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. And that's what's crazy that went with this pig man. There yeah. was a guy. They saw this guy with cars and the thing, and somebody just came up with the idea. He must steal those and kill the owners, and then it went from there. Um, and it was, it was a bunch of stories like somebody hung themselves. Yeah, right in the now, row, you know, uh, the albino, somebody, like, the albinos disappeared now in our area. That is not the myth now. That's not the not? urban legend. No. Now it appears that most kids now think that somebody hung themselves in that same yeah. exact bridge. Yeah. Then what happens when you that honk the horn? That's just covered bridge. What's that? That's just covered yeah. bridge. Yeah, what happens when you honk the horn three times? What is it? Your car doesn't work. That's all oh, it is. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. That, that, ha- that was yeah, back in the story all, when I was a kid as well. There's a bunch no, of different stories. mine was just the albinos would come and kill you. That was always the story I heard, that you would hunt three times, the albinos would get fucking riled up. Somehow they were living under the bridge, you didn't see them, and they would come up and skin you alive. That was what okay. I heard. And then there's another one that uh, you would see a guy hanging. Yes. That's another one. But yeah, there's there's weird ones. It's like, I love these stories. There's also one that if you hunk the horn three times, you turn out the lights. Hunk right. the horn three times, and then when you turn on the lights, you are in a different state. 
I that's weird. I I actually when I read that I'm like that's a pretty cool way to go on vacation. I, I've also heard it where the guy will be standing in front of you. Yeah, no, I mean the, like in front of the car. The big one seems to now to be the hanging, and mm-hmm. then when you actually get out of the car, whatever it disappears. I spent a lot of time up there as a teenager. I didn't. I never went. And we were doing a Halloween thing way back. That it was going to be our first just for the hell of it. My wife was big on <laughs> Ghost Mountain, and while we were talking about. Halloween, she came up and kept trying to interrupt me and tell me about Ghost Mountain. And Ghost Mountain. It ended up Ghost being, Mountain. A, ended up being a, a, a sticky night for me. And sure was. That, that podcast never happened because we had to stop because I almost got killed. Uh, but that's Good it. Time. That, was, that was tall manship. But yeah, I bet you everybody has the oh, I'm sure. bridge, honk three times, get a blow ski. Oh, it's, it almost, it's almost like that thing, too, with the, uh, the uh, hook man or the guy who's hanging yeah. and his feet are dangling off the roof. Yeah, I get the idea that most of these are made by dudes who want to get women in the dark and scared so that they hug them. Oh, dude, I remember being up there one time. This car came up, and we were out. We put the cars off to the side, just hung out over at the bridge. Yeah. And this car came up, and we're just talking to these people. And the one guy's, oh, shit, anybody comes for me? Guy pulls out a fucking gun. I'm like, God really? damn it. The guy took it to the extreme then. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, if for some reason some guy was there, or you had some buddy, and was that was the big and, thing. You yeah. had set it up so this guy would just jump out. Oh, I thought about it for a while, but after that, they put a kibosh on any pranks I ever no, thought of. No, no pranks at that bridge. That guy's no. probably there right now with that gun. What a dick. Who was that? I have no what, idea. What some... nickname was he? Fucking Johnny Winston? This was somebody what I didn't was, know. What was that? What was the term before? From Tommy John? John? From no, from John. I'm paging up now. Oh, God. fucking Gordon Ramsay. Go- Gordon Bennett. Gordon, Gordon Bennett. Bennett. That guy was crazy. Jesus. Uh, Gordon. Do you just yell Gordon? I don't Gordon. Know. Yeah, boo. The next one's from J Man. J Man starts up. What's up, Eric? What's up, J Man? Hey, Jim. Just <laughs> doesn't sound really. Hey, what's up, Eric? And then hey, Jim. And he has an exclamation point after Eric. Plus, he puts you first bullshit uh he says i haven't written in a while because i just started a new job in monterey and just came back from a hawaiian vacation with the family look at this shit fucking rockefeller over there (laughs) jesus christ gordon bennett in the last two weeks i haven't gotten a chance to read any of the new dc titles did i miss anything not really no but i have been keeping up on the dc rebirth news i just watched jeff john's synopsis of rebirth yesterday and saw the listing of monthly and bi-weekly series all of these listings of titles and general scope does nothing for me. Preaching to the choir. All of DC's changes through the years and lack of continuity from regime to regime leads me to believe they, as a whole, the main creators guided by DC editorial, are incapable of molding a cohesive universe that feels like different characters are living in the same world at the same time. So, I will follow books that have creative teams that I like. And he says, Tom King, Tim Seeley, mm. Michael Yannon, Peter Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, Jeff Johns and Jason Faubach. That's another thing. It looks like Faubach left with Jeff Johns as well. Oh, I, really? didn't, I didn't even say that. I saw something that I written that, or was written that kind of led me to believe that too. But Man, I, that sucks. I really liked him on yeah. Justice League. Well, it'll all change up soon anyway. When they announce the creative teams for particular books, then I will be interested in what they have to say. I'm with him. I sent him a note back and said, I am 100% with you. Keep up the good work, and hopefully we'll get some real details in the next couple of weeks. J-Man from Monterey. Fucking fancy man, J-Man. Thanks, J-Man. I think that we're going to have to wait until the solicits come out next month. I, They should start announcing things, but, yeah, I think that we have to wait for those June solicits. All right, but that is the mail, Eric. That is All the right. mail. We're done. 
C and seven. We are now C a mail and news podcast. Boom. Done. How great would that be? That would be amazing. That would be so good. But, yeah, we're going to head off to Reggie's recklessness. See what he has to fucking bitch and moan about, Eric. How about that? How about it? He's going to talk about something, probably some rebirth news. I do not know. He did not tell me. And we talked to him all last night. I have no idea. Yes, he's keeping it under wraps, Eric. fellow comics enthusiasts and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Shooter. Details for DC Comics' planned Rebirth event beginning this June started trickling out last week at the Comics Pro Retailer Summit in Oregon. It included a preamble video by Jeff Johns and what essentially amounted to a list of proposed titles that will begin publishing in June and debuts will continue on through the fall until the entire line has been overhauled. It's a pretty heady proposition, and doubtless Jim and Eric will have discussed at length at the top of this episode of the podcast. I withhold any prognostication for Rebirth until creative teams are revealed next month. Then we will have a clearer picture of whether this venture will live or die. I find it disconcerting, however, that DC would announce this publishing initiative without announcing these names simultaneously with all their titles. It tells me that, at this point... The plan is aimed squarely at compulsive comics collectors, and not at new readers, nor does it intend to grow new readers. Doubtless you have read online about growing dissent by retailers regarding increasingly wasteful variant programs deployed by Marvel and DC Comics in recent months. Comic book cover variants are an interesting and complex topic from a retail point of view, but for the purposes of this topic we are concerned with incentivized variants either those that become available after a certain quantity of the regularly covered edition is ordered, or when an order of another unrelated title is increased over its previous number by a set percentage. Purchase 20% more of Justice League Ukraine to become eligible for the all-boobs variant of the next issue of Harley Quinn's Car Wash, for example. These variants can then be sold at a price that fairly well covers the cost of ordering extra copies, perfectly legally, mind you, the number on the cover is only a suggested retail price. And if the incentive is another 20% of whatever comic book, that's often not too bad, for a lot of comic shops a matter of ordering another copy or two. But when the requirements are order, to order 50, 100, 150, or as we saw in the first issue of Dark Knight 3, 500%, then what is being created is a glut, a bunch of comics that couldn't possibly sell on their best day. It causes a spike in market share and, since unsold comics are normally non-returnable, a high shipping quantity, which is the only figure released to the public and then the on and only via one distributor. What I am saying is that the big two comics companies are fudging the numbers, and they're counting on a consumer reaction that is not a lot different than addiction. Let us consider the customer for these types of variants. You might draw some casual customers that enjoy and collect the work of a particular artist. The Neil Adams alternate covers that have been coming out of DC this past month, for example, will get people to purchase comics they might not have otherwise. No major crime in that, if the variants are at or close to cover price. 
but when it starts to become speculative, you are enticing an entirely new breed of comics consumer, the collector and the speculator. The latter will seek to flip, flip the comic to interested parties at a profit, in a sort of closed economic system of barter and arbitrary value assignments. But the former, the collector, this is sometimes a very diseased and afflicted person. This person is little more than a hoarder, someone compelled to accrue every issue from a particular character through its entire run. Fewer will want to collect every comic from, from a particular publisher. Even fewer will want to have every edition. And these people will pay top dollar to get the super rare variant cover into hundreds of dollars. In some instances, these collectors and their incessant cravings are what keeps a small, independent comic shop afloat. And much of this rebirth seems targeted to this small but desperate demographic. Those who must have number one issues of every comic. Those who must have complete runs, and therefore will buy at least every rebirth issue for all applicable comic books over a series of months. I'm not even sure about the incentivized variants, of which I'm sure there'll be plenty. Those collecting every issue of a particular character will do so at twice the rate and an increase in monthly cost. As it is presented now, this is potentially a very short-sighted and mean-spirited plan, one that could result in the sort of rapid attrition Marvel appears to have seen following its all-new, all-different initiative begun last November, and DC Comics does not have a successful line of Star Wars comics to shore up its drop in market share. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Shooter, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie, or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. And we're back, Eric. And we're back. We're back. And it's time for the meat and cheese, which is always the books. You know what there's going to be ahead? Spoilers. Actual meat and cheese? Spoilers ahead. Yes, we're going to come around. There's going to be meat and cheese. And my meat, I would say, this week would be a sweet Lebanon bologna. And the cheese will be little cubes of cheddar. Delicious. Little, Little cubes of cheddar. Uh, yes. I didn't have many books this week. I had three books. You had how many? Six, I believe. Six. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, because the way way it worked out. We have nine books that we're going to talk fully, but one is going to be a book neither of us did, which was Poison Ivy. But we always start out with Batman and Robin Eternal. Just, I, I can't wait till we're done with this. I really, I'm, <laughs> I'm so out of it. I'm, I'm done with we're this We're in the book. stretch run now, man. It's not a big deal. We are in the stretch run. It's funny. Uh, that was used by another reviewer, but they seem to never have used that term and used it very odd. They said, we're like, we're in the stretch finale or s- some crazy way they said it and it threw me off. Because, you know, I always read uh, different reviews and somebody, I do know. somebody gave this issue a 10 out of 10 this week and that's I insanity. don't know what they were talking about but I know who else doesn't know about it and that's Brandon because he sent in a, uh, a voicemail on the rent and rave line and he ranted is, and or he raved. ranted he did not rave uh, he did a lot of ranting and I'm going to play it for you right now hello weird science uh, hopefully this is not the phone a friend line at the Quaker Town Penitentiary Messages for Jim and Eric. This is Brandon. 
better known as that BMER3660, uh, and it's MER Jim, not Muir, whatever the hell you say over there. Um, but my rant this week is about that goddamn comic book Eternal and that goddamn magic satellite in the sky. I think the people that wrote this comic book obviously wrote for Men in Black back in 1996. Uh, probably not a movie reference you guys would understand. It's not from the 80s. Um, but I have a problem with how all this ties into Robin War and the goddamn Dick Grayson becoming an owl, uh, which I know the satellite will conveniently forget to erase all their memories. But um, I'm just really pissed off about it. All right, gentlemen. Um, either I just reached weird science or made a new friend at, again, Quakertown Penitentiary. Either way, uh, I look forward to hearing the results. Have a good night. Yep, Brandon did not like it, Eric. All right. <laughs> sure. That's, that's what the line's for. Get it off your chest. But this is Batman and Robin Eternal number 20, written by Tim Seeley, art by Roger Antonio, Geraldo Borges, Alan Pasalacqua, and Marilyn Patrizio. All right, we get this week, or we continue this week at St. Hadrian's School for Girls as mother, as the mother-infected children continue attacking the adults. And we find out that everything in this book leads to the evil spiral on the satellite. Not only does Mother want to use it to turn the world's children into a zombie army, but Helena always wanted to use it to give Dick back his secret identity. It sure. all comes to a head as we see that Mother really, really, really thinks ahead, Eric. And everything that has happened recently was all a long con to get Helen and Dick alone to get the satellite passcodes. This issue continued the inconsistencies that have plagued this book from its start, but I like this issue more than what we have been getting recently. Ooh-wee. So did I. Yeah, it it wasn't horrible. There there there's nitpicking in this, really? and yes, there is a big reveal. That seems very forced and all of a sudden switches everything and turns it on its head about what this whole series was. The big because... reveal to me is how, how terrible Miss Gold is. She oh, is she's just the worst. I told you. Did I tell you this at work? Or did yes, I not? you did. Yeah. She is seems very excited that Paris is going to kill her classmates. The best part is because it almost seems like, all right, you got to protect me. You have to kill your class. This is almost going to be like your final. And yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to protect myself. I'm going to go sit over there and watch you kill all these girls. Yeah. She doesn't say that, but that's how it comes across. There's another funny thing in this. Um, why isn't she pulling that arrow out of her arm? That, that's a bad thing to do, man. You just rip it I open. Don't know. I don't It seems like you – or at least break off the – you know. I yeah, that's what I would do. She's very odd. And, yeah, she's there. She could still help. Nope. I, yeah, and these are finals, they, bitches. They spell it out at the end. For the longest time through this issue, I was very angry because it did seem as if, like, really, if if I was Paris, I might say, you know what, Miss Gold, the city? No, no, this one, oh. this girl. I'd say, Miss Gold, uh, you're screwed. I'm out of here because they shouldn't be attacking Paris. Not at all. And they kind of seem to be up until now. And to the point where I don't even get that if she attacks them, they should never attack back. It kind they, of seems like that because like, the whole thing is spelled out how they only attack adults. Yeah, that, and you, up until this point, it really dawned on me while I was reading this, like, why why do they seem to be attacking her as well? At the end, they kind of go back because Miss Gold's like, oh, my blood's leading them into death and destruction. And yes, I, I kind of get that they tied that back. But yeah, if I was Paris, I'd get the hell out of there. Or, You're on your own, bitch. It'd be funny. She goes out and just yells, look, 
an adult and they all follow her right <laughs> it's so weird but yeah uh miss gold actually is spelling out that it's her blood that's right it's it's so off it's my old ass blood like yeah listen they're all all these kids are showing up they go and hide in the gym because you know paris thinks ahead and there's no gym class there's no class <laughs> it's like you're like school in the it's summertime school in right July. Now. yeah there's no <laughs> class but yeah these kids are showing up hockey sticks fucking knives just craziness um but yeah, this this issue again, it it didn't get me that upset. Um, the, the main thing that things- made me the most upset in this is how carefree everybody seems during the entire issue with their quips and their freaking one liners. Yeah, they do. That is and true. I know we have funny characters, but every goddamn thing is pretty much a joke. Yeah, that's like especially from Miss uh, Doctor Nets. Oh, Doctor Nets's uh, dialogue was off the whole issue. It was uh, it was awful. Some of it did not even make sense. No. and uh, even there's a point where. Jason shows up a little later, and he doesn't make sense either. There's a lot off with this, but still not as bad as what we've been getting. And you get basically, besides this Paris and uh, Miss Gold, which is a storyline that I think to me, they ran out of ideas for this. So they're like, let's hold (laughs) them up. Let's pad this out. Yeah, let's hold them up. They're going to be in this gym. Fucking leave them be. Nobody cares. Um, the only thing you're getting there is, oh, I hope that the signal ends before Paris has to kill her classmates. Though Miss Gold doesn't seem that upset about that. Nope, murder but them you all. Get, you get Tin, um, Helena, and Doctor Nets going to disable the signal like we did last, and then you also have Harper fighting Cassandra. I want to point out that it starts off there with Harper and that mask right on. Last ish, last podcast we were talking that we noticed that her mask was coming off at the end yeah. and that we thought that was going to be the reason why she stopped fighting now well even in this issue she has an on again off again relationship with that mask no she does and she has an on again off again relationship of what happened last issue <laughs> where it seemed like she was being affected by ichthys i will give them the benefit of the doubt because in this issue harper actually is fighting cassandra for a reason that makes sense that she has the fear toxin she knows that cassandra has killed her mother and she's just afraid that cassandra is going to come for her next that makes sense to me that is not face your greatest fear like they said last issue she's just she's shitting her pants that cassandra is a fucking demon that's come to kill her i just love that everybody else is seeing fucking monsters she just said oh my god it's that little girl that killed my mama yeah she's gonna kill me now and, oh, it's a, and she, yeah, the worst she seems to see is that Cassandra has blood on her arms. Yep. That's like the worst. But, uh, you and go, I've seen you at work. You're a klutz. You always have blood on your arms. That's right. I cut myself when you went there freak on Friday. Out. I did. I cut myself. I got all freaked out. Um, is it because, was it a protest cut? Like, Eric's not going to be here today? I'm going to cut I was, myself. I was cutting. No, I was it's not all, all emotional. It was this real big splinter. I pulled it out and it started bleeding. I got, I, I got a little freaked out. We had, uh, <laughs> we had, um, a blood drive this week and <laughs> as you know i forgot all about this that just reminded me we had a blood drive and i kind of got tricked into doing it no you did not well they said hey everybody's doing it and then uh, it's like it was peer pressure everybody's doing it all right i'm in you know I who they didn't you. ask yeah me. you they didn't even go and ask you they don't no. want that tainted blood of yours they know you have hepatitis i have given blood it's a on million times i have like miller red cross uh, well, red- this was my first time i hate needles i was very nervous about it the whole time Unfortunately for them, they're not getting any Jim Warner blood because I went in that guy. And also, I didn't even tell you, they had a a um, donation truck. What do you call it? The, the van that shows the van, up. Yeah, the blood drive van. The blood drive van. That was the dirtiest thing I've ever been in. 
It was disgusting. I went in. There, it, there was it was dirty. They had uh, vinyl seats with all cracked and ripped open with the stuffing coming out. It's like where the fuck did this come from? Kensington, uh. Kensington, Eric. Uh, so we had to do a little thing before, and they had all these questions. You know, some that I don't know how anybody could pass. Like, have you had sex with a man? Um, there of was course. one. Uh, <laughs> there was like, did you have you had sex with somebody who's done it, had a needle? Have you are, are you HIV positive? I said to you, that was like question thirty. <laughs> I don't know about you. That might have gone a little earlier because there's some. And what they should have done as we got this questionnaire beforehand. One, it, it should spell out. If any of these are yes, you do not have to continue. Pretty you much say that yes, is the case. you're done. But they had us do the whole thing beforehand. And I spent more than three months in England between the years of, I think it was, what, 1980 and 1994. Something like that, yeah. And I did. I spent more time than that. And I went in the van. I said, hey, uh, I did this. I, I guess it's for mad I cow disease. Yeah, Bournemouth. I said Bournemouth, I was at Bournemouth at that fucking shitty beach, and they're like, "We don't need the story. You sound like this fucking asshole of this podcast that my son listens to. The guy fucking talks nonsense. Uh, it's weird science. You know, I'm making a joke yeah, about our that. podcast, Eric. I'm making a joke about us, uh-huh. which we're in the middle of Batman and Robin Eternal. And I'm telling a story about blood drive. Yeah, I, I was not allowed to get blood. That's the end of story. <laughs> not allowed. I was banned for life. And then you hung out and asked them questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had some other ones, like uh, uh, if you had been in jail for longer than 72 hours, you were out. And I said, is that when you go into the gen pop? And the lady's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, is that – actually, I said, is that what I think it's about? Like I thought 72 hours and you've at least gotten ass fucked once. You've been you're going to get fingered at least. And I thought, is that what you're getting at? And she's like, no, it's more of a lifestyle thing. A lifestyle thing? Come now. After 72 about? hours, you are somebody's suck puppet. I said it's like 74 hours and you've been raped twice. I, I don't know what goes on in those prisons, but yeah, you're not allowed to get blood then. There's a lot of them, but yeah, they should have. And one of the questions was, are you aware that you that it's recommended to use a laser printer to print out these answers? Stop making nothing for And me. I said, no, I don't know. I couldn't get blood, Eric. So <laughs> but yeah, this this back to this issue. They... You have, I told you, you have, uh, now I'm off. Tim, Helena, and Nets are going to uh, disable a signal while yes. Helena, or uh, as uh, Harper and Cassandra fighting, and Tim, or Tim, God damn it, I'm off. Uh, Dick and Jason. What drive? I got well. you. Yes, Dick and Jason are there as well. well um, both end up very quick. Like the, the whole thing they're doing ends up being very forced into what this issue was all about. Because in the the with Tim, they have to go down the elevator shaft, and what ends up happening? Orphan has disabled this, and he's been waiting. He jumps in. He jumps in and starts fighting Helena. In the meantime, Harper and Cassandra are fighting. She shoots that goddamn taser, and it opens a door where Poppy's in there, not even facing towards, but she's in there with a flail. And the the worst dialogue, that's where there's a lot of jokey dialogue going on. It's like The whole uh, thing is full of jokey dialogue. And she's like, oh, Poppy. And like I said, she's just in there. And she says, oh, well, hello there. Agent 37, did you break the door? Just waiting for you all to kill each other is all. But then you find out later that's not the case. It's not true at all. No. And they start fighting. So you have a three-way fight going. 
Helena and or yeah, Helena and Orphan are just beating the shit out of each other. I actually like that. It was a nice so set I. piece. They're fighting in a uh, a freaking uh, what's it called? Uh, elevator shaft. Elevator shaft. You don't get to see Helena cut loose very often. It's really yeah. that was really and a cool she even part spells of the book. It out. She's like, I've been stuck behind yeah. a desk. I like it. And you know what? I'll give him credit. Uh, Orphan does not have shoes on. Remember, I was so taken aback by <laughs> and those his shoes, shoes came off. And, yeah, and they're fighting. <laughs> and in the meantime, Nets is saying just ridiculous fucking dialogue to Tim, oh, God. including a, "You don't have to be crazy to work here." Oh wait, you do. Be quiet, laundry basket. Good mm. times. And then that's when Tim goes, "How is that appropriate?" Well, and the thing like, is, what is too, going I'm, on? Like Tim is trying to fight the fear toxin that he's on. Yeah. And he has to take, like, the codes are somehow have to be put in backwards yeah, well, and, like, the, in order yeah. for this to work. And at the end, though, it looks like he just pushes a button. I know. And they, they even when they, she said, like, you got to watch because spiral up is down. And, Good is oh, bad, up is down. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is my greatest fear. Uh, earlier, though, I, what I said about Jason, I just came across that. He says, will you stop for your old buddy Red Hood then? If only because I'm smart enough to wait until the taser gun is out of charges. I kind of like that. That, that. that doesn't even make sense. He waited until the taser gun was out of charge. Yeah, but he's, he doesn't even say it. Just, and the, the problem is it just does. And it's not out of charge because then Cassandra picks it up and shoots it. Yeah, so it, it doesn't sure make does. sense. It, it just is the stupidest line and just doesn't make sense. And it, I don't know. I don't it know. It might if it's have a charged joke. back up again. I don't know. But is it a joke? Uh, but yeah, they're fighting. I'll just get them over. Everybody they're... gets electrocuted and gets knocked yes. out because they're all well, covered in water. Yeah, they're fighting. They sh- shoot it off. They get electrocuted. They get knocked out. Then in the meantime, Orphan and Helen are going. Uh, Helena has a hell of a shiner going in this one panel too. But yeah, they're cutting loose. That's what happens when somebody headbutts you in the nose. Yep. Just as Tim and Nets are about to disable the signal, Poppy yells, "Hey, Orphan! Ooh, Poppy. Let's give them the eye. Activate cryosphinxes." Yeah. Hmm. Activate and that cryo. They spaces. have an eye on their hand, and it somewhat appears to be the touch of God, but it isn't. Nope. It's a, I don't know, it hypnotizes them, but they can read their minds, and they get the. Uh, it's like a data collection system from yeah. the hypnos. No, and it and looks but, like it's just painted on their goddamn and, palms. But it also pretty much sends them out. They are out. They're out for the count because then they get that, and then afterwards they're. They're fucking out of it, uh, both Dick and Helena. Uh, they even have their glowing eyes, and that allows Poppy and Orphan to get the fuck out. They get a, uh evacuation fucking pickup that you never see. Nope. They, they get out, and they take uh, Cassandra and Harper. So they, they grab them. Hey, Jim. Yeah. There are two sisters. One gives birth to the other, and she in turn gives birth to the first. Yeah. It's all nonsense. What the hell is the satellite talking about? I don't know. I guess, well, I don't know. Does that have to do with, like, even Nets and... I don't know. uh, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, Orphan and Poppy have what look like painted eyeballs on their palms. They hold it up to Dick and Helena, and all of a sudden, the satellite is talking gibberish to me, and now they got what they wanted, and they they leave. They got what they wanted, which was those those codes, uh, where at the end, you find out, Helena tells Dick, hey... Uh, sorry, I didn't tell you, but the satellite, I had it rigged so that it would uh, hypnotize the whole world, brainwash them, and give you back your identity. Nobody will know that you're Nightwing. MIB mind wipe, which I hope happens because I want Dick to explain to Batman why he's Nightwing. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I guess maybe the hypnos would have kept uh, Dick from even forgetting us. There would be a lot of craziness. Um, 
there's just weird things about it, though. First off, Helena says that she, you remember who she had rigged the satellite? Dr. Nets? And oh, Poppy. Poppy. And Poppy, yeah. Why would you use Poppy? Poppy because she's just a can- joined Spiral, and she was a cannibal. <laughs> Why would you even think that she would be hey, involved in this? Those credentials are fucking outstanding. It's so ridiculous. I think that she would have come to Dick and maybe got, It just doesn't make sense. And uh, also, we don't have any other characters in Spiral, really. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Uh, he, you don't have Tiger. Tiger's yeah. not there. But when they use a satellite, say this is what they're going to do. Does it also erase the internet or any TV program that's ever been recorded? <laughs> like if you, I never even thought about that. you tape the thing because it was a big news thing. Oh where, yeah. Oh my God, it's there. Well, this would all still be there. This wouldn't erase it. What do you see it then and think it's a lie because no. you don't remember it? No, but now it's all new to you. It's not a rerun anymore. I guess. And then they I just again. That's it's. Every time we see this issue each week, we wonder to ourselves, what is this series about? Is it to push Harper? Is it this? Oh, it's Cassandra's back. Now it just seems like it's all set up to get Dick back as Nightwing. And then in the meantime, when Rebirth's announced and the book is Nightwing, you have a feeling, oh, okay, that's what's going to happen. All right. At least, like you, you even said, though, you wanted to see that with Batman. At least there is an explanation uh, that seems to be coming down the line that does it, still ridiculous. It's so I ridiculous. never even thought about the internet. It's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, they're talking about this. This is after all the shit happens. And then at the end, they're talking about this, and at the end, they hear people yelling, and they go out, and it's Damien and Goliath have showed up, shown up, and Damien's pissed. And I liked it. I really liked it because we've been asking all this time where the fuck where's is Damien? Robin and where, Batman where's Robin Damien? Yeah. yeah, where's Damien? And there he is. And he says there the he real is. Robin's here to fix it. And I'm pretty excited about that. I want to see where that goes. I think he's going to be pissed off. He's going to have a lot to say. Uh, kind of goes from what happened in Batman and Robin or Robin, son of Batman, this this week as well. Because yes. you've got, you know, Goliath and Damien, they are in Gotham. Um, this issue was better than most, I thought. Some people didn't. Some people thought it was a perfect issue. I didn't it was like way the, better than what we've been getting recently. I didn't like the art fully through, uh, mainly Dick. Dick looked awful throughout. At one point, he's like Real this veiny. fish-eyed guy. Then he's veiny. He's all over. Some of the other characters looked okay. But, yeah, Dick was off. Uh, and also, my other big thing went back to Miss Gold. She seemed to turn into a 13-year-old girl in this. She is I'd say really 18. young. I'm, I'm telling you, she looks younger than Paris. There's this one panel where, uh, and it's, it is the one that really threw me off, when the students bust through the door yeah. and Paris puts her mask back down and goes, and, good girl, good girl. What are you talking about? And if you look at that, if you have the issue open, I don't know if you do. I do. There is no arrow in her arm anymore, and she looks fully okay. She's, like, flexing. It's very weird. Uh, Nitpicks. Yeah. This whole thing is – by now, the nitpicking for me is over, I guess. It's so much going on in this that's that's off that something like that doesn't throw me. But the – the de-aging did because this has happened over and over throughout the whole series but yeah i gave it a 5.5 i liked it better than i have in the last probably five issues i think i give it a 6.5 yeah you'd go that high huh yeah i uh, the dialogue to me was off 
but we are moving ahead. We get exactly. some answers. I like Robin at the end, Damien Robin at the end. I thought that was cool. But we're going to move on to the next book, which is yours, speaking of Damien. What do I got? What do I got? Robin, Son of Batman, number nine, written by Patrick Gleason, with art by Patrick Gleason, Mick Gray, John Calise, and Tom Napoletano. Yes. Damien tends to keep Gotham safe until his father, Batman, finally comes back, and with that, Damien takes on ridiculous threats from his past and even a tech team that worked for both Maya and her father, supplying them with their arsenal and suits. On top of all that, Goliath returns, and Damien introduces him to the rest of his pets in the Batcave, and I'm going to be shocked if the big pet monster doesn't end up eating everyone else. Yes, that would be crazy. All of a sudden, he comes back to the Batcave. Titus and fucking Alfred the cat are eating. Fucking Batcow's gone. Just like half of Batcow is just laying there on the ground. Yeah. I th- I actually think this issue is going to be one of the few times... Well, actually, when we do the things, you tend to go a little lower than me in score-wise, but usually I bitch and moan the whole time. Yeah. I think I like this a little more than you. Possibly. Uh, I, I don't know. I really like the opening and the ending, but like... This is an odd issue because we see that Damien misses his daddy but puts his emotions aside in order to do what's right and he considers his true father being Batman, which we've talked about on the site yeah, recently yep. about who Damien's real father is in his mind. And we obviously see it's Batman here. Yeah. And it's, I tell you, I felt for I fell for this kid a bit because he sees Bruce w- working with these kids at the rec center and he's just yep. staring on like a creep. Just one, I want my daddy to hold me he's too. Staring in like a creep. I also because of the art and the whole way that it started, this really uh, seemed to me like a reverse requ- requiem issue. Can't talk right. from that. Uh, what was it Batman and Robin number eighteen? Yeah, yes. that was the one you really liked. I really thought that they played off of that because of how Batman was so upset when he lost his son. And uh, I think this is Damien almost the reverse of, boy, even to the point where you can even tell me it's not the Bruce he's upset at, but he sees this Bruce as the person who has taken his father away because he's not Batman anymore. Yeah. And I really thought that was a good beginning. It really made uh, me It was think an amazing beginning, and the artwork with it in the beginning was amazing yeah. as well. And it, even, I know it's Patrick Gleason did both, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems, I don't know, it seemed more Gleason-esque, if that makes sense. It does to me. And it it seemed more like that Requiem issue, like he was really playing off that. And even the panel layout and how, and I really liked it. And it, even where Damien, or uh, yeah, Damien's so upset when that kid's going to fall. And then when Bruce catches him. He kind of sm- and then he gets dark, and then he's like, yeah. "What?" And then it's like, "You're well, not my mother," because then Julia comes, and it's like, "You're not. You have no right to be taking my dad away from me." And he's enjoying himself now because he's not Batman, and that's bullshit. It's played, it's played so well because you can see the emotion, but he's trying to hold it back. He's like, "You yeah. know what? I am Damien. Like I'm, I'm Robin. I'm not Damien, son of Bruce Wayne. I am Robin. I have to hold back and I have to be the man of the house while Daddy's away." Yeah, and, and I, I, re- I really dug it. And I really think this is another thing where we've never we, – we've been asking, what does Damien think of uh, Bat robot, robot Batman? What right. does he think about – and he says it. He's like, these guys are fucking pretenders. They're unworthy pretenders. I'm the true Batman now, and I'm going to make sure when you return, when Batman does return, that – it's the, the city's going to be how you left it safe, and you're going to be proud of me. And he goes off to kick ass. And the I worst part that, is about that. He's talking out loud, sit, sitting on top of his father's like yeah. headboard of his bed. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you, keep it down. You're going to well, wake the guy he up. He did wake him up. I know. Then he, he opens his eyes. And again, it's, it's kind of a weird deal because what's happening in the Batman book, 
um, you get the idea at this point could be where Bruce is about to go back. Yeah, I think this is where he, he's starting to really realize well, who he, he is. he realizes it, but yet he doesn't say anything to Damien, and maybe it's like one of those... No, I don't I don't think this is like the Batman machine has happened yet for him in this. No, no, no. I'm saying that he has some memories, I think, right. at this point. And yeah, he sees Damien and lets Damien go. And Why is there a Robin talking to me in my sleep? Yeah. And what made me, well, you know what? Didn't he say something a bunch of issues back where he said that there was a Robin on the, the fucking, in the, the windowsill? Remember way remember. back when we talked about not. that? There was some crazy line. It can't be from that, but it's very odd. Uh, then Damien goes off to protect the city. And, and it falls apart for uh, me. It doesn't point. really follow. I think it's kind of funny to me that he goes off and they're the worst villains. That he well, goes off. We get the, we get these characters brought back from Batman and Robin, yes. the Terminus yep. Army of Revenge, where we got uh, Smush, Bathead, and Scallop. Mm-hmm. And I hated these characters when we got them in Batman and Robin. And I, I just thought they were nonsense here. I thought it was kind of funny though because he goes off in this crazy like statement, such a like a freaking bold statement. I'm going to make sure the city and this is who he has to deal with right away. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, and then. It's also kind of tends to go with the line like or the line of thinking of everything is important. So these you have to do it, but it's so funny. Say, these that are the guys. That, these are the people that Damien has personally scarred. Yeah, yeah he's he's really scarred him. And, like Badhead has a batarang sticking out of his head. Smush yeah. was like merging from three people yeah, into one slug being. He is so upset. Oh God, um, he's hideous. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe I was looking a lot into this as well, but it's like one of those where Damien is trying to atone for all his sins of his yes. past, and these guys are sins of his past, but he, totally. he's, he's done with well, that. We've he's going to attack already, him though. now. I know, but I'm saying he doesn't. he's not atoning for it now. They're doing something bad. He's going to get rid of them, uh, and then he ends up running into these guys. Who like the best said. part? The best part is though, like he takes care of me, wraps them all up, and they're in a parachute going down to the harbor. He's like, the yep. GCPD will be around in a little bit to come pick you up. Like, they're tied up with a parachute. They're yeah, going to drown. Gonna die. Eh, he doesn't care. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He doesn't care anymore. He's not atoning for shit now. He's gonna. He, he is now. He would not let people die. No, he's done, and now he's gonna. I know. He well, he says it's Damien one has of those grown things. So much. It's like you you take a cat, a cat that pisses all over things, and you take it to the brickyard, Eric. You leave it there. Fend for yourself. You don't know if that cat's gonna die, right? You are a monster. That's a joke, Eric. Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, then he runs into uh, those guys. Some nobodies. Yeah, just they're... some guys who happen to have some nobody equipment. Apparently, they sell Maya and her, her yeah. dead father. And equip- I know you didn't like this part. I didn't mind it because this was more of uh, showing that Maya is definitely wants to be good. She oh yeah, she's be like uh, getting her tasks together to move on to her new life. Yeah, and you and didn't like their what... video game talk. It was no, like I hated it. Mind me of co-op. You don't like the video game talk. I left uh, right when they started talking. I'm like, oh, Eric's not going to like this. It's like co-op. Exactly. Um, but then they they get him with that pretty much like a fear toxin type thing. He sees all this thing. He sees himself laughing at himself, and then he sees Batman. That's going to tell him, Hey, you're never alone. I liked it. I I like the fact. And then Goliath shows up is kind of ridiculous. He shows up the same, but I liked it. This was probably the most straightforward, uh, fun issue of uh, Robin, Son of Batman that I've read. Uh, since I honestly, I, I love that we're getting back to the basics. We have Damien and Gotham. Yeah, we have Goliath, which I, I'm, I, I'm actually on the fence with Goliath. I don't, I don't know mind. how I feel I about him. I don't mind him. I, but, I like uh, him. People were all excited about him. I'm not that excited about him, but I didn't mind it. 
it's just kind of Damien still collecting to his pets, you know? It's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't, I just did not care for all, like, Damien getting back to business, taking out these villains and here and there. The beginning and the end were the whole book for me, and yeah, I really well, enjoyed that. I'm telling you, I like when he's there with Goliath and he checks in on uh, nobody, on yeah, Maya. Yeah, she's living and a nice life. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? And he's like, I know, because the, the Goliath seems to like... Fuck that! We got to get her, and he's like, well, "No, God I know." And he, but she's happy; she's safe, and he's happy about that. And he goes on, and then yeah, it goes, and then he goes in the Batcave, and it was a nice I thing. Really he's like, "Hey, meet Goliath," and I thought it was an awesome panel at the end. And um, he looks cute, and he's taking I, the mantle. He's gonna I, say, "When until Batman's back, I'm Batman." And I dig that. Yeah, I do I too. And it's not I just this don't know crap. why Titus and freaking Alfred are not freaking out at this gigantic bat monster. Yeah, or that you know, I don't know who's feeding him right now. I see <laughs> Alfred. I see. Yeah, but Alfred didn't seem to be hanging out in the bat cave anymore, so I don't know who's feeding him. It's some freaking they're feeding themselves. But well, yeah, he's always I like down it. there, and we are Robin doing shit. Yeah, but then he seemed to be away from it in Batman, so he didn't like to go down. It seemed to be boarded up. Or, you know, nobody had been down. He even said, this is a crypt. We haven't been here. And he's, he was lying there. But yeah, there's really not much to say. Doing a it lot of very, that lately. Yes, it was very straightforward. I really love the art. And I'm with you. I like the uh, beginning and end. I didn't mind the middle. I thought it was kind of funny. Some of the character dialogue was just incomprehensible to me. Yeah, I just, it, it was fun. It was all over and the this place. this book, to me, should have been fun all along, and it hadn't been. Not at all. A lot of I, times where it was overwordy. Yeah, it was overwordy. It just was confusing. It was convoluted. I like this. It was like straightforward. Again, you're getting this, but right before it ends. I don't understand. Why couldn't it have been like this the whole time? You just needed a fun book with Damien kicking ass yeah. or whatever. Uh, what'd you give it? 6.8 out of 10. See, I'm, I'm almost the same. Uh, 7. But I really did like it. So that was it. Next well, one, even though. even the well, art in the middle sections though was not as good as the beginning and end yeah, of my mind. Well, I'm telling you, even the end kind of went back to that um, almost a almost silent issue. <laughs> and when he was doing that, Patrick Gleason seemed to really be concentrating on like emotions and stuff like that. There was no action; it was more of just the stuff. And but I really he, I'm telling like you though, as much as I didn't like that middle, I would suggest anybody buy this book just for the beginning and end. Yeah. I think people would have enough fun, and it goes very quick. This is a quick very read. Quick. There's not a lot of craziness. That middle is just to say where those guys are like, hey, Maya uh, bought a bunch of stuff. When you convinced her to be good, she stopped buying it, but she we also wanted to. <laughs> but now we, how we're going to make money, she hired us to get rid of the last remnants of her father. Uh, and you know what? She's going to go bad again. We'll be waiting. And you see him look, and he's like, oh, she's happy. Let's leave her alone. And I like that. But we're going to move on to something I didn't like, Eric. And that, I don't want to upset the Poison Ivy League, though. Oh, no. Actually, I don't care. Poison Ivy, Circle of Life and Death, number two. We did not review this. Reggie did, but we're going to talk about it. And I don't know about you. I'm voting for this as the last issue that we're fucking talking about. Me as well. Because this angered me. It was written by Amy Chu, or by Clay Mann, Seth Mann. Ooh, the Manns. The Jonathan Glapian. And Art Tibbert and Ulysses Areola. This I want to have good. a rivalry like the Mannings with these two. Yeah, the Mans, they're there drawing at each other. Is that it? They're like, look, look <laughs> at all my rings. And then there's Seth Mann just looking all disgusted when freaking Clay Mann gets the ex- ex- uh, right. exclusive deal. Yeah, Seth's like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And then uh, Manfred Mann shows up. We have no idea if these Amy, guys are related. And Amy Mann. 
Amy Mann. You know what? She sang Voices Carrie from Till Tuesday. Amy Manor. Oh, really? Looks like the administrator of the Gotham Botanical Gardens has some secrets to hide as he is unusually Ooh. cagey with detectives <laughs> investigating the death of Dr. Louisa Cruz. Well played, Reggie. Poison Ivy doesn't care, though, because she's got hybrid plant animal babies to deliver, really good artwork, and some decent story development that is a little on the slow side, said Reggie. I beg to differ. I did love the art. I those, love the those art. Those man brothers, they kick ass, Eric. I, we we got to find out they are brothers. I, I'm telling you, they're brothers to me now. Brothers in arms. They're like freaking Greg Capullo and fucking, what's his name, Scott Snyder. His brother in arms. Uh, yes, it starts off, Eric, with a recap that I didn't mind. They had a little. Actually, this whole thing, this issue throws in a couple recaps. At the beginning, you have freaking Poison Ivy there. I don't know what she's doing. She, these, some of these Poison Ivy stuff? Yeah, she's sitting in a fucking flower. Eh, that's what she does. There she is. And, you know, they're talking about. But basically, it ended last month with her uh, Finding mentor. Louisa's, her mentor like, died. What the hell is her name? Louisa. Louisa. Yeah, Louisa. Louisa died. So we're led, we're led to believe that Poison Ivy found the body, called the police, but yet it's not been at the crime scene since, Eric. Nope. I'm telling you, me and you argued back and forth all night because this whole crime scene thing just drove me nuts, where she shows up. And the thing is, it's not that important to the story. I know, but it's things like this throw me off where somebody, you would think somebody in this room that we see has done this. That's what you would think, right? Uh-huh. But yet they're well, letting them I just walk around. Kind of. I don't know. It's A lot of it is presented as an accident. Yeah. But still, they, you still have to investigate. Agreed. And they really jump to that conclusion of it being an accidental poisoning and when this would take weeks to find out what exactly poisoned her. I could say it's, if we jump to a week, I could say this would be done for a week if they cross-reference exactly what they think poisoned her. Yeah, but they, no, they have to have a report. This would be like you showing up at my house, and I'm there. My wife has killed me. She has strangled me to death. I'm waiting, I know. Yes, and then puts sleeping pills next to me and spills them out and puts one in my hand that, oh, accidental poisoning. That guy was taking sleeping pills. Case closed. And they just walk away. That that would not happen. It might. No, it wouldn't. It really throws – she shows up. I've seen seen the police work in Quakertown. So have you. Yeah, well, you're – Touche, my friend. Ah. Touche. She shows up at this crime scene in hot pants and a half shirt, Eric. And That's work attire. Th- this is work attire. And then they're like, hey, ma'am, th- you can't go in there. It's a crime scene. No, I work here. Okay, go in. Uh, oh, my my officer, I yeah. work here. And yes. look, hot pants. Yes, hot pants. And I'm the <laughs> one who called in. I was the one who found the body. So I couldn't possibly be a person of interest. So let me in so I can kick around the evidence. Uh, threw me off. <laughs> and the other thing that throws me off is I'm telling you, you are arguing so bad. Jim can so never angry. watch a police show on no, television I'm ever again. You, it's not this bad. You do not have. Yes, this is the scene where CSI, a CSI member shows up and says, hey, CSI, FBI, whatever they are, they let him in. They are not letting the people who work. She would be freaking pushed aside to another room where she'd be grilled for hours under a light. And they'd be good works? cop and bad cop with her in those hot pants there. 
Yes, that's how it I works. I want to be bad cop in that scenario. There are still people taking pictures. They have the evidence cards, the two, three, and four there. Yes, they're zipping up her body. They haven't done any toxicology reports, and they're jumping to these conclusions because of what they found around her. So and also, I want to say, no matter what, I think the botanical gardens are so important to the city and that the one guy even says, I believe your superiors will agree that this is an accident. Like, it's almost a threat where that's what I'm, I, saying, yeah. I'm going over your head, yeah. and I'm going to have this, like, washed they, away. They are almost seemed to go with it and one point the one guy goes hey don't try to make this a crime scene now yeah. unfortunately a dead body laying in it is a crime scene until you figure out something else they it's so ridiculous uh, it really threw me off the other I, thing that threw you know me what? off is i, I don't care whole, about any of these characters this whole time i've been looking about uh, up seth man yeah and i he is clay man's brother as he is it is his brother yes are i'm they, sorry are they could join twins no he has another brother awesome. though i'm trying to get to it Oh, you know, anyway. that's like Cooper Manning, the Manning nobody know, knows about. <laughs> the other guy's like Tom, Tom Mann. Uh, he works at the deli at a fucking giant. There you go. Tom Mann. Yeah, I'm, you could quiz me at the end of this, and I always go with this with if I like a, a book or not, where you could say to me, hey, who's oh, Victor? Shit. What? They're twins. Are they? So yeah. they might be, are they conjoined? Hey. They may be. <laughs> that's why he's all they're all they always it'd be funny if they weren't on the same book and they're freaking trying to pull each other apart uh they work uh good see they're twins but yes. yet clay got the the fucking deal not seth seth is I, i'm the, guessing it's a twin situation like arnold and denny devito then that's what you're saying clay uh, man seth, got arnold the, the group. seth got all the shit what does he say i got all the garbage <laughs> uh, poor seth I, I i i feel for you seth all right, poison ivy, poison, poison ivy. ivy. It's I don't care about the I don't care about Victor. I don't care, and you get where they're like, hey, uh, Miss uh, Isley, which they can't make put one and one to you know together no, to get two. That is, that is the biggest problem I have with this book because they're even doing background checks on these people that work at the botanical gardens later in the book, yeah. and nobody has ever heard of Pamela no. Isley in the GCPD. I'm like, what the fuck? She is poison ivy. Yeah, she's poison ivy, guys, and she. Poison Ivy's talking to them. Hey, what were you doing then last night? She's like, I can't tell him about Harley. <laughs> Everybody's lying in this. And then some guy shows up. We're not sure who he is. I know who he is. He's who? the bad guy because oh, he just yeah. showed up out of nowhere and no, we never saw him I before or after. Materialized. Plus, I never trust the guy with lab coat and fucking red button sneakers. Shops. He's got fucking button. Yeah, he's got the button shops. He's got these red fucking sneakers. I don't. <laughs> this, this lab is very. They have a fucking casual Friday every day. Nobody has to dress up. And she's like, I can't. And he shows up. Oh, you didn't tell. We were together. And basically gets her off the hook. They don't really push into By this. By telling and, everybody that they're fucking, which yeah, is the weirdest says thing. That, that they're fucking. And I would think that up until now, they had probably questioned this guy. And he wouldn't have known to say this, right? I, I, don't I think know. he's been telling everybody for weeks, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and even said, uh, Mr. Grimley at the end. See, I told you a woman would distract everybody he here. He even says, didn't want these old guys to know I'm, uh, me and you are. I'm doing the new girl doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that is pretty good. Uh, she walks away. He saved her ass, right? He may be a piece of shit. 
Uh, I don't know. This only fucks her up for later, though, because she, like she didn't say anything uh, like uh, against this. So if she's found to be not with this guy or somehow some evidence true. comes out, she looks like a liar. Well, it doesn't matter because she says she calls him a carbon-based moron in her mind. I get the idea. I've been called that plenty of times by uh, women. It's very. I odd. get. I get the idea that you go out and his uh, fucking car has the fuck wagon or whatever. You mean his? Oh no, yeah, the pussy wagon. Pussy wagon is is his freaking thing. He's got that. He's is that fucking, what the hell was it in Kill Bill? That's what I'm trying I'm to remember. I like the fuck yeah 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 he likes to fuck and then it was like fuck wagon or pussy yeah. wagon or whatever yeah I, I this is what i think about in this book because i really don't care about the story at all no it just um, goes on and it, i was really thrown off because we jump a week ahead yeah. and it seems that they're ready to call this an accident coroner's yeah. report came out and now which is too quick but that's okay it's, i don't know it's usually four to six weeks. I don't know if they put a rush on them. They had a slow week in Gotham. Who knows? And uh, the weird thing is, is this wasn't a week later. This, it was still a week no, later. The week later comes the next page. At this point, they're just talking. It seems like it's the next day. Because he's like, hey, happy hour started an hour ago. I don't even know if it's that night. I'm considering it a week later. Yeah, but why would they go the next page and say one week later? It didn't just to say let before. you know. No. Just to let you know. Okay, no. I'm trying to make something. They went here. back to the fucking thing, and they already called it quits. They're going to drink. And then the one week later, they're having a remembrance. Yeah, now they've made a park out of an old parking lot. And even though it seemed like Pamela Isley was turning her life around, she wanted to be a part of this whole thing, the, the world, and have a, like a science-like kind of background again. Yeah. She goes and murders somebody all willy-nilly here, even yeah. though she's suspected of, like, you know, and not suspected, but at least thought of maybe a murderer. Well, yeah, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these dogs attack her yeah, and dogs. the guy. Um, I don't even know his name. I'm telling you, these names are off. Uh, I, I'm looking at it. I freaking don't even know. It's the one guy who was there that said that he uh, was there. Go with the dog. Okay, the door. There you go. These pit bulls come out, and it's out of nowhere. You hear a growl. These pit bulls attack. She gets them in these vines, and these vines magically make them love her. Yeah. What, what is, what's going on? Then she goes. She's like, I'm going to find their owners. She goes. This is all the interaction. She sees these dogs, walks up. I see a a chain and two dog bowls. Goes up and say, hey, anybody home? Are those your dogs out there? This guy or woman? I said, I, I still <laughs> think it looks like a woman. Those stupid mutts. Now, I know. Boy, she really lays in on her. He lays in those stupid mutts. What they done now and who are you? Poison Ivy kills her. Kills her. Damn. Him or her, I still think it's a woman. I can't tell. They they don't show booby, Eric. So I'm I'm saying woman. I don't know. But yeah, they don't show like, booby. So you're saying woman? No, I'm saying I can't tell either way. They don't have you only see from pretty much beyond that. So you never get the look. And the guy says, "Did you find the owner? No one was home." And then just and she even says, "I can't go with abuse." What? Where does she get this? We don't know for certain. We don't know the background of these dogs. No, I said, well, I mean, if this person saved them from a dog fighting ring and just is, has a fence, can't afford a, a solid fence. And these dogs keep getting out and she's getting in trouble or he, I keep saying she, <laughs> I still think it's a woman. Uh, but yeah, and then this guy ends up, I, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. No. The fucking guy says, We, we spend hey, pages that, hearing about this guy, this guy is all nonviolence. Yeah, he's guy's a pacifist. Like, I'm, he's nonviolent. He's, and I think he's the one. They really set this up too much. And he goes, hey, by the way, I wasn't there with uh, fucking the woman uh, who got killed because I was at Gotham's Got Talent. Yeah. Really? What happened? You I, like this first issue. I really do uh, like the first issue. I think this is ridiculous. Then at the end, Poison Ivy delivers these fucking baby plant babies. 
And uh, Grimley's dead, Eric. Grimley. And Grimley dies. Boy, we hardly knew ye, Grimley. I could Hold care less. I hope everybody boy. fucking dies. I, I can't stand this book At, already. I'm telling you, after I got done this book, the whole time uh, Pamela Isley has been working on these animal-like plant hybrids that this plant births, you know, two plant-human children. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I have seen this back in Batman the Animated Se- uh, Series Season 2, Episode 5, House and Garden. So yeah. if you want to save some time, go watch that. I'm tell- I'm looking at the reviews right now, and people seem to like this book. Uh, the lowest is um, Batman Universe. Uh, Jerry Green gave it a six. I like the art a lot. Clayman kicks ass. Oh yeah, love Seth him. Man's okay. Clayman oh, yeah. kicks ass. Um, but overall, I'm really I'm forced to not even five well, out of ten might I'm- be what I'd go with, and I might even go a little lower. I really didn't like it. I don't like what they're doing with Harley or Harley with uh, Poison Ivy. People are writing. The one guy in this says this book is doing wonders for the character of Poison Ivy. Well, we found out she killed somebody, right? Yep. Check. She's a liar to the police. Yep. Check. What What else can she be? And uh, the other big thing was that uh, the guys who hired her, including Grimley. Knows that she's poison ivy. That's yes. that was the thing. That's pretty and much. It seems that's like a they're going to blackmail her with it. Yeah, they were doing that. But why did they even hire her? That it just doesn't they, make. sense. I don't know to use her later on because if yeah. anything goes wrong, hey, it's that super and, villain and over there. And also, um, actually, what does she say when Victor? She says something to herself when she finds that out that Victor knows who she is. What does God she damn, say? God damn, I look good in these hot pants. No, you know what she says to herself. I'm trying to find it, but uh, paraphrasing, God. I should kill him. Here it is. Yep. I could kill Victor, but then suspicion over Luisa's death will shift to me. First off, where's the suspicion? Is it on Victor? She, we didn't get that, did you? No. That's what she's insinuating right there, that if you killed Victor, then it couldn't be him, well, so the, the comp- suspicion would go to him. They've said it's an accidental death. They're not well, looking I'm into saying, it, really. The company is hiding something because some of the research has disappeared, and they said nothing is missing. Yes, but it's very odd that she says that, that it would shift to her. There's no suspicion. They they pretty much set it up where they think it's an accidental death, and so that's off. But I, yeah, she thinks that she if it wasn't for that, she would have killed him. She would have killed we, both. We've those gone guys. too far too fast with this issue because I know we were uh, Pamela was kind of isolating herself from humans in the last one. I like that enough, but here we go from that to where she just murders somebody all willy nilly and even talks about murdering talks somebody about else. Murdering somebody else, like every every problem to her. All the progress is solved by murdering that she seemed to be making before. Yeah, she might want to isolate herself from people. I do the same thing. I don't want to kill folks. Yeah, yeah, I do, but I still, you know, I don't. I might be like that first time. I could now, kill him. If we got to the last issue and she ended up killing somebody, I'm okay with that. We had a progression of story. Here she has just gone from isolation to straight-up murderer. I don't really like it at all. I don't like it. She jumps to that conclusion with those dogs. There's not enough setup for her to be that upset. Yes, we get the idea that she doesn't like any abuse yeah. uh, whatsoever. I mean, I'm yeah, telling you. Her father abused her mother. I got you. You walk down the street and you're cutting your lawn. She's going to get pissed, Eric. You're not allowed to cut that grass. She'll I cut kill myself. I, I or down the street and just cut like myself. And like kicks a, a fucking rose bush. She's going to kill you. Whoa, whoa. Why, why are motherfuckers just going around kicking know. rose bushes? I don't bushes? know anybody who kicks a rose. How about if somebody's like, hey, get that damn tree off my property. And they start cutting it down. She kills everyone. You get nothing in Is that why book. your neighbors still have that tree That's, going on? Yeah, they have a fucking bunch of trees. It's digging in my goddamn roof again. <laughs> uh, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't get, I, there's not one likable character. We actually talked about last night in the 80s uh, thing where you hate 
Uh, Fast, Fast Times at Ridgemont High because there's no likable characters. That's how I feel about this book. I do not like anybody. No, you know, I, I liked Harley when she we, showed up last we, issue. You hated that, I thought. No, I didn't like the way it was, but I at least I like Harley. Okay. She knows what she is. She's going with it. That's the this thing. Is You're just... yelling at me for so long before we started this about this the freaking the, the police investigation. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't like the issue either. Yeah. I just don't think this is very important. No, I, I, that just threw me off at first. What happened was I started reading that, and I hate when something like that throws me off where you have uh, what appears to be a crime scene. And you just let everybody walking all over it, including what you would think would be the killer somewhere in there. And you're just going to let them walk around. And I thought it was nonsense. But it, it works on the issue. You, you don't want to have an issue where half of it is them in a, a room getting yelled at. But I don't know. I didn't like it. Five I think ten. I would give it a six. Yeah. Reggie gave it a 7.5 on the site. And he that's weird to me because he gave the last issue a 6.5. He liked yeah. this one better. Yeah, he did. And I want to kill him now. You're going to kill Reggie. Kill him. Kill him. Oh, goodness. Hey, you know what? Usually we go to Ryan's other side segment right now. We will not this week or ever again, I think. Uh, that's what it seems like. He quit. He does not like us anymore, Eric. No. <laughs> he thinks that all these segments, uh, intros into them were disrespectful. And I don't know. I never meant to be disrespectful. I thought that he was in on the joke, Eric. But he Just was having in. a good time. Yeah, we were. I, I don't know. He thinks that the we were disrespectful. I don't know why then me and you would even talk to each other. <laughs> I can kill you. I'm more disrespectful to you than I think my mother. And, and your that, own that's mama. That's pretty tough. Yeah, my own mama. I, I'm so disrespectful. That's why she doesn't have a segment on the podcast, Eric. But I guess that's it. We will not have the other side segment anymore. And I don't know. I'd like to say thanks to Ryan if he's listening. I don't know. Thanks for doing it. Uh, we really did like it. And if you want to see his reviews and listen to his podcast, go to brightestdaycare.com and and do what you want. Right? Ah, uh, yes. Weird. I always this always happens to me. I always think that people are joking around, and then I take it too far, I guess, and then everybody leaves me here. That's why I'm alone. All Some people are thin-skinned. Yes, they are. But I, I'm always alone. I'm alone in a room full of people, as they say. <laughs> Don't they say that? It's like every time you went to a party as a kid. Yeah. Standing there wanting to play that uh, pin, <laughs> pin the tail, the tail on the donkey. The donkey. <laughs> so I guess for the last time, what, what we're going to do now is we're going to put your TV segment in. So now I can say things about Sally Starr. And I don't know what else uh, Ryan didn't like. Uh, talking behind your back. I'll just say that to your segment. And then you could get mad at me. Okay. Is that a good idea? I'm mad already. Ah, uh, yes. You're always mad. That's your secret. <laughs> I think that's Ryan's secret. But yeah, I don't want to. I'm not talking trash. I, I really did like Ryan. I tried to help him out a lot. He was helping us out by doing the segment. Uh, but yeah, I guess all love affairs end at some point, Eric. You can't have true love last forever. No? No. Oh, yeah, God. we're going to go to your... All the songs are relying on me. That's right, they are. Well, that's why they have the songs. They're trying to convince you after every time that you get dumped. And boy, I All know right. what that's like. Well, fuck that noise. I'm breaking up with Jess right after this. You're breaking up with Jess. I am yeah. now breaking up with Reggie, you, right. uh, Poppy Nacho, and Manship. This They're is going to make work gone. very awkward. Yes, it will be very <laughs> odd. And the podcast, because I don't want to stop the podcast. I just want to break up with you. Okay. Actually, I think that would make a very interesting podcast. Probably, I'd probably end up being nicer to you. I just get mad at you all the time. Yeah, obviously, we're recording this the next day because we had no idea this was going on. And I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about me getting so angry at you during last night's podcast at points. <laughs> I wanted to kill you. Ah, but it's time for uh, Shut Up. My shows are on. 
Last night I when we did Shut it, up. I kept saying stories. <laughs> I do like that smooth tone that you use going into are it. All. That's the it's the shows. My shows are on. It makes me I shake my head every time and then I fast forward. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh take it away, Eric. Shut up. My shows are on. Alright, let's get back to some TV talk with me, Eric Shea. First up, we got The Flash, Season 2, Episode 14, Escape from Earth 2. Hello? So, the Barry from yesterday was not you. Zoom has my daughter and our Barry. <laughs> Tell us where he's keeping them. Are you serious? We're going up there? I'm wearing wingtips here. They, um, don't have much tread. The Flash, only next Tuesday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Now, The Flash is my favorite show in the Arrowverse right now, and as much fun as I had in the previous episode with us exploring Earth 2 and Central City and having a grand old time, this episode was just lackluster in comparison. We spend the entire episode on Earth 2 in the woods or in a mine shaft, and it really does nothing for me, except for making me wish I was watching the previous episode. We have Flash in a cell who spends the entire episode trying to get out and realizing, oh no, I'm not fast enough to vibrate through this glass until he talks to his Earth 2 counterpart who gives him that little bit of pep talk to get him through the glass and magically he's able to do it. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. The whole thing comes down to in the end, our heroes get back to Earth 1, but right as they're about to close the breach, freaking Jay Garrick for some reason decides I'm going to stand right here in front of the breach and gets pulled back in through Zoom. Breach is closed, so we're left with a cliffhanger about what's going to happen between uh, Zoom, Jay Garrick, and we have this mysterious character that's in the Man in the Iron Mask thing going on in this episode who may or may not be Jay Garrick as well. I don't know. We have this whole Hunter Zolomon connection from Earth 1. I bunch of shit's up in the open, but this episode was lackluster compared to every one we had pretty much so far. Next up, we have Arrow, Season 4, Episode 14, Code of Silence. Call the demolition team. They're experts. Now they work for Hive. I know what building Hive is planning on taking down. It's this one. Do not let Oliver Queen leave this building alive. We're speedy. Right behind us. Yeah, this might not be on everybody's top 10 lists of best Arrow episodes of all time, but I had a good time with this episode solely for the fact that we got back to Damien Dark and what he's up to. In this episode, we see that Damien Dark's wife is now running against Oliver Queen for his bid for the mayor, and they, they bring out this fucking crew that will be one of the ghosts now called the Demolition Crew, who are a bunch of mercs who use demolition equipment and carpentry equipment as their tools, like sledgehammers and nail guns. And it's pretty ridiculous, but we do get some badass freaking vigilante fights out of this. And I actually like seeing Oliver taking his role as mayor seriously and everything that revolves around that. We also see it's the cliffhanger in this episode, though, that Damien Dark has Oliver's son, William. And I can't wait to see what comes from that because it's going to be awesome. Definitely one of the best episodes in a while of Arrow, just for the fact that we're getting back to the story and it's none of this nonsense we've been dealing with lately. And finally, we've got DC's Legends Tomorrow, Episode 5, Failsafe. Savage's goal is to create his own firestorm, and Stein himself is the key. We need a contingency plan. This is going to be so much fun. You want me to kill Stein? DC's Legends of Tomorrow. New hit series next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. This whole episode is almost like a team-building exercise where the team goes in to rescue Dr. Stein, Ray Palmer, and 
Mick Rory. Goddamn, I almost forgot Heatwave's name. Because they were captured in the last episode, and we gotta stop the Russians from creating their Soviet firestorm in the 80s. That's, a, that's something you wanna stop. And ultimately, they do rescue everybody, but not before we get to see Vostok merge with Professor Stein to become the Soviet Firestorm. And for a little while, it's pretty badass, but ultimately, Jack steps up, knocks her out of Professor Stein, or vice versa as it is, and she explodes because her nuclear abilities are unstable now. It was, uh, it was a half-decent episode. I'm I like seeing that they're fixing things now, because up until this point, we've just been fucking up time left and right, and it's good to have a, a win, I guess, for our team. Next time, we're going to be going to a kind of an alternate future. I don't know. It's very weird. We get that black, almost cybernetic armed green arrow we had in that uh, scene of the Flash when he was traveling through the Earth to the Earth 2 dimension. So I'm really excited to see where we're going to go next. But this was just a so-so episode, but it was better than the previous one before that. This was just a real quick recap because I'm about to go on with Jim and do the podcast in a few minutes, so I, I was running out of time. I just wanted to quick throw something out there, so we had this segment. I don't want to think you're, I'm mailing it in or anything like that, but I kind of am. I still don't know what I want this segment to be, if I want to talk about what I like, if I just want to say the synopsis, whatever. I really don't have a set plan, and I don't know what I want to do with it. Hell, this might become something completely different down the line. But until then, keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. All right, we're back. We right, are back. back, and we're going to start off this second part of the books here with Superman American Alien number four. We love Superman American Alien, don't we, Eric? I love it so much. You love that Superman American Alien. I am uh, trying to get your notes. stall you to get my <laughs> notes. And, Tina was right. And there they are. Superman American Alien number four. At least I got that right. Written by Max Landis. Art by Jay Lee. Hmm. June Chung and John Workman. American Alien continues this week, and while I was looking forward to an issue where Clark meets Lois Lane, Oliver Queen for the second time, Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne, the actual reality was a bit disappointing to me. Ooh. Don't get me wrong, Eric. I still right. liked it, but it started feeling too much like a Six Degrees of Superman game, and I loathed Jay Lee's art. Loathed. I didn't dislike it, Eric. I loathed it. I know, uh, you. I did. Uh, this issue threw me off so much because of Jay Lee's art. I'm not a fan. And did I tell you that I loathe the art in this issue? I don't know, because what I remember, we were on Evine Live. Nope, I have must... it. You're, you're stepping on my toes. <laughs> I didn't forget. What, do you think I forget shit like that? I said, I hate Jay Lee's art, and I now feel very dirty for try, <laughs> for helping them push that variant Jay Lee cover for Batman Superman number one on our Evine Live performance. Yes, I did not forget that. I don't want you to hear. I never once said in that that I liked his art. I did say, though, man, now I see that. I wish I had that. I, I why why do you wish you had that, Jim? Uh, that was because I liked the issue, and I only have it digitally. That's what I meant. Yeah. I was trying to play the game. I have there. the actual issue. Do, you do, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I can't. I had it next to me during that well, interview. Why? Why did? did bunch of why shills. did I? Why? <laughs> yeah, really. We were faking the funk. Why did I start uh, doing Batman Superman? Why did I start reviewing it? Because Jay Lee was on art, yeah. and I couldn't fucking deal with it you anymore. You couldn't deal with it, and I from from afar said, oh, "I'll deal with it. I don't mind it." I this issue. Loathe. I loathed it, and it really. I think it threw the entire issue off. At points, uh, Clark looked like an old woman. <laughs> oh, Japanese uh, woman. Oh, my God. Everybody looks Japanese. 
in this issue. Uh, not everybody, but Lois certainly does. I think I'm really yeah. think so. What are we, the vapors there? Yeah. The vapors? Um, yeah, at one didn't point. You, didn't you bring them up earlier? Uh, no, but oh. I, I wish I did because I love that song. Um, when Lois showed up, I thought somebody somebody stole Lois's fucking card. That's not Lois. It's so weird. This issue, though, I will tell you right now before we go on. And then I thought on, that somebody stole Superman's glasses because that's not Superman. No, that's an old woman. And um, then I thought that a young girl was saying that she was Oliver Queen, and somehow that was passing by, like for real. I like Lex. Yeah, I Lex mind is fine. Lex. Um, but yeah, let, I'll leave, we'll start with the beginning. I like I like the story, uh, though I think it's very heavy handed. This issue, um, this issue seemed a little forced to me more so than any of the other three. The other three to me were so good. And this I don't one, know that whole thing with the like the plane crashing and this going on that whole yacht. It uh, was kind of that was weird. Course, but it, it ended up into something fun. Yeah, I had and a fun I didn't time. Mind that. But this, he shows up in Metropolis. He's there to go. The uh, Daily Planet's having a contest for this laureate program where you have to go. It's a very odd thing because they don't, I don't know, they don't spell it out completely. They do because Lois says, but the, they really, they want these kids to interview three big guys. I don't understand the whole concept of it. I really don't. Usually these things, it's like you draw Tippy, Eric, you become I, an artist. Yeah. yeah. This is like really open-ended and, and very odd. This but, is almost like a like a mission to fail. And, you know, we'll get a bunch of kids to do yeah. the impossible. And do the impossible. And maybe one of them will do it, and then we'll get a free story. Yeah. It actually seemed to me like this would be a setup for, like, Midnight Madness. It's like a fucking, like, a puzzle that you have to figure out in a weekend. And Jim, nobody saw a, that movie. There's a, I know. There's a lot of hijinks going on. But he shows <laughs> up, gets his car stolen. His mom thinks he's stupid, thinks he's flying around Metropolis like a fucking moron. Uh but yeah, he's got to take the train, and the big thing, they throw it out. Uh, train now arriving, Morrison Boulevard and Quietly Street. Yes, yes, we, we get it that you, you love that all-star Superman there, Max Landis. Even that was really pushed, and it goes on. There's a couple other things. But you, he's there to, we said, there's the Cerebus, uh, the Cerberus Summit, where there's Oliver, Bruce Wayne, and Alexander Luther, and they're talking about them on TV, and everybody hates them. They are young punks that are fucking assholes, basically, to these old guys on TV, right? Right. So they get there. He shows up. He's got to take the goddamn train. He gets off the train, and Oliver is talking. He is giving a speech. You think the speech is that bad? No. No, Lois doesn't really like it. Lois is there. Now, the big joke up until this, too, he's like, yeah, there's some hot shot. Lewis Clark, or Lewis Lane, <laughs> thinks it's a dude. What a sexist. Fucking go back to Kansas, you jerk. Um, but he goes, wow. the transition, though, from him realizing, I guess he sees her card, her ID badge. Right. Because it's never really spelled out, but I love Lois. I love her in this issue. Besides, Oh, the characterization love, was great. Characterization is awesome. And did you get the idea, like, right away, in just a panel of her pretty much being obnoxious, that they were already like friends? Because I got that. I, get, uh, to I me, didn't get the friends thing. I really did. I really got the idea that they were already kind of I was, friends. I was actually not, too, but I, I got was too that thrown idea. off by that freaking panel where all of a sudden it's that all the freaking like typed words. Yeah, it's her like telling, encasing her. Uh, it's her telling the Daily Planet basically go fuck yourself. It was so I'm weird. I'm not gonna do that, but it's Lois. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I really like it. I actually thought that he, where are you from? Smallville. Okay, Smallville. I was waiting for that the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, I got the idea that Lois, I, I don't know that she respect. I can't even explain it. I just got, She's a hot young go-getter who's only after herself. And I think the back and forth between them was perfect. It's just like any time. It could be now when they're older, they still have that back like and Lois forth. Like Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, uh, Ollie gets done. Uh, talking. Lois doesn't like the speech. He's like, oh, this PR bullshit. She's fucking so mad. Oliver comes over and recognizes Clark as Bruce Wayne. He yells it out, Bruce Wayne! And goes over and he's like, oh my god. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ollie goes and grabs him. In the meantime, looks like they completely shove Lois. Lois looks like she's almost that. knocked on her ass. And Hey, Bruce! Bruce! Yeah, and also... Clark almost gets his glasses knocked off. Ollie's a pretty strong fellow, I guess. They go, hey, we're going to talk about it in the helicopter. That's they what go, happens when you're on island time. Well, that's what happens. They get in the helicopter. They they uh, straighten everything out. Uh, Clark's apologizing. Hey, I didn't mean to be. I was swept up. And he's like, hey, don't don't worry. We weren't the hardest crowd to fool anyway. Uh, we were a bunch of uh, assholes. And then he even says where Oliver's like, you know, that was like before I had a I don't want to be I don't know what's the word in Clark's uh, douchey or he said yeah douchey and he, yeah douchey and I really like it uh, but then you learn that before you kind of learn he had this is after the island this is when he had come back from the island and he's trying to do good by people and now he's changed, he realized he's he was an arrogant all, fuck yeah, he changed his whole attitude so this is he actually has a very good memory because he hasn't seen Clark in a long while <laughs> and he, but he remembers that yacht, best time oh, of his yeah. life. Boy, that was. He's like, we were all getting so much trim that fucking weekend. Holy I imagine shit. that's the last thing. He went off and then got on the island right after that vacation. Yeah. Maybe we find out that that fucking that yacht crashed. That's how he ended up. That's why every, everybody's dead here. He had to Except eat everybody cheetah. there to Actually, stay alive. Actually, we saw it go to the dock. Yeah. But yeah, maybe he took off and yeah, that happened right afterwards. It's odd that uh, like Clark didn't seem to care. Like Clark might have been able to save him, right? What do you mean, save him? On the island? Yeah, he could have flown to that island if he knew he was, you know, oh, oh my so, God, I was hanging out with Oliver Queen, he went missing here, I'm going to go fly around. He didn't care. He was presumed dead, man. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, they're talking, so he gets his little interview, it's not much, it's basically Oliver just saying, hey, I was on the island, I realized I was an asshole, I think that I have to use my my uh, riches and all that to help people, I'm big on charity now, everybody should do good. So then they land on the LexCorp uh Roof, Lex greets him, and Oliver hooks him up for the next interview. Says, "Hey, it's, it, it's so odd because it seems like they went to Lex Corp because like him and Lex were supposed to have a meeting of some sort. And it's like here, here's uh, somebody from the Daily Planet. Yeah, Go talk some, to him for a while." The whole thing was uh, because they said they're having the summit, and yeah, why was it odd? But they go there. Uh, he says, hey, Clark's from the Daily Planet. You want to give him a, a quote or two? Oh, my pleasure. And yeah, it, it's I, forced. And I got from this. I don't ever want to talk to Lex no, in person. No, Lex. What is, the fuck is he talking about? I, what's worse when he ends up later where he's obsessed with Superman and thinks that he's a, a dirty alien, or this Lex who thinks everybody are assholes and should kiss dirty the, human. He always thinks that he's above everyone else. Yeah. But boy, here he is worse. He is so bad. And use yeah, some big ass words. They throw out. Oh my! I think that yeah, some of the stuff that it's written so that you do like, boy, Lex, Jesus Christ. 
And Clark is just a I guy. I get from, it. You're over yeah. my head. Calm Clark, down, He's Baldy. a guy from Kansas. So he's like, he doesn't understand half the shit he's saying. <laughs> uh, but Lex throws out the, I'm the man of tomorrow. It, shit like that. And, oh, yeah. A lot of stuff's really forced. Like talking about people yeah. walking around with an S on their chest because yes. they're special. And, yeah. Everybody wants to go around with an S on their chest that says they're special. And there's only one special guy, me. And I'm going to run the man world. of tomorrow. And even uh, he... Ends up and he's like, hey, I wanted to say I'm not uh, – Clark says this to Lex. I'm not really a reporter. I'm a student. I think that Holly's <laughs> been screwing with you. And Lex – first off, Lex, you, you don't say to Lex screwing with – he meant screwing with me. And he's like, you fucking pagan. And he starts – then he gets real. And he's, You fucking pagan? Yes. He starts – yes. <laughs> you peasant. <laughs> he's like, you unreligious fella. Um, he says uh, – he gets he gets really pissed, and then he starts bad mouthing Ollie and Bruce, and, and everybody. Yeah, pretty everybody. Much. Everybody's you know when Ollie runs out of his money and Bruce ends up fucking OD'd in a fucking brothel. Uh, I'll be the one still running shit, and then go hey we're at your stop. Lets him out, and it's pretty funny. It's, That's it's an empirical the, fact. It's, it's the daycare <laughs> that he lets him off. Yeah. And immediately a kid comes up. Oh, it's Dick Grayson. Uh, this issue, like everywhere Clark goes in this issue, he's running into a very important person. It's well, like solid Star gold is what he's running into. Yeah, really. So um, Dick's there, and I love Dick and this as well because he is practicing to be uh, with Batman. He wants he's to be a detective. He's just a little young for me. He is. Sexually. Ooh. No, but uh, no, he just comes off. I'm telling you, Bruce is let off at that. Uh, Bruce. Clark is let off at this daycare floor. I know. And it's the Lex Corp uh, Kid Zone. And I don't know. Dick appears to be six years old here. Yeah, he looks very young. Also, while and they're he's talking. And that Batman won't let him go out in the field. Of course he's not going to let you go out in the field. You're six yeah, goddamn years old. But, uh, he ends up talking as as Dick is practicing, like, oh, this guy walks this way. He's, I like uh, that. This tall. It's very good. And um, Written very well. He says to him. Uh, and Clark messes up. He's like, oh, Dick Grayson. How'd you know I was Dick Grayson? He's like, oh, you, your card was sticking out. No, it wasn't. Liar. And uh, he uses X-ray vision. So Dick Dirty says, I'll give, you, I'll give you an interview if you can tell exactly what's in my pocket. And he does. And he's like, hey, you cheated. How'd you do that? But then they're eating pizza. I like it. I like, I like the interaction here. I like the buddy. And it also gives me the I like that the Dick idea. has to point out that Bruce isn't touching him. Yes, yeah, they do. They spell that out. It's so odd. And he's like, yeah, you know what? People are saying it's a little weird with you, too. He's like, hey, he's not the weirdest guy. He's the least weird guy you'd know. Uh, but I also like it because of how it ends up, even like later, when uh, Dick does pick Nightwing. As a, I like that this kind of deal where they're very nice to each other. And he's, he, and Clark does not talk down to him either. And I really like the and way Dick that really appreciates that as and well. And I really like the way it's written that way because Clark is a good guy. And they start talking about Batman. And that's when you, you see... You know what the funniest part, though? When he's talking about this self, to himself, about how this guy is not talking down to me, so that obviously means he is from a two-parent home. Like, the fuck does he got to do with a two-parent home? I, I ain't come from a two-parent home. Am I an asshole yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. you piece of shit? And I just... You, I, and it wasn't even that. I, I just got... I like the dialogue. <laughs> but yeah, he does I say that. I, well. I actually even forgot he said that. That's what's funny. Yeah. You, you don't... You talk down the kids, Eric. Because you had a one-parent home. <laughs> She the was at the bar you. every weekend. Yes. I had a point a point five pair yes, at home. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh they're they're talking and they he mentions Batman and that's where you see somebody is watching. And again it seems odd, like where is Batman wa- where's Bruce watching? Because this is LexCore. Is he like in the security? Has he put his own cameras there? But it's a very it's camera four one six seven. This has to be a LexCore camera, and there's Bruce 
watching. Sure. And you get the idea he's writing down stuff, and that's where he writes down Batman. So even if he can't hear it, I'm sure that Bruce sees that he's writing Batman. He's like, what the fuck is he asking Dick about? And he's getting all upset. But then you get the deal where Dick is basically telling Clark that he doesn't think Batman's going about it the right way. And I really like that as well. So do I. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You can't always throw fear in their face because eventually uh, I learned that, you know, they stop fearing it. They get the senses to it. You need to have a little light to that dark. And you pointed out something because I said, boy, that that's really stressed where – He's like, he doesn't mean yeah. Superman, but he's stressed. But you said that he, well, what did you say? I mean, I'm saying it's really stressed where I think a lot of people just read this as almost an inspiration for Superman and Batman to join forces one day. But I believe it's more of him becoming Robin because that was what I always loved about the Robin character yeah, with Batman. Was he was he was the lightness to his yeah. darkness. He brought out the humanity in Batman. Yeah. And so I, I think really that's pretty that. good. But I also think that what this is leading, I think that all of this is showing how Max Landis is playing this, that uh, Clark does not let anything go by him that he is we're seeing everything that has built him towards being superman that's what this whole american alien to me has been about and it's from the number one issue um where each issue you're getting these oh okay well he learned this and even when he shot that guy's fucking the heat vision the guy's arms (laughs) off and stuff like that he was he learns everywhere he goes and i think man we've moved far since then there's only two issues ago he's like a heat vision people's arms off seems like so long ago uh, because you know that he's nice now, Eric, because he does uh, some fucking dance moves. I'm I telling you, so he does much. the cabbage patch. When he realizes that he has c- c- scored the yeah. interviews of a century, cabbage patch in yeah. the streets of Metropolis. I fucking hated it. I Are hated you kidding it. me? Yeah, I fucking hated it. Oh, it was so much fun. No, it's not fun. He would not. Uh, that is so not him. It, it is does so. not he, seem. He's, he's got the interviews of the century. Yeah. He has made it. Yeah, I don't think he has. He didn't get Bruce first off, so that's one he didn't get. He has oh no idea God. what's going on. I just don't like that these dance moves in the middle of the street. I think it's stupid. I, I thought it was well uh, just overdone and stupid. I loved it. Yeah, I did. I like that he yelled. He started laughing and yelled, yes, yes, and then everybody looked at him. Um yeah, I, I didn't like that stupid dance moves. It was just uh, there to make you fucking You laugh. just hate joy. No, I just don't like it. I, I never would see anybody going this far. In the, yeah, he'd come out and go, yeah. I do something. that all the time. And he's like, no, not this much. He is going through what appears to be 10 minutes of dancing at this point. He's doing the <laughs> fucking walk like an Egyptian. He's sure doing the is. cabbage patch. Fucking any. Also, you don't go through seven different dance moves in this deal. It's so stupid. And he's singing he, to himself. What is he? He is very happy. Also, I like he's there. And uh, oh, you bad? Yeah, you yeah, bad? Yeah. Who so bad? Stupid. You bad? It's so uh, stupid. Uh, uh. It's stupid. I'm actually it's, getting angry at you. I, if because you were here, of how much fun I'd I get from this. You. Where does he get? Where's the music coming from, too? Because there is musical notes, and maybe yeah. it's just. But he uh, uh, no. Uh. So it's just him singing because he's got his tape recorder, but that has the interviews in it. Yes. I don't know where this music's coming from. And you guys I are just, picking apart musical notes. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying I thought it was stupid. I really thought it was stupid, and it it actually threw me off. I'm like, this is fucking oh ridiculous. <laughs> I'm telling you, it just doesn't seem like he would come out and dance like that. He's a fun-loving guy, and he just like you know sealed his future. I actually, but he didn't. He didn't win. He didn't he's win go, yet. He's going to win. Uh, I don't think he would have. That's why Lois calls him at the end. Uh, but yeah, he goes back to the apartment and immediately gets attacked by Batman. And Batman is pissed. And this was and probably my favorite scene. 
And the thing is, I was actually a little pissed off at the beginning of this only because Bruce is working on the story of the century. I mean, Clark's working on the story of the century, and Batman shoves his head mm. into his freaking laptop and destroys him. Like, who's going to pay for that laptop now? No, no. He's Batman just a kid doesn't from Kansas. care because uh, he goes, I know, it's just, he goes it's through just... a list of what the problems were, and the last <laughs> one was the best because he's mad that Brucey, how'd you get on the Bruce Wayne's yacht? How'd you defeat Deathstroke? What did you want with Dick Grayson? Why is your birth certificate a forgery? And mm-hmm. that I love. That Batman has looked into fully. Oh, yeah, I like it, too. And he's like, you motherfucker. And I have a feeling now, once this gets resolved or whatever, that Batman is the one who has hooked him up. Because we've said this all along. Where is it? Where is his birth certificate, all this? I actually think that Batman ended up hooking him up uh, eventually with all those once he realizes that Clark's a, a good guy. Uh, but at this point, has no idea. He does this, and Clark turns around and fucking slams him against the wall like a little bitch. <laughs> and Batman is he is so taken and tries what three different things he electrocutes him, some he, mace, yeah, some he does all this stuff and it does nothing and he rips off the fucking mask and now he should be dancing because he has the story of the fucking all time because he's and he says I'm deciding which I'm going to use Batman's real or Batman's Bruce Wayne and that is fucking badass and. It's it's gonna lead to trouble. Oh yeah, Batman. Batman gets out. He uses like a flash grenade. Next thing issue, Batman v Superman: yeah. Dawn of Justice. Yep. And <laughs> even I even told you when he ripped off the mask, the cow. It did kind of look like in that dream sequence in the Batman v Superman yeah. trailer to me. Uh, but yeah, he's left there with just the cape and cow, and that's when Lois had called and said, "Hey, you know what." We could get together. I know you got a couple interviews, but I got Bruce Wayne. And it's I, I thought to myself, like you're saying, you were saying about the dancing. But, yeah, Bruce has a better story. Yeah. He has Lex. He has Ollie. And he also has Dick Grayson, which is, I'm telling you, if you're in the um, Daily Planet and you're judging this, I think that he would get points because he would be like, they'd be, well, he didn't get Bruce, but you know what? He got the first interview with Dick Grayson. That's pretty kick-ass, and that's pretty good to go. You know, that's thinking on your feet. Hell and, yeah, boy. But yeah, Lois is, Lois is always there, and you know that when this story is submitted, because he'll, he'll join in with her, and they'll oh, both yeah. probably win. Her name's first, right? Oh, I She's agree. not going to let that. She left that message for him, and I'm sitting there yelling at the comic. She's fucking you over, Bruce. She's going to yep. steal the story. You yep. have the better story. Don't do it. Yep. And he's but there. they got to work together because we know their history. Yeah, yeah. And he's there thinking of it, and then it appears at the end. He puts on the cape, and he's there. And she even says, you know what? You want to do something small? Come on, Clark, do something big. And that's when he has the cape on it. It's fucking awesome. And then it says, next issue, Eagle, which was the joke with Dick Grayson when he's like, what do you mean, Eagle Man? And Dick, Eagle Man. He thought that was nonsense. But yeah, <laughs> I think that we might even have them fight. That would be pretty kick-ass. Uh, I really like the story, except for that nonsense of dancing and the singing. But I did like the story, though it seemed a little forced. I gave it an 8-3. I hated the art. I hated the art I hated, hated the, the art so, so goddamn much. much. Yeah. I would give it a 6.5. Yeah, and a lot of that, like, I'm telling we don't break it down half by half. No. But would you have given, if you had to do that, would you give the R to 1? Because it'd be, I'd be pretty close to a 1 or a 1.5. I hate it that much. I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, but you have the next book. Titans Hunt number 5, written by Dan Abner with art by Paula Sequera, Geraldo Borges, Hi-Fi, Carlos M. Manguel. Carlos M. Manguel. Manguel. 
More the same with Titans Hunt, where our heroes have brief memories of things that never happened, but most importantly, we finally have a timeline of events, because we find out that whatever happened to them happened four years ago, and whether that makes sense or not, it's something. Everything culminates with Harold singing into Mr. Twister's bone organ, and it's way less sexy than it sounds. Sounds sexy to me. Way less sexy than it sounds. Bone organ. Puts his mouth right up to it. He does. Yeah. I've been singing yeah. the praise of this book for a bit now, and I have to admit that this slow burn story that I was all about before, it's getting annoying to me. That's what I said. I know. I'm, I'm fucking on the Werner track now. Yeah. Uh, that's a, but it's, that's a miserable track to be on. But it's mainly because of the timeline we're given. It really threw me off. Yeah. Because every, like all the events have taken place, because we keep having these flashbacks where these kids were together at some point. They were the Titans, and they did something. Yes. And we, uh, we have Dick, Donna, and uh, Garth in this small town where the freaking Titans clubhouse was. And they're asking around, hey, hey, did anything happen weird here in the past? And they go up to an officer. And I swear to Christ, this bothers me so much because... You told me at work you were so mad. He's talking about something that happened four years ago. And he's like, I wasn't on law enforcement back then. I was only 15 years old. So I don't know exactly what... I'm like, this is a tragedy that went down in your town. You're making it seem like it's so long ago it is lost to yeah, legend. I think I think that it's more of like a hazy memory because of what happened. But yeah, it threw me off still. But I think that it's one of those where everybody is starting to remember a little more. But kids, like, were I don't dis- know. Uh, kids were disappearing yeah. in this town and there was some kind of beast in the woods... Yeah. And that's what we get. And I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, four years ago. So Donna Troy wasn't created yet. Nope. And Don Hall, who was uh, dubbed during that time, was dead already. Yep. Excellent. And, and uh, Dick was Robin. Yeah. He's right there in the Robin costume. And that doesn't even make that much. I mean, it makes no sense when you think of it as the whole. No, I, deal. I just got to look, I'll go over that because none of that makes sense. No, to me. It never did. But this no. even throws it in your face again. And yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I don't know. It so, all goes with the clubhouse. Goes with the clubhouse. The clubhouse. And I'm talking, it's just more of the same with these Titan characters. They're finding more clues out. They're coming together. And freaking these guys are going around doing it while Hawk and Dove, for some reason, like Hawk had a freak out the last issue. So Dove took him to Lilith Clay's addiction center. Yep. And I'm not sure why. Yeah. I, I Just so that they could be there when Nark and uh, Roy show up. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, why. There's some kind of past history between Hawk and Roy because as soon as Roy shows up, Hawk starts beating the shit out of him. And I, I, even you don't understand, but at least they spell it out. Dove is talking. She's like, I'm, sh- I'm not sure why we would have been seeing an addiction specialist because yep. she knows. And they're like, oh, you mean he's here and everything's coming together. But yeah, you have to keep going with the generic things are drawing them together, and it's starting to get really forced to me and really obscure like before i could get the idea where uh dick is driving and he hears a song and he's like why do i keep hearing this song this or, why, uh, sound. why do i why <laughs> do, or he's driving and you know when you zone out a little and you end up at a beach and you're like holy shit when did i get here and why did i drive here i can go with that but now that did people, that ever happen to you I, yeah i've been driving I, i've been and driving though beach not at a beach. Okay, I'm saying I've been God driving damn. and you zone out. And yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, when I used to drive back and forth to West Virginia uh, for college, and everybody's done that. What do they call it? White line fever? When all of a sudden you don't remember the last hour? Where right. obviously you've been driving that. But yeah. Like I tunnel can, vision. Yeah, I can go with that. And I can go with the fact that, yeah, sometimes you, but it's drawing them. And you, get, you hear a song and you're like, boy, why do I really like this song? What drew me to this song? But yeah, they, 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 it's been forced so much. All of now, this, and now it's a, getting to the point where it doesn't even make sense. 
I have a do I have a connection to D Snyder because Twisted Sisters burn in hell. Yeah, I always have like, why burn, do I like the song so much? In hell. But yeah, yeah. If, if all of a sudden you found out that D Snyder and you were in an alternate reality, you went, I don't know. But <laughs> I, like here's a here's an instance where they're about to leave and they're talking about this and Dick isn't thinking full. You know, he's just going with it and he goes, hey. Uh, Rob and Aqua, uh, Wonder Girl and Aqualad are handling it. And he just says it because it's something that he would have said and some other reality, whatever, that's leaking over. And that's a phrase he would have said a lot. And he's like, what What the fuck did I just say? I don't mind that. That is okay to me. And they're even like, what did you just say? And <laughs> I like it. But, yeah, some of this other stuff like, uh, like Hawk and Dove going to uh, – what's her name? Fucking, oh, freaking Lilith Clay. Yeah, Lilith. That is, it's a little bit too much for me. I don't know. Maybe weird science was supposed to happen because we met each other and we had a lot of connections that seemed very yeah, weird. See, we maybe. grew up in the same town and then we moved to Quaker Town. Like, yeah, same town, moved and, to the same, the same other town in the same neighborhood, like the same bullshit stuff. And like, even if I don't remember something, like I'm talking about something from my past and you exactly know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, right what away. was the other day? That crazy shit you brought it was up. Fucking, something. It was Star Crunch. Yeah, you're like yeah, this. Uh, what you call it? Tastes like some Star Crunch. Like fuck, what the fuck? I That's haven't had a Star was. Crunch in 25 years. Damn you're right, and you've correct. had them since, haven't you? I have one right here. Listen to it. Oh, I love the Star <laughs> Crunch. Those little Deb, uh, freaking emergency podcast now on Little Debbie cakes. I don't like um, those fucking uh, those Christmas, Christmas trees. trees. Yeah, I hate See, those exactly. fucking things. Uh, but yeah, but it, we have flashbacks in this. So we find out that when Harold was taken during this flashback scene, he was grabbed by Mr. Twister and Mr. Twister created this spiral staircase of a tower yeah. and then beat the shit out of Harold with, I'm guessing mammoth. Cause mammoth comes into play later on yeah, in the future. Mammoth is there. Yep. And then we have the same thing going on in the present day because Mr. Twister has Harold, and now he's got to fucking talk into his bone organ, which is going to create a thin spot Ooh, in the universe. The that's break it out wider than it already mm -hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, we have Mammoth out of nowhere, too. And yeah. also, like you were putting out, I didn't even put this in my review. We have Mad Mod show up. Yeah. I had no idea this was Mad Mod when I read it. I actually thought it was Terry Long. I didn't realize the name at first. Yeah, who was Donna Troy's husband. Um, Neil Richards. And he knows everything about what's going on. He yeah, knows like, that Harold was, Harold was a Titan. And it, it threw me off when he's talking to Harold's wife, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. And he says, hey. He was a member of the Teen Titans. And she's like, who? Is that a boy band? Oh, you mean the Super... <laughs> Please. You would have known who the Teen Titans are, you jerk. <laughs> jerk. And she's not a... She's a pregnant woman. But no, it just... That was weird. And yeah, there's Mad Mod. Why is he there? Uh, I said to you, when I looked it up in the cartoon, Mad Mod was a guy who fucked with the Teen Titans using technology to alter realities. And right. that does seem more like he would be involved in this. In the comics, though, he's the guy who made their goddamn costumes. Yeah, he made their costumes. He was a villain that ended up uh, going buddy. and becoming a friend of theirs. This seems more like a friend, actually. Like, he has... Maybe he's just figured it out. I don't know what his deal is. And he wants to know where Harold is. He wants to go find him. And He wants to make a new costume. Yeah. In the meantime... He's like Edna Mode and freaking Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Nark, Roy, and uh, freaking, what's his name? Hawk. Hawk, they're fighting it out. 
Lilith comes out and knows Narc, which that's a little off. Like she's remembering things as no, well. No, she has a file. On I know she freaking... has him, but he's right there, and she. There's no reason he's never been there, but yeah, she has a file on him. Honestly, uh, she w- didn't expect to see Narc teamed up with Roy. Yeah, I, I just she gets to be like to me. She has this file that she doesn't even really know what the fuck it is. I. She, and you know how helpful she is. She faints. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Lilith. Yeah, and in the meantime, Twister and Harold. Uh, again, this playing with the bone. This organ. is a slow burn that's now getting irritating to me. I'm telling you, I was really upset after reading this issue just because of how like this four years is what really upset me, yeah. and then the slow burn on top. I'm like, I I'm five issues into an eight issue freaking story, and I have no idea what's yeah. going on. And now I get the idea that we won't know until that last panel of the eighth issue <laughs> that leads to Titans and Rebirth. Yeah. This is another one of those that seems now like once. Rebirth has, the Batman yeah, yeah, and now that Rebirth has been announced, uh, a lot of these are now, seems like we have been treading water and reading fucking bullshit and paying for it just to set up another story. Uh, and yeah, that's what it seems like because I don't think we're getting much more next I'm, issue either. I'm sorry, after this issue, Devil Dad put a comment on the site and he's dropped this. Yeah, he's done. Because you're not, and but some people really like it. I don't know. I think that people are really putting their faith in it, and like I don't know. Is it one of those stories that people like because you don't really understand a lot? They think that it's very fancy, and they they shouldn't <laughs> badmouth it. Like it's, Morrison, it's like a Morrison type thing. That you, I don't want to badmouth it because then people are gonna call me dumb. So I'll just keep thinking I like it. I'll tell them and I'll fool them. Uh, I don't know, because, yeah, the uh, reviews aren't that great, and I love not many people are reviewing it. It's you and two other people. Yeah, I love the art in this book. I though. do, too. I know you, I, you're well, not no, I said I didn't. I actually, yeah. um, there's a couple panels. There's a thing where Roy doesn't look good. I, it's very pencil-heavy to me. Uh, some of the stuff looks really good, but then uh, it's mixed bag for me. I really love the colors in this book, though, too, because we have, like, the normal bright, shiny freaking superheroes, but we're dealing with Mr. Twister. It's got this dark, monstrous feel that I really think adds to the atmosphere. All right. Whatever you say. That's what I said. Hi-Fi retweeted it. Hi-Fi retweeted it because he did the colors. That's like Tony the Tiger saying the fucking Frosted Flakes are great. What are they going (laughs) to say? Fucking, you say the colors by Hi-Fi are great, and he types to you on Twitter, Dear at Eric Shea, the colors actually suck. I don't know what you're thinking. That's right. Love. He's a man of integrity, Hi-Fi. Love Hi. Hi-Fi is a big Doctor Who fan. You and him are brethren, Eric. Damn right. He's not going to badmouth you, and you don't badmouth him. We like Hi-Fi. He has not been on a lot of our books lately. He's been on a bunch of mine, actually. He hasn't been on any of mine, really, it seems. Now, probably the last bunch of books, he'll be there, but... Uh, Five out of ten. Yeah, I would have given it a six, actually. I know that I was badmouthing it. I don't... I don't know. It was just a gut feeling. I like, I don't know what I like. I like the idea of this book. I like the concept of it. But yeah, we're we're not oh, getting like much. It it's a well, slow but... burn. And now I'm getting angry. And I think that it's all leading up to rebirth. And then I'll be really pissed. All right, Eric. It's now time for my third favorite segment on the podcast. <laughs> but you know what? This week on the Digital Spotlight, which will feature Wonder Woman 77 number 15, we have a very special guest joining me, Reggie. A very sexy guest. That oh, yeah? Oh, my God. This guy showed up out of nowhere, contributed so much. In fact, at one point, we asked him a question, and he was busy typing something into his computer and had no idea what you're talking to him. That's what I'm doing that, right now. That is classy. That is that's not mailing it in. <laughs> Obviously, it's you. 
That was the special. You, you actually just, uh, well, you didn't ruin it, but I did. Oh, uh, but yeah, you joined us for the segment only because it was right before we recorded our, what, and now you just sent a photo and it's going to be, it's, the big sound comes up on the thing. Thanks That's a good, lot, right? There, you buddy. like that? A photo. Sending me probably a photo of Imaginex, I would guess. It is. You sent me a photo <laughs> of Imaginex. And the, the funny story about this is you told me you were on eBay. And you saw that this uh, Imaginex Batmobile, what, what is it actually called? It's an Imaginex Batmobile. Okay, it's just the DC Super Friends Imaginex. It's a Batmobile. You get a Batmobile now, now that I'm looking at the picture you sent. A Batmobile, yeah. a couple barrels of chemical barrels. Yep, Joker okay. barrels. They're Joker barrels. And Batman himself that looks like he has a visor. Uh-huh. Is that a visor? Okay, so you sent me, or you told me about this, and you said that it's funny because you went on, you saw this. You want to get it. You want to buy do. this thing. Now, I will, the town that it's from, you, you look and you're like, oh, it's shipping out of Coopersburg, which in fact is about eight minutes away. If that. If that. <laughs> I, we could probably run there if we weren't such big fatties that eat yeah. too much food. Um, so I said to you, oh, that's pretty cool because when things are like that eBay, you could probably message him and or her and meet them so you don't have to pay for shipping. And then I paused and I you would have that shipped, wouldn't you? And you, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to meet people. It'd be funny. You meet this guy. You guys are both in your thirties, <laughs> and you're so embarrassed that you like. It's one of those like handoffs. It's either like a drug handoff, or even worse, it's like a spy movie where the guy goes, he throws it in the trash can, and you have to go and grab it out of there because nobody wants to be seen uh, with you, know, you guys with your Imaginex. That's like I said to you, though. I don't want to meet anybody who's into Imaginex at my yeah, age. Right? Yeah, listen to you. Do you, you don't even know what's your age. And even better, it's actually a 13-year-old who got this for Christmas or a birthday recently and didn't want it. It's like, oh, my God, Mommy, help me. Stranger danger. You're like, kid, here's the money. And then people just tackle you, and you're arrested. Yeah. That'd be so good. Why don't you go do that? I don't go want to. Go meet him in Coopersburg. You can go to Coopersburg and get me a hot dog. I will pay that? for shipping. You will pay for And it'd be funny if the shipping is like 20 bucks. You'll still go with it. I you will don't still care. pay for shipping. Eight minutes away. Shipping. In fact, I would think that if you bought that and when you gave the person your address, they would say, oh, but you know what? I don't know if you realize, but we live real close to each other. I could probably just give it to you. You're like... No, deals off. Just ship it. Deals, deals off. Up. You click the no deal button. Oh, that'd be so good. They'd be so mad at you. Ah, uh, yes, but uh, we are going now into the digital spotlight. Wonder Woman seventy-seven, number fifteen. I fucked my neck and my shoulder up this week, and it's it's killing me. Uh, yeah. What do you think you're? Uh, you think you're still gonna play in the NBA? Nope, never again. Damn it! And this is digital spotlight. We were, That was that was the whole plan, Eric. <laughs> that was the whole plan. That's that. And we're here uh, with special guest, special guest star Eric Shea, which you just heard is in in severe pain. I would never be in the NBA. Not that, in the my NBA. hand-eye coordination is terrible. Oh my god! Yeah, Kurt Rambis had thick glasses. Eric would have—I don't know—he'd have to have binoculars <laughs> on. Freaking go on him, freaking Kurt Rambis going at it, throwing the elbows. Ah, oh, digital spotlight. Yeah, it is on. Eric, you want to give your joke about the digital spotlight? You've been waiting. 
Digital spotlight? More like digital searchlight. Boom. All right. Well, I'm going to start like Add I always do. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what came out this week. Uh, first off, Injustice Year 5, number 9, which I gave an 8 out of 10 on the site, uh, mainly because it was it was fairly decent. Bruno Redondo was back on art, and the story was okay. No Batman, but Batman's uh, protégés, more of the rogues, were around the world doing some freedom fighting. And Eric knows. What, what are some people call freedom fighters, Eric? Terrorists. Terrorists, because they're doing a lot of terrorism. But yeah, also uh, <laughs> Batman 66 meets the man from Uncle number seven came out. Legend of Wonder Woman number 15 came out. I'm not even going to promise anything anymore. I keep yeah. promising that I'm going to catch up. Well, you up. should read it. Everyone yeah. Oh, yeah. should check it out. I say it's good. It's been good up until, what, nine. I think I'm on number nine, eventually. Uh, DC Comics Bombshells number 31. You're doing that one, right, Eric? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't following the conversation. What's going on? That bombshells. You into that one? Oh yeah, bombshells. I forget. Bombshells. I forget what issue I got up to. I think like nine, nine. But we're going to talk about Wonder Woman seventy-seven number fifteen, which Reggie mm-hmm. reviewed on the site. And Reggie, take it away. That's right. Uh, chapter fifteen, written by Mark and Draco, art by Richard Ortiz and Christian Duce, uh, color by Romulo Fajardo Jr. Um. This was the conclusion to Clayface goes to Paradise Island and soaks up magical clay. Yep. Uh, it was just a knockdown beat, you know, beat him up brawl the whole time. Wonder Woman uh, pastes Clayface's many Wonder Women clones <laughs> pretty handily. Then yeah. he turned into a giant Wonder Woman kaiju. Wonder Woman beats the crap out of him too, period. The end. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was impeccably drawn and... For a chapter of a book, it was just an awesome chapter. It was just a heck of a lot of fun. I put that I, I love the art. Uh, I like uh, anytime Wonder Woman gets involved with some mud wrestling, I'm in. <laughs> I am hey. in. What do you think of it, Eric? I'm saying I, the only thing I know of this series is what Jim has told me because I've never read an issue. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Nope. But uh, <laughs> Reggie's synopsis makes this actually sound really cool. I never I didn't know we had Clayface going to Paradise well, Island. I really like that plot. I'll tell you, Eric, we mentioned uh, you last week. I think I mentioned you in passing like I usually do. Right. Um, that this is one of those issues where up until this point in the series, it's been like a Batman 66 where everything has been included that would have been in the show. This was one of the first times that you had a villain that never would have been on the show, like Clayface, and it was pretty cool. It Uh, sounds cool. Yeah, well... I I would say, honestly, this is just a cool $2 Wonder Woman story. If you never saw the show, you'll... But you're fairly familiar with Wonder Woman, even from Super Friends, because she's got the invisible plane. Yep. She's a diplomat. She's got the lasso of truth. If you know that stuff, you're you're good to go. It's a cool story. The, The purple light. I, I wasn't. That's right. I was not actually uh, familiar with that. You weren't you? familiar with that. That's an old Wonder Woman. Yeah, trend. yeah. No, I didn't even know that. Um, the one thing I really did like, where we mentioned last issue, where she jumped out of the plane, and as she jumped, she kind of had a, a costume change. Yeah, she did I that this, this time. Yeah, she, she did it. She <laughs> did, the air, and she changed into she a regular. She did a costume. flip and and costume change in it. Uh, Wonder Woman. The only thing I was upset yeah. about at the end, uh, we had that setup where Steve Trevor was kind of sick, like Clayface. Yeah. Never resolved, but boy, Wonder Woman's pretty uh, wacky. At the end, yeah. she basically, uh, spoiler alert, she, they, they defeat Clayface, they, and they, he, what does she send him in a glass box yeah. for Steve Trevor to put back together because he likes jigsaw puzzles. 
Yeah. It's like, well, who does he's homesick. And it's I like don't like jigsaw puzzle. puzzles. They just they upset me and they make me think. She's I'm playing sick. a little. Playing you got you got to find the so, corners first, Jim. That is true. That <laughs> is true. But yeah, and even he Clayface is in this box and like, I hate Wonder Woman. But yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. It was pretty fun. Uh, very quick read. Definitely. And but what'll happen two is bucks can't yeah, beat it. yeah. And when this is collected, I believe what'll happen is we'll get one more of these at least. Uh, yeah. In two weeks, we'll get another one, uh, and it'll be a one and done, a single deal. Now, the regular Clayface look was it a reimagined look for the '77 show, or was it something that we've seen uh, before? No, I'd say it actually was closer. You know, it's funny Clayface isn't in this particular one. He keeps taking the form of Wonder Woman, yeah, right? Yeah. But if it, as I recall, it was sort of similar to the animated universe. Yeah. Oh, that's but cool. I love art, that. Clayface. The art is much richer. The coloring is a lot richer. So it's it's. Uh, to be honest, it's rendered really well. The mud has an oozing, kind of pulsing effect to it. It's you know, even if you just look at the uh, panels in my review, I think you'll definitely dig the art just based on that. It, it it's really well done. He's nice. not going there. He's not well, you know, whatever. He <laughs> he's got to find it. He's got to find the URL. I'm sure first. Like what yes, the hell? Yes, it's that's very <laughs> tough. Uh, but yeah, I really don't have much more to say about it. I believe that, uh, like I said, I'd give it a seven five. I really like the art. It's very yeah, quick, but overall, I'll give it an eight five. Yeah, overall, the story itself, the two part, I'd probably give an eight overall. I, I did like it. I That's I really right. like the Wonder Woman seventy seven, um, but yeah, next week we'll probably be talking about. I don't know. You want to try talking about Dark Archer next week? A little Supergirl. Sure. Well, I think definitely justice. Supergirl is the third chapter, so this is will end Bengal's yeah tour on uh, Supergirl for yeah, now. Yeah, that's what and, usually and happens. And we'll get a full. Anyway issue at yeah. that point so we'll see how we'll really be able to assess whether to what kind of comic yeah. it is and but we'll it's see. good so far i remember um usually with these digital titles when they have a big name announced to begin with even like a sterling gates for yeah. supergirl but i think he's gonna stay on but i remember I uh, I believe it was sensation comics featuring wonder woman uh gail simone was the big name three yep. issues gone i remember yeah, <laughs> yeah she came in like about that. I think Sterling Gates is staying. Yeah, I think he's going to stay on. Actually, I hope that he does the Supergirl regular book in the uh, Rebirth. Hey, hey, we don't talk Rebirth here. This is digital comics. That's right, but that is the digital spotlight, and we'll get back to the podcast. All right, thanks for showing up, Eric. All right, I'll see you, Eric. How do I say goodbye to what we have? The good time that made us laugh I'll wait them back You're a pagan, Eric. Mm-hmm. You're like that, mm-hmm. a pagan. Aren't you a witch priest? A priest witch. Priest witch. be yes. funny if there was like a, a fight between a priest witch and a witch priest to see who would uh, win. And it also sounds like a joke. Like a witch priest, a, a rabbi, and a mailman walked into a bar. That and I want, a, I want a punchline. Come on. All right. Martian Manhunter number nine. No, no. I want a punchline. Oh, you want a punchline? I thought you said you were going to punch me. No. I thought you were telling you me I had to get to going. Oh, the punchline is a, a mailman, a, a witch priest, a priest witch, and a rabbi walked into the bar. And it's good to see that people can get along for once and not fight. 
That's a nice joke. There you go. Martian Manhunter number nine. Thought you were pushing me to keep going. You already by Rob Williams with art by Eddie Barrows, Ronan Coquette, Harvey Silva, Eber Ferreira, Mark Deering, Andy Owens, Gabe Altieb, and Tom Napolitano. That's a lot of people. I know, but it actually flows really well. I know. Martian Manhunter finally gets off. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I hate you so much. Martian Manhunter finally gets off his duff and decides that he's going to be a hero in this one and turns himself into a giant mecha because. Yeah. John has a plan, though, and sends Agent, Agent Wessel and the hunter. I'm sorry. Agent Wessel, the hunter part of him, to find the mysterious Martian child and sends Alicia to gather all the Martian refugees so they can transport them to Earth. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yes, it is. Yes, uh, it is. I, I should hate this issue because I do not have a lot to say about it. But in the, end, in the end, you're going to hear that I actually liked it because it got the book to me back on track by the end. Oh, no, that's my thing. Okay. Here. It's like this. We've been spending so much time doing nothing on Mars. This, this is book. again, this is the book was starting to get like Titan something we just talked about. You were yeah. you were treading a lot of fucking water. You weren't going anywhere. And shit was starting to not make sense to me. And, uh, uh, but on not my this issue. No, in my notes here, I have underlined stale. The book yeah. was getting so goddamn stale. Yep. And this actually picked it up. We got things seemed a little too convenient because we had to move shit along. Yeah. But I'm but okay. I didn't with mind it. that. This is almost like what I said about Batman and Robin Eternal as well. That yeah, things kind of came to be, and but but it pushed the story ahead. I didn't mind this. I also didn't mind the beginning where they have a Clash reference and then a David Bowie <laughs> reference. Yes. And it was Constantine, which that threw me off. No idea what was going who, on. Who expects Constantine to show up out of nowhere for an opening of Martian Manhunter? Yeah, and nude. Nude? Banging nude. a fucking demon hooker? Yeah. It's weird, though. I see in the one where he's like, can't be, and he's on the telescope. He has undies on there. Yeah. And then they're yelling that he's nude later. And he looks oh. kind of nude. And he's he got is undies nude. there, too. But yeah, there he is running, and they kind of, no, well, he's got undies. I don't know why Mr. Biscuits actually thinks he's freaking, uh, Naked man. I think Mr. Biscuits is a He's very conservative. He's a pervert. Yeah, actually, (laughs) he's that conservative. The guy has underwear. That means that it's, you know, that's like when you're a kid and your mom and dad hug. Avert your eyes, child. Yes, when your mom and dad hug and you're like, they're having sex. (laughs) And usually they are, Eric. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Usually they are. I was confused a bit at the beginning of this issue, I have to admit. Uh, Things were going on uh, just up until uh, Wessel and Pearl. When they right. hug, they hug it out. Hug it out. But before that, even the the thing, you know, you had the Martian baby, and you had. I still don't understand that goddamn. That's Martian what I'm saying. Child. I was a little thrown off. Um, and then I like, okay, I kind of get it. Um, he can create portals, right? And that was what uh, Malafak. How do you say his name? Malafak. Malafak is going to use that to just get the fuck out. And that's also though what. Uh, Martian Manhunter thinks he can get everybody in I'm those mechas you, and get the fuck out. I'm glad you got that from the Martian child. I didn't even get that. No, I just from the whole thing. That's what it seems. Yeah. That the, the child can make the portals. Some the mis- I, up until this point, I thought the child was some fucking part of Martian Manhunter or some yeah, I shit. I, 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 I don't I still even think know what I thought, be. really. I still think he might be. I think this is like the innocence. The, the physical innocence. essence of Mars itself. Yes. It's the innocence, Eric. The innocence. But now, one of those convenient things I was talking about. Malfalak's like, hey, I see the child over. We need him, and we need Martian Manhunter. And then immediately, Martian Manhunter is just captured. And then immediately, he realizes, you know what? I can be more than this. And then transforms his body to go inside and out of the uh, the fucking mecha war city of uh, Malfalak. 
and creates the Iron Giant Manhunter. Yeah, he's the Iron Giant. Now he's the brain of the machine, and he made the machine look like himself. Yeah. Malfalek took off. You'll you'll like root of the day, Martian Manhunter. You'll see me again. Yep. And it's, it's just all right. Look. Yeah, he goes uh, off giggling. Yelling what he's going to do. And then immediately, hey, Alicia, I know you've hated me for 20 years. Remember me when you were a child? We were friends, right? Okay, I'm back on board the Martian Manhunter trolley. Yep. Hey, look at me. I'm just like I was then when you liked me. I'm a big oh, old. Okay. I won't care about man. this goddamn scar on my face. Yeah, you been know, here for all the shit that years. I had to go through in the fucking belly of a fucking man eater. What the fuck? But those I, are my two big convenient moments that, that yeah, really I don't just, know. but it pushes the story yes, like it does, long. But you don't, you don't think it's a, a weird forced deal where uh, Lessel just tells Pearl, you know what? You can be human if you want. And I'm human. Yeah. And she's human. The thing and is, I don't mind I don't that. I don't care because about it, Pearl. Well, again, though, this pushes it forward enough that I'm like, okay, and I like Pearl more than you. I like yeah. Pearl only because she seems to be the one that has the most conflict because, yes, yeah, she grew up. I thought I was human. I th- now she's a fucking ugly-ass Martian. I don't want to offend the Martians out there, but she's not, she very, ha- she's not very happy about it, and I like that conflict in her. And then Wessel just says, you know what? Because, you know, he is the hunter part of him. <laughs> he would know this. I don't even I, understand what that means. Whatever. I like the fact that they're all spelled out fine. Yeah, it is Pearl spelled being out. the heart, Wessel we, being the hunter. We never said the hunter, though. We were trying Ever. to figure out, Ever. no. We did not think a hunter was part of that. When I think of my personality aspects, hunter's not one of them. And when she said, did you think when uh, Wessel said, hey, you could be human if you want. And she's like, huh, maybe I will. And and also it's like he almost has a um, it's not your fault because she gets mad. Don't. (laughs) He wants to hug her. I don't even know what he he, she. How does she get the idea he wants to hug? He's not even extending, but don't do it, man. And she's like, listen, it's he, Wes, it's not your fault. Don't do it. He's all, or she's all upset, but I thought that was going to turn her into the Miss Martian. I thought she was going to be a white Martian, but I guess maybe that's what it is. She's a, you know what I'm sure. saying? Sure, I know, I get you. Because we had that solicit last week where we read it, and Miss Martian is supposed to be in here. It has to be Pearl, and it has to be the fact that Miss Martian in this reality or this book is a half human she can change back and forth and martian when he finds out he's not that shocked by it when i opened this book i thought constantine was banging miss martian yeah yeah you did say that and you're like no it's just a demon whore nope just a demon whore yeah demon whore yeah so yeah we got martian manhunter dell getting out you know freaking wessel you go find that little martian boy uh alicia gather up all the refugees we're gonna take him to earth and I, I've been reading my freaking Facebook feed. People aren't too hip about refugees in America. Yeah, yeah, no. So I don't know how oh, this is going to work yeah, out. Yeah, I thought that too. They're like, we're going to take everybody back to the, the earth. No, you, people are going to be pissed. People, well, Martian, are, people and, are hateful people. And honestly, another convenient thing, up until this point, I thought Martian Manhunter was all about like gonna this war they're talking about. I thought it was going to be the Earth versus Mars. But then we had this civil war between Alicia and a handful of humans and yeah. the Martians against Malifalak. Now the war just kind of seems against Malifalak, and Martian Manhunter decided, you know what? I'm for Earth because Pearl looks human, and she's my heart. Yes, and then you get Mr. Biscuit. It's a weird book to uh, talk falls about. Falls in a well. Yeah, no, it's all Alice in the Rabbit I know, Hole. it's very odd. I I have not been as much of a Mr. Biscuits fan I love as you Biscuits. up until now. I don't even know that I really even, he, you know, he gives uh, your deal. He actually gives the plan a 10 out of 10. Eric, you don't give perfect <laughs> scores and then throws the Rotten Tomato score on. It's okay. Yeah. I, I got a chuckle out of that. 
but yeah, he and we were up... arguing before. They say he's a subconscious. You had said that was never spelled out before. Yeah, I didn't even see where they said it. This issue. Uh, it was <laughs> in the last page, was it? Uh, yeah, he is. I just. I don't think they spelled it out before. That's all I was arguing. You said that they did. Now they did. There you go. I'm looking at your John John subconscious. There you are. So they did spell it out. I said I didn't think that they did before. It's <laughs> obvious he was something like that. Uh, yeah, I, Mr. Biscuits, I could give or take. I could care less about him. You said I want him to continue after this book. Bullshit. He's, oh, yeah, it's never going to happen. Him, but I like the character yeah, a I, lot. I don't. He's just, again, he is the... Comic relief that just, to me, a lot of times it just throws me out of the issue. At points you're like, oh man, this is so, and then you have goofy ass fucking Mr. Biscuits running around. I'm, I seem to be the only one who doesn't like him as much. I yeah. loved him in that first six issues. Here, though, he just seems off, and he seems to just do shit just for the. He's the going after the Martian boy. Going, yeah, well, he, he's going nowhere. He almost falls, and then the Martian boy tells him to let go. I'm saying that, but he he was running up the mountainside because he saw the Martian boy. And he almost, I don't know. It just, he's nonsense to me. I don't know. This issue has got me back on the Martian Manhunter try because I I was not really digging the past couple issues. Yeah, I like it because it is moving forward a bit and I can kind of understand it a little more. Because up until now, we had a lot of stuff. And to me, this was, here's the deal. You have a Earth 2 society we talked about last week. I don't like, want to okay. talk about it. Well, I'm t- telling you, you have uh, issue after issue of nothing, and then you get, hey, there's these wars going on all of a sudden, and we got to find natural resources. This book appeared to be heading <laughs> that direction, and somebody who I would think Rob Williams like said, fuck this. I, I don't want to talk about this. Let's just get this fucking going. And he does. And yeah. there are some nonsense. He's the fucking Martian Man under turns on Mecca, but at the end, I'm excited about the book again a little more than I was before, and I'm looking forward to the next issue, and that's all I care about. That at the end of an issue, I'm like, oh, you know what? I like that. I'm looking forward to the next issue. Me as well. I get care of Mr. Biscuits fucking dying. So. But I'm even though we had a shit ton of artists, so this book flows yeah. really nice. Yeah, I, this is one of those where we say a lot of times it'll happen when I review a book and you talk about it with me on the podcast because I'm not that concerned with reviewing it. I'm just reading it, and we're going to talk about it. I don't check the art. I wouldn't have even known that there was that many artists because it flows that well. And that happens occasionally. Usually you have a lot of craziness, and then right in the middle you have fucking uh, uh, Magneto showed up, Eric. Did you remember (laughs) that? It even looks like a lady, actually, but they have like the Magneto. It's a lady. I'm just going through to see if I saw any place where there was like a big transition problem. I don't see it. I, I, I think they did a really good job. Uh, maintaining a flow there. And like I love the it. colors in the book as well. 7.8 out of 10. I would give it a 7. I did like it. Uh, didn't like the next one so much. I don't think anybody did. Wonder I, Woman number 49. Does anybody written. review this anymore? I don't even know. I don't uh, either. I do. Yeah, you do. We, well, that's a business planner. Business Wonder, plan. Wonder Woman number 49, written by Meredith Finch, with art by David Finch, Finch Scott Hanna, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. There were three reviews for this this week, by the way. Okay. So, what, was, what was the overall score? The overall score is a 6-5, but that includes uh, my friend at the DC Comics News that gave it an 8. That guy is very positive. He the loves Sean things. guy who gave – that was the guy I was screaming about last week about Batman and Robin Eternal. Uh, he is a positive fellow, though. When I read his reviews, I don't get the idea that – the score never matches what I read. But that's, that's just a nitpick there. That's it. I'm going to start a new podcast where I just review reviewers. 
<laughs> Man, and I'll be first, and I'll give myself a two out of ten. Baby All Zeke right. is sick, and in order for one woman to save him, she's got to act like a great big fucking dummy and betray the rest of the gods because some strange-looking goddess of witchcraft, Hecate, told her to. The end. Yeah. Drop the mic. Yeah, I. this is a weird issue. I'm trying to pull it up, too. I have my I, notes, I, but I... Like usual, I love looking at this book, but then I fuck up and I actually read what's on it, and yeah. it destroys the whole goddamn thing for me. Yeah, and it's the thing that gets me with this is that we talked about it the last time we talked about Wonder Woman, where she keeps going back, Meredith Finch, keeps going back to this, uh, the Olympian thing. She's now fully into it. At oh, first, yeah. she thought it seemed like she was trying to get her own groove going. Meredith got her groove back, they called ah. it. And she seemed to be doing, okay, it was never great. But she seemed to be going somewhere with it. Then once they tried to get Donna Troy back in, it seemed like that kind of forced them into the Olympian stuff again. And yeah. it is, it's it's a, a shell of what Brian Azzarello has done. <laughs> and she is basically freaking demolishing almost everything that happened, including bringing back Apollo, Ares. Ares. It was almost like, okay. And now you get the idea this is yet another issue this week. That seems to me where they have a ploy in there to hit a reset button because it's mentioned that, hey, Zeke might be sick because of Olympus is all topsy-turvy. Oh, yeah, all the disarray. You're, you know, Ares is back, but you're the goddess of war or the god of war, and, and the baby Zeke is a baby who rules Olympus, <laughs> and, the, and the first – it's – yeah – Basically, it's like, okay, we got to make it so that when we bring back this Wonder Woman, we don't have to deal with this fucking nonsense, which wasn't nonsense before, and they got away from it. Once Azarello's run was done, that was fine. You just go with it. They could have even explained in some other way how she decided not to be. I don't know how you decide not to be the God of War. but they could I don't have know. Got, we didn't have any bleeding eyeballs they, in this They one. could have gotten out of that, though. And yet it's been so much crap leading to this where now we're focused on Zeke again. It's like it's so – it's not good. And, yeah, she goes out of nowhere. Freaking Hera tells her to go talk to Gaia and, you know, she owes me a favor. I've been praying to her for centuries and it just, you don't even get Gaia. You get fucking heck of well, I'm telling you, first off, when Wonder Woman is talking, she's hurt emotionally by what Hera says about Olympus yeah, being in disarray yeah, with yep. all the stuff. And when she says, oh, and you're not, you're the god of war, that's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why Diana is so upset because she knows shit is not right in Olympus. Yeah, yeah. And it's even, fucking, the characterization like, and her motivations in this book are fucking like, bullshit. Right there. If, instead of Zeke or whatever, or even if they said, listen, Zeke's, Zeke's sick, oh, Zeke is sick, let's go to the Oracles at Delphi, and they head off. And somehow they're, you know, these crazy deals again. And the, the oracles decide, you know what? Shit's not right. Uh, you should not be guided. The way things have gone, you shouldn't be. And then you get a uh, almost like a reverse trials type deal where she right. has to do something to get that away. Like she like it's not as easy. She goes to Ares, who is back and says, hey, Ares. Uh, you could be God of War again. He's like, it, it's not working. That doesn't work that way. You have to do this. And you had that. I wouldn't mind that. But you're getting this whole convoluted thing where, yes, Zeke is sick. She really cares for Zeke. Though we find out later that really it doesn't matter. Because no, it doesn't. if Zeke dies, Zeus will just inhabit another body. Yes, yeah, she I... likes Zeke. But Zeke, really, I know that she loves this little baby. 
It doesn't matter. It I'm doesn't telling you, matter. I had such an issue with this because she's going off and talking about how she's going to betray the gods now yeah. because Zeke doesn't deserve this. He's just a baby. He never asked for this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He is just Zeus reborn. Yeah. If this baby, he's like, they are not interchangeable. I mean, no. they are interchangeable. Yeah, they're, they're, this is Zeus. Yeah, it's just a vessel that Zeus is in. Yes, you don't want to see a baby die, but, if, you know, it might happen. The other Whatever, thing man. where The other thing that I get in this, and you didn't read all of Azzarello's run. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things in it was when Hera lost her her godliness or what her right. immortality. She wasn't a goddess anymore, and she became a regular person. And when she got her powers back, the whole thing was oh my god because she was awful. She was yeah. an awful per or awful goddess. She became more like she learned and she was. But you you got this oh my god now she's the goddess again. She she's going to be bad again. She's not going to treat Wonder Woman well. And this is such a hokey way of trying to get that magic back. And I'm telling you, it was awesome. It was so good because for a couple issues in a row, you had no idea. You thought Hera was going to fucking forget them. She was going to fucking doom. And she ended up helping them because, yes, she was their friend. And she really... But you, this is a hokey way of doing it, of saying, hey, you got to get these orbs uh, because Hecate, she's awful. And also, look at her. She's fucking hideous. Oh, she's a goddamn monster. Who's going to trust her? She even tells you what she's the goddess of, like sorcery and witchcraft. Necromancy. Yeah, necromancy. You don't trust these people. It's like a well, priest the thing is, witch. too, we, when we have Hera tell uh, Diana to go down to uh, Gaia, to her temple yeah. slash tomb, yeah. to go like see if she can help – all of this does, since Gaia doesn't help at all, no. is this give us a freaking like a, a Greek mythology lesson, yeah. and she, which is like, not needed. And she's uh, Hecate is behind the statue. Yeah, she's just there. Out. And uh, then she she wants to prove to Diana. It's very odd because she's like, "We well, you, you got to get these orbs." Um, they that are at the bottom of Hera's crying. She, she really likes these. Oh, Hera's my friend. I'll ask. No, no, no. Don't ask her because you don't understand. It's really forced. And then you you get the idea. Okay, she's lying to Diana. Obviously, but she, as soon as she says, "Don't tell anybody what you're doing," and this is yeah, the first of many items. No. You know what my favorite part is? Is when uh, she gives the vision through the blood and says, "You yeah. want to see how she is? Look at what Hera's doing." Hera's not really doing now. Yes, she. You get a weird thing in this yeah, but, because well, I'm saying later on, like later on, they try to turn it into something bad. But and I don't know what that is though here. Yeah, because at the beginning, it's just Hera saying, "Listen, you know what? Be patient. Diana will figure something out. Um, you need some rest. You get some rest. I'll hold Zeke." I'm like, really? The only well, she, thing that you get is that she, she's she, repeating the line like, oh, my God, she's brainwashed. She, but she's really, hypnotized, yeah. Yeah, but really, is she really doing something that awful? No, I see it as this. Like, Zola is upset. She's like, she can't, we get any the, can't we get any of the other gods to help yeah. out? They can. They have all these different powers. Hera's like, Diana's going to do this. You need to rest now. I need to rest now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, because she was fucking emotional. She needed to go to sleep. Yeah, I'm I on Hera's side. I would think while Zeke has been sick, she has not slept. And yeah. I, my wife doesn't sleep for days. I know how she gets. She gets a little wacky. You don't need that. You don't need fucking wackiness. <laughs> it, it just, this is like something where you would have thought that they look at this vision and Hera would be talking to Ares saying, yeah. Like, yeah, our plan Fuck is in that motion. Bitch. Uh, we'll get Diana out. And you know what? That spell that we put on Zeke is really working magic, isn't it? Wink, wink. Luckily, nobody's <laughs> watching us. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Maniacal laugh. Somehow, Hera now has a mustache that he's twirling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you get this idea that she's like, hey, Zola, you, you need some rest. And you know what? You won't do it because you're so upset about your baby that I'm going to force you into it. 
And yeah, she doesn't do I'm anything okay with to that. She, She's holding. At one point, she even says, but if this is one of those, which I'm getting it is, one of those where, oh, what we're seeing isn't really what we're seeing. It's awful. They're not showing anything. No. Like This should be that she's halfway in a conversation of the, like, yeah, you know that she's no good. And she's actually talking about Hecate, not yeah. freaking Diana. And Diana gets the wrong idea. And even like you said, where Harris said, you're even, it's all out of whack. You're shooting Even with this, of- this issue makes it seem like Diana has never like been around gods before. I know. This is like her first rodeo, yeah, it seems like. And then you get like. worse that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, her fucking mother decides to fucking chime in too. Oh. I was so upset at that because yeah. it's exactly what we had two issues ago where she's warning Diana not to do it's something. Exact, because it, it's the same exact. It's the same exact. Is and it her mother saying this or is she remembering back from then? In my mind, it's the ghost of her mother saying, yeah. hey, Diana, don't be a fucktard. Don't do yeah, this. Listen, I told you this before. God damn it. I think Superman fucked the brains out of you and they fucking <laughs> never came back. I don't and then get... she, di- she just goes and does it. I, I was so angry throughout this fucking issue. I was too. And – the worst part is this might be one of the better issues that we've got in a while, and it's nonsense. Yeah. Not uh, even even the whole thing where they uh, they even stress to you like they have that pool, uh, where the, where pool, yeah. the, the things are in. That, yeah, and she dives in and comes up and like, boy, that wasn't what looks can be deceiving. Wink, <laughs> wink. That was deeper than I thought. So and then we have that weird panel where she's sneaking around Olympus and yeah, she hears Apollo talking about bending someone gear, down. Metal Gear Wonder Woman yeah. sneaking around. Really, she doesn't have to be sneaking. She, she, she has the orbs, yes. But she could just walk around. They see him. She's like, hey, what's going down? What's going what down, up, y'all? fucking Apollo? You looking good with that blue skin? Who do you think Apollo is talking, talking about? I about Wonder that- Woman. I don't know if it's that or Zola, honestly. Maybe, yeah, you know what? I, but, I yeah. actually, I went, I went with Wonder Woman uh, no, at first. No, he says I'm like, that well, he doesn't want to deal with uh, mortals because she's like, oh, you could find a mortal, and uh, Artemis says that, and he's oh, like, a true. mere mortal? No, my magnificence doesn't. I just, I think. He's I, I just about thought Wonder they might want to get away from the incest thing. I also like that everybody's walking around, and I guess Artemis has a way. Uh, Apollo's walking around in jeans. <laughs> Yeah, well, man like, looks good in jeans. It doesn't seem like that would be good. He's got the button flies on walking around. Fucking Wonder <laughs> Woman has to hide from him. Finds a fucking secret passage. That's what I want my house. Out of nowhere. I want my house that I, I want to have like the Winchester mystery house in my house. But in the way that I say to these people, listen, I like secret passages. Don't tell me where they are because I want at one point to lean back on the toilet. And next time it swings me around and I'm downtown <laughs> at the car dealer. I don't know how that works, but that's what All I want. All of a sudden, it's a freaking uh, the the cart ride of Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. I'm telling Yeah, and that's like uh, how I get to my car in the morning, but only if I find it uh, accidentally. be so good. <laughs> and then maybe Plus, even have like a, a thing where I click something on the floor in my hall and fucking swords and fucking things are flying. Oh, be so That's fun. the last crusade? Yeah. Be so fun. See, I don't even you know chose if Diana wisely. I'm like, what? I, I, I fucking ate corn pops. That's what. Yes. I don't even know if Diana like mission was successful in this because she <laughs> goes down the she goes down the stairwell bet- behind this hidden door, and then she's knocked out by a cyclops, and as she's being carried away, we don't see that freaking uh, bag of orbs anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You see it right before he's grabbing her. Yeah, she and then when he's carrying on. when he's carrying her, you don't see it anymore. Yeah, I I think that that might be a little uh, uh, faux pas of David Finch's. <laughs> I, I wonder 
It's hard to say. I would say that uh, David and Meredith have a good relationship, right? I would hope so. You would think they're in love, right? They're in love. I, I don't know if I believe in love, but all right. I know you don't. But at one point, David's got to be reading this and like, oh, what's going on? This is nonsense. Please. Oh, this is great, honey. Good work. Yeah, Jesus I, fucking it's Christ. It's like one of those. If they're still like, I don't know how long they've been married, but if they've been married a while, I would think that, you know, once the sheen is off the fucking, you know, the <laughs> luster's gone. And it, it, when you have that girl, like Yoko Ono shows up and John Lennon thinks everything she does is fucking solid gold, you know, but then where is this going to end? Because th this is nonsense. Th this isn't a fun Wonder Woman book. And I, I said, this might be my favorite issue for, from a while. Oh, yeah. Because there is not anything that's, like you said, there's nobody's eyes bleeding. But it's still <laughs> just, it's just ridiculous. And it's really starting to point towards just ending it in a way that Olympus gets reset. You got everything, just everything's back to normal. And I do hope, though, while I'm saying this, I do hope that this God of, God of War stuff ends with rebirth. I, I, it's such a lame thing that just keeps coming up, and I'm sick of it. Especially when it comes up in other books, because in other books it just comes up as a line. It never really has anything to do with it. They're, well, you are the God of War. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And then That's they right. move on. But, yeah, the art was great, though. I love the art. I'm yeah. telling you, the best part of this book is David Finch's art. Yep. Yeah. What what did, did you – oh, you did reveal it. What did you give it? 5.5. No, I was thinking this was one that you didn't. Yeah, I give it, I'd give it a 5. Uh, I did not enjoy it. But we're going to move on, Eric, to your favorite, second favorite part of the podcast. Besides Flash the, reviews? Innocuous. Was it? Was it now? Flash reviews, Eric. I'm not innocuous. What do you think of that? Okay. <laughs> Flash reviews. We only have two. And we're going to start with a book Reggie reviewed, and that is Secret Six. Secret Six, number 11. He gave me the creative team written by Gail Simone, art by Dale Eaglesham and Tom Derenick, and Jason Wright. The next and final arc for the Secret Six begins, and it's focused on Strix. You like Strix. I do. Who is she, Eric? Where Strix. does she come from? Does she look good in makeup? House? Probably. How is she in Who the doesn't? sack? All I don't of these know. All of these questions, She's except the, the last one are answered, and then Lady Shiva shows up, knocks everyone on their asses there. What do you think of that? That makes sense. Also, Catman meets Batgirl while walking his dog. If that doesn't sound like a setup for a joke, I don't know what does. Reggie gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Is there a punchline? There is no punchline. Fucking nonsense. Catman punch and Batgirl lines. meet while walking a dog, and they both agree they're dog lovers. That's the joke, Eric. That's the joke. Catman is not a dog lover. Yes. Dr. Fate, number nine. Dr. Fate is the worst hero I've ever seen. Throughout this issue, he attacks police officers for, for them being excessive, but we never get to see that, so it just comes off like Colin's terrible. Then he electrocutes police officers to get a friend of his free of their custody before breaking into the Egyptian consulate where he's found prisoners surrounded by Egyptian ghosts. I have no idea what's going on in this series anymore, and I really don't want to. Uh, four out of ten. I actually read this issue, and I think you're being generous. Oh I probably God. would have given it a 3.5 out of 10. And this is a, what I said about the whole dog thing and that poison ivy. It's just like this. You have to have setup to know what's going on, um, and there was no setup. Like you said, and he attacked it just comes police off officers. him just attacking police officers. And at one point, I think he's making their eyes explode. Yeah, it's bad. 
It really is bad. And this is a book that I'm not going to miss at all. I don't even review it. I just have to read it for the podcast. And sometimes we don't because we do in flash reviews. I did read it because you told me you got to read it. I said just read the first four pages. I started reading it, so I kept going. And I hate it. I hate every bit of it. I hate it so goddamn Uh, much. But something happened to me today that I found out something my my friend, my son, (laughs) sons, Rafe and Logan, went over to their friends whose name is Karan. And Uh he is from Iran. And we went over to pick them up. And found out that Karan's mother is a doctor, Eric, but only in Iran. She right. came over here and it didn't transfer. And she was very upset. She's got to go back to school to become a doctor in the U.S. And I just, right away, I thought of Dr. Fate. I'm like, you <laughs> goddamn. I, and I just read the book. And I was like, oh, God. And then I, we had to go pick them up because they spent the day over there. And then when I heard that, I'm like, God damn, I can't get away from this Dr. Fate. But, yeah, it did not carry over. And she was a bit angry because, I don't know, like any other place in the world, if she went to France or Germany, it would have transferred over. The U.S. is against it, Eric. And, yeah, she has to go full out med school is what she was told. Oh, really? That's fucking insane. From day one. And Jesus Christ. she said it's one of those where she thinks that she can do it, but to actually go through that again, it's, just, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but she, she might. Very nice lady. Very nice. But, Eric, that is... Isn't there like, a correspondence course you could take? I don't think for med school, Eric. That, <laughs> I, and even so, you would I'm think I'm a that, doctor. You would think that something... Online would, courses. Something would transfer over. You're Dr. Love? What, what are you a doctor of? <laughs> Fucking Imaginex? But, I, I, did anyone Dr. It, Fate Imaginex? No. That would be pretty fucking awesome. I'd I got a that. PhD in murder. PhD in murder, huh? Or is that Moida? Moida. Moida. But that is the Flash Reviews. Stretch run, baby. Stretch, Stretch run. run. Boy, that, that freaking secret guest, that guy sounded sexy. I don't even know what he was doing. What are you there? opening? What is that? It so, sounds like you're spraying like an aerosol can. Soda pop. I like how you tried to open it slow to not make sound, and it made worse. Because you definitely didn't just open that up. Was that a cap? It sounded like it was like a pull tab. <laughs> it was the other a cap. In our lunchroom, they have a bag hanging for people to put the tabs in. Right. Not a lot of drinks have tabs anymore, do they? Cans. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, I don't really see a lot of people drinking out of cans anymore. I don't either. Though it's funny because I'm drinking out of a can right now with a tab. <laughs> it's the freaking gridlock. But yeah, normally I just see people with 20-ounce bottles. Who wants the freaking fucking 16-ounce can, 12-ounce? Eight ounce, six ounce. No, what's you, you, going? You dumb on? baby. Two ounce, negative <laughs> five ounce. Ah, uh, yes. I I'm having fun tonight. Number one, we're we're fucking flying through this. Area. Boosh. We're actually gonna get done on the one night, I believe, unless things go really off the rails. <laughs> and uh, I'm not having that bad a time. I like how we're talking about the books. A lot of these, if they don't have a lot to talk about, we're not fucking pushing the issue. And that's gonna continue right now. Sinestro number 20, written by Cohen Bunn, with art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy. Live say, that's weird. It was just a live say in this for the Inks. Yeah. Blonde and Dave Sharp. Live say. L I V E S A Y. Hmm. That is live say. 
The battle nice. between the Paling and the Sinestro Corps continues in this issue, and the only thing that's different than the last couple of issues is that Sinestro is actually taking on the Pale Bishop. After a retrospective look at what Sinestro has gone through and what fear is, like we've done a shitload of times before this, Sinestro uses the entire power of his core to defeat the Pale Bishop before giving leadership to the core to his daughter, Sornik. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, people seem to be loving this whole yeah, Paling people, battle. People really like this issue, it seems. That people have been loving this whole thing with all the, like, every issue. Like, oh, look, we're going to throw some more rings out there. People are becoming, like, yellow lanterns left and right. And it all seems like a smokescreen that not much is going on. Yeah, I agree. And this issue is the same because we spend all this time dealing with Sinestro, talking about what he's gone through in his life and what the meaning of fear is and how he actually feels fear when a lot of people think he is fearless and... I, I've, I've read this already, man. What, I know. What are you doing? You've got to watch yourself. A couple tens. Other reviewers, big guys. Fucking big nonsense. Fellas, they gave a tens. They, they fell for the smoke and mirrors routine. I, know, I, I think that it was more of the fact that the issue had uh, Sinestro even think back at the fear and the hurt of getting thrown out of the Green Lantern. Like it, it, I don't know. And that, to me, is, again, a bit of smoke and mirrors. I guess that... Him reaching back and thinking of all this and then discovering to himself that the Pale Bishop had fear still. And that's what made him leave the Guardians and run from them. Well, even that. You said that was bullshit. It makes no sense to me because, yes, he saw the freaking when he was with the rest of the Lanterns and he saw the emotional spectrum. He was afraid. and He decided emotion is bad. So he went off and he purged himself of all emotion and created his own kind of core that were all emotionless. And that's where they derived their power from. But here he has grabbed Sinestro by the head. He is converting him. But somehow Sinestro senses fear within him, within him and uses to overcome it and not get converted. And I'm not even exactly sure what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the reviews while you were talking, and a lot of them think this is a redemption issue for Sinestro. No. And um, that, that, that's about it. And that, the really strong writing. I, I liked. It is the, strong I, writing. I like the because idea, I've seen I liked, this already. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I did like the idea that you had the uh, Pell Bishop. He stuttered, and that threw Sinestro like, oh, I can tell you have fear. And yeah, but. Which is still, bullshit. It is weird. It goes that, against everything that we've led up to this. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it, I think, as much as you. Uh, but, yeah. And that, I, all right, look, personally, look. I don't have a huge connection with Sinestro. Um, I did like the, the panels where he was thinking back at the yeah, stuff that was going down. But I know Sinestro. Yeah. And here we are, the final battle, and we're having a fucking recap on Sinestro's life. And he even has to point out the fact that he's an archaeologist before this, which we just saw when he was with Black Adam. Yeah. And even and, that. And he... like, look, I was an archaeologist, so what do archaeologists do? They dig. So I'm going to dig deeper into the Pale Bishop and find out what he's afraid of. And yes. I'm like, he, Sinestro has been throwing Hail Marys left and right in this battle. Rings, rings, manhunters, more rings. And now all the only thing he does to defeat the Pale Bishop is he's all my lanterns, give me your power, recite my oath, and now I yeah. have the power, and you are defeated. And I'm, this whole thing, and then he's he's hurt. He gives the freaking leadership to Sornik, and everybody's all like awestruck. Oh, my God. And I'm left wondering, what about all those people that were converted? Are they dead now? Yeah. Because Mongol was a convert. Yeah, he was. Dead? Nobody, we didn't even see Mongol in this issue. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff, and I, I'm looking at this, uh, you know, him thinking back right now and all the stuff that he's going through to fear you know all the fear that he had that he's gathering together yeah. 
And yeah, then it's he taking unleashes forever. It's just it. page play. Yeah, it is. It's uh, filler. And then it, yeah, the pale bishop's like, oh, you got to submit, and he's like, oh, that's when he said, I, I, there's the a stutter. I detect it, and they attack, and yeah, you, then you get a lot of smoke and mirrors again. You see these freaking yellow lantern converts again that we saw. We saw Scarecrow. And they do nothing it. for I the see, story. Yeah, and I see Deathstroke. I see Harley. And it, it's just, I liked Arkillo. I like Arkillo's him. Arkillo's awesome. Yeah, He's I like my him. Favorite He's like, yellow I gotta stay. You know what the earth, these people deserve it. And do you get it that, that it was from that little kid? Yeah. Yeah, that he was like, you know what? That kid, and finally, he's feeling like a hero. And I really like that. No, I like that as well. I like the fact that the Sinestro Corps are going out and saying they're going to police the universe. And I like that Arkillo is getting a certain thrill yeah. from doing it. And I think that almost like how I thought but we could in have the, Harley, uh, the Harley book with, uh, with uh, Power Suicide Girl. Suicide Squad. Where, oh, I'm sorry, like, even about. Suicide Squad. But the one uh, thing with Power Girl, not the mini, but in the book, where she always did want to kind of be a hero and looked at it that way. But because she wasn't, she kind of pulled that aside and went against it. But then once it started happening, I get that with Arkillo that he's like – He's a goddamn monster, he man. And he likes it. He's like, yeah. you know what? The, this person, this little – it was a girl, right? Or was it little a girl. It's a little, little girl. girl. This girl didn't look at me as a monster. And you know what? I like it, and I really want to protect these people now because they're accepting me. And there it is: the little girl's hugging, hugging them at the end, and call, even calls him Monster Man. Yeah. And I like that, and I like the concept that all along through this whole thing, Sinestro did want the core, the Yellow Lantern core, to be looked at as the savior of yes. the universe. I do really, really like that. But and now yeah, they save the Earth. And but it a, went on way too yeah, long. There's and, a lot of non-things going on that just we've seen over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm then saying, at the even, end, I, even the cliffhanger, I have no – it does no, nothing for me. I don't know me what's going on. I, because Sinestro, Sinestro hands off the leadership to Sornik. Yep, Sornik. And I have no leader. idea why. She's the leader. She's the leader. Yeah, they, say, they don't why? explain it because it's – the way they said it – I have to get another cough drop. I'm about to cough. <laughs> uh, the way they said it before, we even came to the conclusion – or I did. I jumped. I was jumping through hoops to go to these conclusions where, oh, my God, freaking uh, Sinestro disappeared. And Sornik's going to be the leader because I think he got sucked into somehow. It makes no sense. Like, yeah. I thought maybe a Green Lantern ring was going to show up, and he thought that was going to be the way to do it. Or somehow he had contained one, puts it up, disappears. They made it seem like either that or um, he died. It just looked like he's tired. You know, that he is, at the end, he just looks tired, and he's wasted all his power by doing yeah. this. But I didn't, he I just needs get, a nap, man. That's what it seems. He needs a fat guy nap after the yeah. buffet. Uh, he's there. He's just kind of rubbing himself in, in a great <laughs> way. And there you go. The rings are all coming back. It, it's ridiculous. I'd like if Superman's like, but I like flying. And I, I, don't I, want e my I, ring. I don't even understand all the rings coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I'm getting the fact that. Is she recalling them? Yeah, I guess. But there is, um, there is, what's his name? Fucking uh, Black Adam still, yeah. So I and you see the back of Superman and Wonder Woman. So no, I'm now I'm getting the idea. She make more out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't I'm even know. I'm getting the idea that they're heading out. No idea. It says burn like my power, Sinestro's might, and I guess she's recruiting more. And she looks confused. She looks depressed. Yeah, and Sinestro's. And just I better. I understand I understand that, but I'm saying like, the... I would have liked it better if maybe uh, the, what Sinestro did. Maybe even put him in a coma. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like he's so 
it, he used so much power and gathered all that power and it, it, he couldn't handle it and he went but he's just there and it really plays off weird that she's the leader now, that maybe it's one of those that she, she's the leader, but that maybe it's one of those where Sinestro, in his mind, I've done what I was supposed to do now. It's time to, but that's not Sinestro to me. Not at all. Like I said, I don't have a huge connection to Sinestro like a lot of people do. Um, but yeah, that does not seem like him I'm at saying- all. All I, all I got is I love the art in this yeah, book. Yeah, I do. I, but I have I a problem like too, where the, when during the Paling and Sinestro uh, fight, yeah. the only reason I knew it was going on from was from the dialogue because yeah. it was so all over the place. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going through it, and yeah, then you have the, the like you said, you have the oath, and, and even that's like it's really a, it goes on too long and it just is a, it's like filler it's it's the go-to like lantern event where you're gonna defeat the bad guy and you recite the oath mm. and it's just i've seen everything we did here yeah. before yeah, the I'm, only thing new I'm is sword, Nick, and it doesn't and make forth, sense to me i'm paging back and forth through this and legitimately this issue could have been three pages yeah they could have shown up you get i like our kill on earth like i'm gonna stay here these my favorite people, part of the book. These, these simpering earthers cannot protect themselves. He even comes off like these fucking losers. I get, but you know he, you know he likes them here. Yeah. And you have that, and then you have Sornik and uh, Sinestro fighting. He realizes that he can exploit them through fear. Does that done? And then he just disappears uh, or goes in a coma. If you ask me, that would have been better. I don't yeah. understand what's going on. I don't even understand how you, you get the idea that she's the leader only because she's kind of there and starts yelling shit. I, yeah. It's very odd. I don't uh, even know how Sinestro rejected that conversion. I have no idea. I don't either. Nobody I else could. No, He's I a big, bad yellow lantern know. though. So six out of that, 10. I learned Harley Quinn is cute. Yeah, that's what they tell us. Cute and crazy. Yeah, cute and crazy. I have six out of ten. Yeah, I really like the art, and for the three pages that I think are are something going on, I do like. I like Arkillo a lot. My I favorite really, part. Yeah, really like. And if this is supposedly a redemption issue, I'm not sure that he's redeemed because he really didn't think he did anything wrong before. You know what yeah. I mean? But it really did put him in a new light. He I saved think, the earth. I think he enjoyed it. But that was that, Eric, and we're going to move on to our last book, which is a redeeming issue as well, Eric. Ooh. Harley Quinn. Is this the redemption part of the podcast? This is the redemptions part of the podcast. Harley Quinn, number 25, written by Amanda Cotter and Jimmy Palmiotti. Art by Chad Harden, Alex Sinclair, Tom Napolitano. Napolitano. And Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor and Tom Napolitano share lettering duties that's weird i would think that amanda connor did all the joker stuff what do you think of that okay i, I don't even know you have to, to do of... something with lettering and i think that maybe the way it was spelled out that she hand lettered those parts i don't know i'm making shit up harley finally gets back to gotham and while it took me by surprise that harley knew the joker was in arkham before going in i adjusted quickly and moved on that's it Eric. that's, that's all it. i got um I don't know why I didn't continue that. <laughs> Your I last book is always fucked notes. up. It does. I'll, I'll continue by saying uh, the issue continued with Harley showing that she has finally gotten over the Joker. And while I like that, I think it was a bit too little too late. This book is starting a reset button a little before Rebirth and somehow Batman gets involved and fell off at the end. 
the end. What do you think of that? Goddamn Arkham Asylum interrupts Poison Ivy and Harley going down on each other. Yeah, yeah. God, it was so hot. You know what I did? I wrote that little bit, and then I started writing notes because I haven't reviewed this yet. And then I never got back to my beginning. It's always this last (laughs) book. It always throws me off. But, yeah, you have Harley and Poison Ivy. Harley has gotten to Gotham. Uh, It took a little longer than I thought it would take. And I'm not talking about that train rider. No. Yeah, it gets there, and Poison Ivy meets her, and they're going to set up. They kind of, I like the way it's done. I love in an issue where there is a plan. They tell you there's a plan, but they don't tell you the plan. I actually like that. And she's like, yeah, you got the boat, and they're doing all this. And Harley comes off. It's weird. I said in the beginning, it threw me off that they knew that Joker was in Arkham. Yeah, it's so weird having this out of continuity from where we are in the Batman right now. It does. It it actually, to me, it really throws off the whole issue and anything that happens in it because you get the idea like, eh, this isn't real. But the thing is, even with it, that's my biggest gripe of the book because if you get past that idea, this is an awesome issue. It is. It's my favorite issue of Harley. I think it's one of my favorites. It is. And... I like that the fact that she has a plan. She's like, oh, I'm not just going to walk in. I've got a plan. And the plan is terrible because it makes no sense. She's going in and pretending she's a doctor again. Yep. And I don't know where they hired these people. Did they have an interview? I was very upset. At the until, job fair. Yeah, at the crazy Gotham job fair. And really, <laughs> who wants to be a doctor in Arkham? There probably is a lot of openings. But it, it starts off with that. And it gets fine. Everything is worked out because they know it's her. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Harley Quinn. Should we go? I can't stop looking at these pages with fucking Harley and Ivy. Yeah. Where Harley's getting changed and they're talking about touching goosebumps and and that leading to other shit. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. This is so fucking hot. Yeah, it is. Uh, Do you get the idea that the Joker ratted her out? Yes. It's weird. That does not seem like something he would do. Unless he just wants her to get imprisoned and then he can kind of, I don't know. And he can fuck with her. I actually thought at the bit, it might have even been Mason because of all the shit that the fucking, that Joker told him right. about how, I, you can I got imagine. the idea it was Joker. Now, you were supposed to get the idea it's Joker. They don't spell it out so that it's kind of left up in the air. But yeah, she has like, again, anything that happens, she has a weird plan that involves smoke bomb pills and <laughs> having a pill that turns guys into Lou Ferrigno. She says, Ferrignoized. Honestly, it seemed to me like that was something that like from a... Uh... Batman and Robin, how Poison Ivy made Bane in that movie. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it looks like Bane. Yeah, it's funny, but then she's like, I should have skipped that little pill and just ferignified myself. Yeah, I saw it. I was it. like, that's okay. I don't mind that. And I like a little, little Lou Ferrigno talk. And there's then, right after that, there's some Animal House talk, which I think yeah. is an overrated movie. But, yeah, oh, she Christ. starts a food fight. And I, I thought that was okay. But then she's just running around looking for Mason, finds him, and he's a little upset. He's like, you know what? This one guy in here knows your past, and that's bullshit. He, I, I could just, I'm telling you, I don't even want to know what, what he's been telling Mason. And the best part of it is Joker's not telling him this because he thinks Harley's showing up. He's just fucking with him, and he just, I think he just likes to fuck with, well, obviously he likes to fuck with people, but it's pretty bad. And she's going to leave. She knew Joker was there. She had a plan. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to do this. And he starts calling out to her from the cell next door. And she actually is like, okay, you know what? This has got to fucking end. We're stopping it now. I had a little problem with this because here we're on a timetable. We need to get in and out of Arkham really oh, no. fast. She stops. And she to stops do to get inside okay. the cell with Joker. Yep. She goes in and says, we're going to talk this out. 
uh, it's about time, and he just starts. Be- he's mean. He, he just talks with saying, his fists. Yeah, he starts saying shit. He wants to drive her crazy again. He starts strangling her. He's doing all this. Slams her head against the thing. And Man has got some abs. Him. Yeah, he does. Um, and very uh, comes off uh, more muscular in this than I've seen him in a lot of uh, things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always think of him as just frail, and he's just he's psychotic. He's he's fucked up. But boy, you think they're going for a Jared Leto kind of feel with this? Kind of looks like it. It like a little does. bit longer hair, but yeah, he's got the longer hair. He's got the he's built. Jesus Christ, he's hanging out. Um, but yeah, they're talking, and then Harley turns the table. Like, listen, this isn't how it's gonna be. And I I did like it a lot. I liked the whole. It wasn't just when I I I haven't reviewed this yet. I read right. it today. I'm gonna probably try to review it tomorrow. Now that I've read it, and we talk about it. I always say that, but it probably won't be. No, but, that was my opener for Doctor Fate. I think. Yeah. Well, no Sinestro. Yeah. Up until this time, I read some reviews, just saw some things and people talking. Like, boy, Harley really came off, and it really showed the Joker what it was. You know, got her off the, her back, whatever. And I really thought that it was gonna be more of a she goes in. Joker tries to do something, and she beats the living shit out of him. It's better than that, actually. Yes. She does end up doing that, but the things that she says in it really are good. It's really – it came off more to me that, yes, this is a woman who realizes now that she made a mistake being with this guy at any point, and she's telling him, and what she says is true. And, yeah, then she bites his fucking lip off. And oh, my God, does, that was so good. Yeah, and then she does beat the shit out of him, but I really like it. And then the best, though – was when she basically just says to him, listen, I'm not your toy anymore, and you did mean something to me one time, but that time is over, and then it goes on. If I ever hear or see from you again, and if you ever mess with my family or friends, I'm not going to be as nice as I am today, and I thought, that is awesome. That is really good, and I'm glad it just wasn't her beating the crap, and then she's badass, and it's like, do yourself a favor for once. No chatting, just lie there and bleed, and I really liked it. I'm telling you, though, this... As I usually do not like this book because of all the over-the-top nonsense mm, with the Kermolis. Yeah, this came off more Suicide yes, Squad Harley, yes, and, and I loved why. it for it. This, it's a weird thing where you get these issues once every 12 issues, it yeah. seems. Because like, we've only gotten a couple. Uh, this is why I really like the – again, I always go back to it – the Harley and Power Girl because while it was still goofy, they fought Sportsmaster, stuff like that. There was heart to it, and there was something behind the cremolis and the, the shit jokes and the toilet humor. When they actually get down to it, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, and get down to it and actually want to tell something that they feel is important, Hell yeah, boy. They, they can kick ass. And that's I what I want to see why. more of. Yes, and that's why you said the Suicide Squad with Sean Ryan, we really liked it because he turned Harley into a character, not a caricature. Ah. You see that fancy that's some good talk shit right there? Look but at that. That's what it was. And she's always this joke. And no, she shouldn't be a joke in her own book. Especially after having this issue. This character in my mind should change completely, and this should be almost a serious book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could we could still joke around, she could still be crazy Harley, but this had a more serious tone and, to it, which and, I really appreciated. Yeah. And you know what else is great? And it had I'm, a fucking story I'm, from A to B. Going on and she even pulls a gun on Joker because then Joker comes out later and he pulls a gun. I was and yelling then, at the book, why didn't you lock and, the door? Yes, but it's so good because then she's even using her psychology background where she's like, hey, I finally get why Batman would never kill you. It would give you exactly what you want. And Joker's laughing, but he's like looking down. And I thought, you know what? That's freaking awesome. 
And then it gets goofy. But again, even the goofiness is funny because Poison Ivy shows up in the bat fucking boat. They're like, <laughs> really? That's the boat you stole? Goes back. There's I Batman. Yeah, and I liked it too. I like that Batman's with Aggie. He's with Tony. He's with everybody. Fucking uh, Miss McCall. And he's like, oh my God, what are you doing with my crew? And Batman does not look happy. He's so <laughs> mad. And he's do- he's helping them out. He's going to get Mason in the... Uh, Witness the, protection. The witness protection. All this is is to get Mason out of the, the deal. You got to yeah. get him out. And he even says, "Listen, I got to do what I got to do here because I, yes, I was guilty. I accidentally killed a guy, but I still did it. I got to go do this." And like, okay, the mom's gonna go with him. So get that out of the way. Because and, this grown ass man needs his mother to take care of him. Yes, and there's Batman and Harley, and again, it's goofy talk. I like it because she's like, hey, I'll be watching you. Yeah, you're watching little girls. And it, it's, oh, no, it's Fats and Harley, and it works. Yeah, it's funny. And you have, and I, I actually do also like that it's the uh, – I like this version of Poison Ivy, and it kind of ties in with the book, the new book as well, a little yeah. more. I like that version. But, yeah, she says goodbye to Mason, goes off with Batman. She waves, and she's there, and she's like, oh, you know what? We're going to get a new look going. It's a, it's a reset, it seems, which is odd. It really does. So this is continuing to rebirth, though I'm assuming that, that it's uh, Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, but I don't know. Are they going to be maybe the only one that makes the transition of their book into rebirth? I don't want to speculate this early. I don't either, but I... We got it's the final been... panels here, though. Hey, Queenie, how are you at makeovers? I live for the challenge. Anything in mind? Oh, yeah. I got a whole avalanche of yeah. ideas. And it says, uh, next issue, a new day, a new fray. And I guess it's just going to kind of start over. And uh, now new it's going to be Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's going to be a new arc. And she's going to be, yeah, yeah, really, she might. But, yeah, I really liked it. I love the art. Um, and I like it because it, it was like a the story. Yeah, I know. And it's a story that meant something for once. And you don't get that that often. And that's always when it happens. And, yes, I even told you, people are going nuts about Harley. Oh, she's finally uh, rid Joker, uh, you know, the shadow of the Joker. And it's gone. I I had that idea in this whole book. She has mentioned a hundred times. She's had other boyfriends and whatever. You just, this was the confrontation. And I only, in my mind, I want to say that Rebirth was coming and, um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti always wanted to do this, to right. show that she is past the Joker and get this out. Almost like, it's funny because this is almost like a, the God of War thing in Wonder Woman, like I'm saying. Like, you always have this in the back of your mind. It's always nonsense. Just get get it over with, and they do it here. And I think I put in my notes, it's like the two-minute warning. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, we got to do it. Let's do it now. And they did it, and it, it was good. It was really good. Worked um, really well. Now that we talked about it, I think when I do it, I, I might even go maybe an eight eight five. I'm an eight, I'm an eight point five. Yeah, I I did really like almost it. a nine, honestly. Really, uh, yeah, uh, and it, you can deal with like when Batman shows up. Normally, I'd say nonsense, but it is still Harley. It's yeah. Harley's book, and it is goofiness. It's outside of that timeline or the continuity a bit. And but they play around with it really good. It just it did throw me off the Joker thing with being in Batman and it's more serious. And then all of a sudden he's here in Arkham. It it seemed a little off. Uh, but yeah, I, I had some good times with it. Good. Had a, a lot of good times. Yeah. Well, now I got to decide because now we have the pick of the week because that's all the books. Yes, it is. Pick of the week. I'm going back and looking. <laughs> It's funny. I know what mine is. Mine is Harley Quinn. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with a tie. 
even though they don't, because I said eight to eight five, and I gave Superman American Alien an eight three. So I'm going to go tie American Alien and Harley. I never would have imagined. In fact, we weren't going to talk about Harley this week. Not at all. And I said, you know what? With the Joker, we should throw it in. We actually were going to talk about Dr. Fate. And we switched it up. Because even last time we talked about Harley, a couple weeks ago, you said, don't get used to it. We're not doing it again. I think you actually said to me, please don't make us talk about Harley ever again. (laughs) I'm like, we won't. But yeah, we did. And And I'm happy we did. I'm happy. I I never would have imagined that Harley could be my pick of the week. Because I do not care for the book normally. No. And it just, it doesn't it get you angry a little, though, that it could be this every week. I know. It does get me angry. have a good story. And and the silliness with it, but yeah, I, I wish they would go more with that. Don't go full retard. No, they always go full retard. Occasionally, they just pull it back a little. Go half retard. Goddamn gem. Speaking of retards, guess what we're going to be talking about next week? What's that? Aquaman 49. Shit. Batman and Robin Eternal number 21. Of course. Cyborg number 8. Oh, which God I damn. didn't ah. put in the news because we did hear... Uh, out of nowhere, everybody David seemed to know about us. David F. Walker's leaving after issue nine, so he has two more issues left. Very odd. It was a big push to get him on there. Now he's doing Shaft, Eric. I think he's more into Which Shaft. Is, it's just crazy that it's almost been a year, though, that he's done the book. Yeah. Yeah, really. And I don't know it's one of those where some of these guys, like even um, Van Jensen's sticking out a little more, but it's I guess it's the same time period where when these guys were probably hurt, told of Rebirth, a little bit before, right. if they weren't going to be involved and they had other opportunities, they might have just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go got, up till here. I'm I got shit to do over yeah, here. Yeah, well, it, it's, you know, it, it'd be like if we were on a movie and we or a TV show and we found out it's going to be canceled in mid-season or this is the last season and we got an offer to do another TV show or a, uh, a movie and our contract allowed us, you'll go do the thing that you're going to st- stick with later. I really do think a lot of these guys left because of that. We'll also have Deathstroke number 15. Always look forward to that. Grayson number 17. Awesome. He-Man the Eternity War number 15. Fuck. Yeah. It's weird. You, I always think that we've already had the last issue. And This they, is the last yeah, issue. Yeah, this is it. Um, Justice League 48. You'll oh, enjoy fuck that. Fuck yeah. Goddamn Justice League. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's been a while. Justice League 3001 number 9. I... Can't believe that I forgot that this book even existed until you told me during the news that it was being like we're not coming back. You forgot all. We don't really talk about it much. Uh, Suicide Squad's most wanted Deadshot and Katana number two. Uh, We're talking about Deadshot probably. I'm already ready to wipe my ass with that one. Probably won't talk about it. I like Deadshot a lot in that. Uh, Yeah. The Katana part, boy, boy. Ooh. Ooh (laughs) This is how we do it. Superman number 49. Superman 49. You like that Superman 49? I don't even remember what happened last issue anymore. Superman Wonder Woman number 26. Oh, God damn it. that throws in a wrench that we're going to have to figure out what comes first because one of us... I think it's Superman Wonder Woman. Yeah, one of us is going to have to... Then you're going to have to read maybe my issue first or I'll let you know. Fuck. But that's the thing is of all these, I would believe Superman will be your first. No, Justice League will be your first. Justice League, yeah. So it'll give you enough time. Um, Superman Lois and Clark, number five. That's crazy. And Superman, the coming of Superman, number one. Oh, yeah, who's doing that one? I do not know. We're going to have to decide, and I'm not even convinced it's coming out. What do you think of that? Not it. Yeah, I don't want to be it either. Who do we got? Hey, 
Is Poppy's listening? You're on it, Poppy. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to him. Maybe he'll want to do it. Maybe. If he wants to do it, he can. Oh, him. Teen Titans number 17. Greg How was that, Teen Titans number 16? Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Greg Pock, Eric. Greg Pock. The Flash number 49. A lot of books next week. Yeah, Flash 49, they're catching up to get to that 50. Yeah. That's like uh, two and three weeks. Uh, we are Robin number nine. Now, are you like these people? Now, I know you're going to read and review We Are Robin number nine. And there's a couple on here, I think, like uh, Justice League 3001 that I know Poppy's doing. Um, are you with the people that you're like, huh, I like We Are Robin number nine, but boy, it doesn't matter now because we know it's canceled. It's not going to carry over. Some of the characters may. We may get Duke Thomas. I'm starting to think now we're not going to get Duke Thomas unless he is in the Birds book, as you the say. The Birds book. Um, unless he's in that, I don't think we're going to see that. But uh, do you? does it throw the, the luster off it a bit for you? Absolutely not. This, this is one of my favorite books of 2015. I still look mm-hmm. forward to it every time it comes out. Yeah, only a couple more issues then. And I'll enjoy every so, single one, unless yeah, they're garbage. you know what? I think the Suicide Squad's most wanted, I guess that ends in June. I keep wanting to think of all the, uh, whatever the minis would be right. that will carry over and wonder what happens with them, like a um, the Legends, uh, Legends tomorrow. of Tomorrow will. And I'm if I'm DC, I don't really want those to carry over. I, really, I know that you have to. You have this amount. But all that's going to do is confuse people Dark a little. Dark Knight 3. Yeah, that that's their big book though. They're gonna let that book do whatever, and they're letting that thing fucking get delayed constantly. Uh, it was supposed to, I think, end in May. So I'm telling you, I think full I sense. honestly think they pushed it back so they had yeah. more books in June. I don't think they did, uh, only because it's been delayed like seven times. They didn't just say one time, "Hey, we're gonna push this, and that's gonna happen then." This has been business del- plan. This has been like seven times it's been <laughs> announced that it's been delayed, and it's all a mess. And I still think that it might end in May. Uh, in my mind, somehow they're going to end it. But, yeah, that that book's a mess. But this, like, Legends of Tomorrow, I just think that they want to do this rebirth, but yet they have these weird minis and stuff. It's just going to confuse people. Whatever. Uh, I want a Firestorm book. Yeah. yeah I'm all happen. about it. It did not happen. I'll get in my Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think you're going to be upset. There is a reason why they have bunched all those together <laughs> in the one book. It's because they think that a, a ten shits will be worth one shit, if that makes any sense. Not at all. How about they think that if my if I came over to your house and I brought you, say, shredded wheat, uh, right. I, I bought you a box of Weedabix, you wouldn't like that, right? I'll like, accept the gift and I'll be gracious. And then the next one, I brought Fruity Pebbles. You You're son like, of oh a my bitch. God, I fucking hate this. And then I brought you. I'm trying to think of all the cereals. I don't know ate. why you're being so nice to me. Well, and then I end with fucking Cocoa Puffs and another one. At the end of the day, you're going to be like, you know what? That was that was okay. Yeah, and I love this. And Puffs. that's what I think. There's one of these books in this Legends of Tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about. I was right? gonna say that's what you're getting at. Yes. I have no idea. That you're just going off on be something that you're gonna end with, like, well, at least and maybe it is firestorm. Well, at least I like the firestorm because all those others, that sugar and spike is gonna be well, so bad. Metal Men, I look forward to as well. I bet you it sucks. What I about Metamorphosis? N- and I bet you that's terrible. I like Aaron Lepresti. I think he's still doing it. There is some reason why these are being bunched together like this, and I think it's like, okay. 
uh, shit goes for this, but if we put a bunch of shit, people will be confused and say, you know what, I got a bang for the buck. Uh, I don't know. Good. What about that whole shit sandwich thing you had going on before? That's but see, I'm going the. That's why I was going the reverse. Where you start <laughs> with the shit. See, if I gave you a piece of shit and you ate it, and then I gave you um, some goddamn fucking a piece of gum and a lollipop, then at the end you might have a better taste in your mouth. You you end with something. It's like you said when we review things. Always end with something good at night. Oh yeah, you're, you're positive. I think one of those issues. Hopefully, it's one of yours for your sake. Uh, I don't even know how we're going to talk about that goddamn book on the podcast. I don't even know if we so will. How many is there? Five, five different books in there, or is it four? Four. Jeez, that is fucking nonsense. Eight ninety nine or seven ninety nine? Eight ninety nine, I believe. Oh my! Nobody is buying this. That book is going to fucking bomb so hard and heavy. I hope that the retailers get a hundred percent sellback. Because if not, nobody's ordering that. No comic shop in their fucking right mind will order more than two copies of that. There's no way. Fucking end up, what was the shirt that your buddy Tony and his comic shop 300 shirt? The 300 shirt that he ended up by then. The fucking movie should have been called 410. It lasted so long, that fucking shirt. He probably kept... He's probably wearing it now. <laughs> probably. Fucking shirt. You kept yelling at him. That fucking guy, the worst fucking order. That's why he doesn't have a shop anymore, Eric. That's no, why. That's not why. How dare you? Yeah, he was not doing well. He was not, but his shop has gone to hell. I went and saw it a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. I think the, the newest issue I saw was the issue of Swamp Thing, where all the Serene are in a, a circle reaching wow. for him, and Swamp Thing's looking up. I'm telling you, that is an hour, a year and a half ago. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Also, I want to point out on the site this coming up, we are also going to have a full slate of Just for the Hell of It Monday articles, Eric, including one from me that I started today. Did you see my article I started? I looked at it. I started my top 15 list of fictional TV bands, Eric. Jesus. Everybody's been wanting to know this. The problem is it was, oh, yeah, it was a top five, and I, I, there were too many. So I changed it to top 10. There's still too many. I have my top 15 of fake TV bands. But I have um, – what's your favorite fake TV band? I have no idea. Zack well, Attack. Zack Attack is in there, Eric. Should I let you know? Uh, the Jesse and the Rippers. That is in there. It wasn't going to be, but when I expanded the list, it was. Uh, there is a little uh, caveat about this list. The band can't be from a show that is only about that band. So the Partridge family, out. What about uh, Jabberjaw? Jabberjaw is not on the list, and neither is uh, fucking Captain Caveman. <laughs> freaking all those. Uh, but yeah, like Deathlock is not on that list. Aaron, right. Because the show's all about them. The Monkeys, not on that list. But there's a lot of them, including um, Jet Screamer. I don't know who that is. Jet Screamer sang Eep Up Orc Ah Oh, yes, I yeah, do know who that, that is. That is Jet Screamer. They're that means I love list. you. But yeah. They're on the list, Eric. So is Leather Tuscadero. I know that name as well. She had a band on. She was Pinky's sister. And Pinky was, Tuscadero. Yeah, that was actually Pinky's sister on uh, Happy Days and was played by real glam rocker Susie Quattro. Oh, yeah, Susie Quattro? Susie, the Susie Quattro? The Susie Quattro. <laughs> And I'm not going to go through my whole list, but there's a lot of them. Including I'm going to say, yeah, skip all that right now. What the fuck, fans man? from such uh, hits as the Brady Bunch, Eric. And, uh, Johnny Bravo? Sort of. They had a couple iterations. They sure all did. made the one part. 
and there's some funny ones in there. But yes, one from Pete and Pete. Oh yes. I'm not going to tell my whole list though, Eric. But yeah, and also this week we have a five questions with Deathstroke writer and overall great guy James Bonney. Great call, guy. He called me out this week. He asked saw. me today, actually, before the podcast, said, "Hey, where the fuck are these fucking five questions I spent my time on?" I actually, kept looking. Nice. He's like, I it. kept looking. I'm like, I was going to write back. That's the business plan. I never release them, but get all you creators keep looking on the site. <laughs> no, and I told him. I actually, I was saving it at one point, and then it became a while that I put, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to wait till Deathstroke comes out. I probably should have messaged him and said, hey, I'm going to put that up on Deathstroke. I thought that most guys just do this, and they never care anyway. He's, he's excited about it. He wants those five questions. And they were good. And he sent me some pictures to put up with them because nice. I think he saw his press picture at points and he doesn't like that picture, I guess. <laughs> he wants a cool picture of him and Tony Daniel. Him and Fair Tony enough. Daniel are good friends. But, yeah, that's it, Eric. That is the podcast. We're uh, clocking in at two hours less than normal. That's amazing. You know what that means? That means we finished all in one night. Jess didn't come and ruin my night. She's asleep on my, the couch. And ruin my, I, oh, actually, that was always what I was going to say at points. Like, just have her sleep on the couch. You wake her up when you're done. Or not. You go to your room. You get the laptop out. You watch your fucking cam girls. And then tomorrow you wake her up. Say, oh, I forgot. Or you just she say, would oh, kill I, me. I fell asleep on the, the keyboard. Used to do that. When I used to stay up and play World of Warcraft in my younger days, there were times where I would fall asleep on the keyboard and wake up in a daze and my guy would be spinning circles because I was on the one fucking key and stuff. That has never happened to me. It's happened to me. I used to play all the every game. I used to be such a big gamer, and now I don't. I never have game in real life, Eric. So I was a big gamer, and Makes I, sense. Lo I loved all of the MMOs, even as far back as Meridian Fifty Nine, which one person out there probably knows. Of. Say, I've never heard of that. No, nobody has. It was one of the first big uh, online games, and I really enjoyed it, and had some funny things about it, and I played all of them. EverQuest. I haven't really been everything. a big gamer since Nintendo 64. I haven't been a big gamer since I met you. Pretty much. And actually, even after that, I would tell you about stuff. But, yeah, I, I'm not anymore. And, again, it's like TV. My kids commandeer everything I have, and I don't get any fucking peace. So I sit there and read comics and talk about comics and think. While I'm reading, I'm like, I'll bitch about that, and I'll bitch about that, <laughs> and I don't like that. I'm just miserable, just shaking my head. But I'm a negative guy. Oh, I heard. Clark breaks out in a dance, and you're furious. I fucking hated it. It threw me off. Anything that throws me out like that, like I think is, I don't know if it's just hey, out of character to me. It just threw me stupid. In. It threw you in, did it? A guy yeah. fucking doing that move with the what? What is he? Fucking MC Hammer? Who who did that move the most with the hand behind the head? I don't know. I was trying to think during that because but I, I called it the Cabbage time. Patch, and it's not. That is not the Cabbage. It's, it's a it's, bunch of different moves. That is the. That's like the kid in play. Yeah. It is. It's the kid in play. He needed a partner, though, to do it with him. But, yeah, that move, nobody does that move. Clark I do that is, move. No, you do not. I'm a terrible Clark dancer. Of course not, I do that where move. Where is he learning that move? On yeah. the farm. What is he, yeah, what is he <laughs> listening to on the farm? Is he listening to kid in play? I would. The funniest thing I is, we, you love kid in play, right? Yes. Because I do, too. What's your favorite song of kid in play? Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know any of them. <laughs> And I'm sure if I heard one, I'd be like, yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I legitimately 
trying to speak here, legitimately cannot name. I can name Heavy D and the Boys song and all the other. <laughs> not can play. It was more of their look and the movies than their actual music, right? Right. I'm it, saying it was that I, fucking hairdo. It was all the, the hairdo. The kid did not have that hairdo, and you saw once he got the kind of. He actually looked like a grown-up version of the one kid from fucking what's it called? The fucking gonna make it jump, jump, fucking who was. I don't know. My What's favorite it? Kid and Play song though is "Ain't Ain't Gonna Hurt Nobody." Oh. I like uh, "Rolling yeah. with Kid and yeah. Play." Okay, what what and, uh, are you on right now? Getting funky. Yeah. Do this my way. Yeah. Hype. You know, these are just some of my favorites. Those are just those are actually those aren't even your favorites. It's just something that comes up. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear you sing one of those. Uh, ain't gonna hurt nobody. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. Rolling with Kid and Play. <laughs> I liked Young MC, but it was it was kids' hair. That's all it was. No, for me, it was the kid's hair and that leg lock dance. Yeah, it was what Clark was doing, that leg yeah. lock. Uh, fucking, but you have to have the other guy where you're yeah. kind of doing it together in a circle. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should do that for a video, me and you. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd kill myself. I would not be able and to And you do would that. kill me. Probably. I'd kill you for making me do it. <laughs> you're um, making me do it. Yeah, I guess so. I'd kill myself for fucking making us do it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. I was that gonna tell you. I was gonna announce that me and Rafe were gonna start doing our flash uh flash food reviews, but we have not gotten the costumes yet. Gonna, right, well that's something in the future to look forward yeah, to. In the future me and my son Rafe are gonna have video food reviews dressed as Flash and Kid Flash and they're gonna be called Flash Food Reviews and it's always ending with a uh eating contest. Who oh, yeah. who can eat the fastest? I oh, imagine, though, oh, that at one point time. he's going to get embarrassed and stop doing it, and then it's just going to be me and you. Yeah, that'd be even better. And I'd be Kid Flash. No, I would be Kid Flash. You'd be Kid Flash. It'd be so funny, like your belly hanging out the costume. You'd look like Six Pack. Yeah. would be so good. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that's it. That is it, Aaron. That is it. And we'll, uh, you want to tell people the website shit, or you want to just go? Let's go. They know the shit already. Okay. The only thing I will mention, the I'm really trying to push the the rant and rave line. Uh, again, it's six four one seven one five three nine hundred. Enter the extension four five two three two eight. And again, it's this isn't the and pound and, and hit the pound. Then this isn't you know taking place in mail. I say to even if this was like this week that rebirth stuff happened and you get like all excited I'm like oh even if you called them and like hey where's this goddamn fucking. Uh, emergency podcast you son of a bitches or something or you, you re- listen to this and then call and say what the fuck's going on four hour podcast what are you fucking slackers shit like that yell with eric or say hey jim you. why are you so miserable about dancing what are you fucking john lithgow and fucking footloose yeah Jesus that's good pool right Christ. there see that's what they use that line for but they don't have to whatever whatever eric whatever everybody have a great week Keep it weird. I want to thank Reggie and Ryan for the contributions this week. Yeah. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Exactly right. two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh, there he goes.